Welcome to the Pulp MX Show, presented by Motosport.com, Fly Racing and Decal Works. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lion's Den, with your host, Steve Mathis. And now, strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, welcome back, everybody. Pulp and Beck Show, presented by Motorsport.com. Fly Racing and Decal Works coming at you. It's uh, Monday night. It's October 30th. We're a little late getting started, but hey, better late than never. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching in a little bit as well. Lots to talk about still. Off-season is here. We are deep into it. Lots to talk about, though. Uh, Trey Kennard raced in Japan on the new CRE electric motorcycle. He will join the show tonight. Looking forward to talking to Trey. Eric Pernard will call in. He's a, he's a friend of the show. He's a race promoter. Paris Supercross is coming up, so we will talk to EP about that, World Supercross, and more. John Anderson from WUSA also uh, calling in. John, uh, of course, got the WUSA World Vets coming up at Glen Helen in uh, a week. And so John will call in and talk about that, talk some uh, race team wheels and things like that and more. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. 702-586-7857. You have a call. You want to you talk about Supercross, Motocross? Give us a call. Got a couple of great in-studio guests as well. Uh, thank you, Motorsport.com, Fly Racing, Decal Works, X-Brand Goggles, Race Tech, Suspension and Engines, Michelin Motorcycle Tires, Renthal, Cherubis, Firepower Batteries and Chains, Maxima USA, OGO Power Sports, Renegade Race Fuels, Pro Filter, ORW, FMF, Guts Racing, Atlas Brace, Works Connection, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, WUSA, Get Data, EVS, Weisco Piston, and MTX Braking, all on board with us tonight. With the Motorsport.com tweet at tit segment, Race Tech Rant. I got a few of them loaded. X-Brand Goggle Tear-Offs as well. So lots to get into when it comes to tonight. And uh, a welcoming, like I said, a couple of my buddies in studio. One of them, uh, maybe the story of the year was his team and how well they did this year. He'll probably say it's all because of him, but, but, but we'll ask him. Uh, first up. Uh, my buddy from Renthal, Renthal USA, of course, sponsoring uh, Monster Energy Kawasaki and, and uh, Factory Honda, Red Bull KTM, and more. Paul Parabinos. What's up, Paul? How are you? Hey, Steven. How are we doing? Thanks for coming in. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Uh, a little a staycation in Vegas this weekend for you? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Stayed here a couple, for, for a couple nights. Um, nice. My friend here that you're about to introduce said yeah. he was coming up here. So, yeah. Um, yeah, we got to hang out again for nice. a while. It's been nice. a bit. Uh, we, we'll cover destinations a little bit. We did a Renthal reaction. Okay. But I want to... Talk to you in person a little bit. You had a big part of Team USA and everything that went on there. We'll talk a little bit about that. Okay. Uh, also in studio here, uh, he was one time a uh, test bike mechanic for Factory Honda, and he's a racer, and then he was a, a mechanic for McGrath and for Wyndham, among others, and then he was uh, a crew chief, and now he is team manager for Honda HRC, Lars Lindstrom. What's up, buddy? What's up, Steve? How are you? Thanks for coming in. Yeah, no, yeah. pop to be here. You, uh, you'd asked me about coming up here. And I was like, really? Like, and you're like, yeah, that'd be that'd be cool. That'd be fun. And I'm like, all right. And yeah, it worked out. I just can't believe you're actually here. I think we've talked about it for a couple of years, probably about yeah. doing something like that. Yeah. And, um, you know, I have a couple of people that that listen to the show religiously. I, I listen to it on the drive to work when I can and stuff yeah. like that. And so it's hard, four or five hour shows or whatever they are to, yeah. to try to get it all in. But um, but I do listen. to My brother listens in Sweden. Uh, nice. I got a bunch yeah. of buddies that are into it too. So yeah, yeah it's well, fun. What, what time do we? How long do we carve out for a hockey talk? How much you need? Yeah, I mean, we should, we should get into it, right? We'll talk about. We'll talk some hockey. I'm actually not super well versed in NHL right now, okay. so if you're going to ask me anything like that, I'll, I'll right. do my best. But okay. you know, I'm, but my kid plays hockey, so I'm into it. Yeah, yeah. your coach, yeah, part time coach, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Uh, so thanks for coming in. Yeah, appreciate it. Congratulations on the se- season you had. Just phenomenal, right? Just the yeah. kind, a kind that you won seven out of eight championships or something, right? Uh, uh, you won six out of seven. Six out of seven championships. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah, no, yeah. It, it was a dream season for sure. Um, something that uh, I never thought would ever happen, you know, and uh, probably won't happen again. I mean, it, the amount of uh, races and championships and all that stuff yeah. i mean the bonus money wow yeah we you know we we used to have this thing at yamaha and paul had it at, at, at pro circuit too we would get pizza on monday if a rider won yeah how much pizza did you guys eat this year yeah we do we actually do um we've done pizza a few times we okay. do we do a lunch on if we win um we usually do chipotle it's easier okay quicker everybody yeah. puts their order in on the same thing and then so we got a lot of chipotle this year a lot of chipotle yeah, just raining chipotle <laughs> uh chase sexton hunter lawrence jet lawrence uh yeah phenomenal year uh lots to get into it with you and i kind of want to talk a little bit about um uh your rise a little bit at honda i mean your dad was team manager uh, seventy nine eighty, uh, and then of course you know you stepped into his shoes, and there's a lots to get into it with you, and 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 I think just the season that you guys had, we do have an announcement coming up from Honda coming just, up. At I, some we point. can announce it right now, actually. Oh, we can. It's already out. Oh, it's already out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's the, do it. Yeah. The, let's. Yeah. We we've uh, I know it's pretty been the worst kept secret, uh, worse probably than ch- chases, I guess. But uh, uh, Hunter is moving up to the 450 class for next year. And so we just dropped a video on our Instagram and on YouTube for Honda uh, yep. Power Sports US. And uh, so, yeah, go check it out. And we had fun making a video last week with him and his brother. And um, Yeah, the video's so, really, really good. We watched it before the show. Yeah. Paul, not that big of a silly secret. Silly season bomb, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> we knew about it, I guess. Yeah, but but there's still some questions I think around it that yeah. we that uh, I I know I have. So yeah, we can talk about. Yeah, it. no, that's awesome. Uh, so Hunter and Jet will be 450 full time. Uh, uh, then you're not gonna hear me yell and scream about Hymas and Schmoda on 250s. Like I'm fine. That's, that, <laughs> you're that's good with fine. that. Yeah, I'm good with that. The but, other, but, but you would have been yelling and screaming about Hunter. You think? You oh would, yeah. You would have taken the oh, Jeffrey Hurlings yeah, yeah, MX2 yeah. stance no, all yeah, year. Yeah. Or what? I just, <laughs> look, look uh, we, we we you know a rider that you know well, Jeremy McGrath. We did a live show last time uh, two weeks ago at Skips Brewery, and I said he's to blame for the current state of the 125 class. Mm. He is to blame, and he was like, huh? And I said because you just fucking never lost, so the manufacturers needed a title, any title at all. So 32 year old John Dowd. Get down to 125s. Yeah, that's true. Nathan Ramsey, that's get true. like we have to win something because this fucking McGrath guy is, is never going to lose. He's to blame because before then it used to be like literally like a kids class and get in and get out. Right, Bradshaw, Kurdowski, none of those guys. Larocco, they didn't want to stay in there. So all, and McGrath started it all. All the OEs started paying way more attention to the 250 class because of him. Yeah, because I'm sorry, the little class, little class because they couldn't win. <laughs> and they needed to win, right? Like, think about, like, the Japanese bosses. Like, oh, we write you a check for $4 million and... No win. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> right? So, uh, but, uh, yeah, but, no, we'll talk about your whole roster. Schmoder's a new recruit for you guys. That's, that's, a, that's a really big deal for you. Uh, we'll have some lively debate about that. Yeah. Uh, you brought your wife in the studio. Yep. yep. Jen's here, so yep. maybe she's got some hot takes. She does. She's got plenty of hot <laughs> she's takes. She's got hot takes. I'm not sure we're ready for them. <laughs> right, okay. All right, we'll check it out. 702 586 Five seven. You want to call in and talk to us and working the phones over there, holding things down in the corner. Uh, coming in a little late, but you know, better late than never. D. Just let your tits. What's up? I do not agree with that statement. Yep, I dispute as well. Yes, thank you. He was on time. Not late. 
<laughs> well, okay. Thank you, Paul. You're always uh, I mean, yeah, he was right. here before the show started. Okay. He yeah. seemed to be ready. I'm ready. I, I don't know what to say. I'm not the only one. Three months for... ago, you wanted to kill him for dipping his finger in your sauce. Man, well, if he does something stupid like that tonight, I might want to kill him again. forgiveness. He knows how to move on. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Right, okay. Yeah, but don't stick your finger time. in my food tonight, by the way. Lars, it was one of the angriest I've seen Paul. He said, you got to try this Chipotle thing from... Yeah. From... Okay. Chipotle sauce. Lars, okay. try try this sauce. This sauce is amazing. What what would you do, you think? What are we dipping it on? Well, would you what would you do? I said, hey, try this sauce. It's, it's fucking it's great. Little, what would you little, do? A little oh, cup. It's in a little cup. comes on there. He says, hey, try this. And he's holding it out. Chipotle salad dressing. What would you do? Well, like if I had a like a chicken nugget or something, I yeah. would probably dip it in. Okay. I, I would probably go straight in, but I'd have a clean chicken nugget. Okay. You wouldn't stick your finger in it. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> I, I, I rest my case. It was <laughs> each his own. It's fine. Tensions were high when that happened. Fingers, this is what happened. Yeah. I was like, hey, Tits, hey, the sauce is good. Try it. Okay. I believe, I believe it. We're talking about Paul. The tension was high. Uh, <laughs> and he ain't it afraid. was delicious sauce. He's not afraid. Working, working the uh, YouTube over there with all the cameras, uh, uh, doing doing uh, heroes work. The Travis Marks. What's up, Marks? Hi. How are you? Just going above and beyond as always. Yeah. Uh, our live show went pretty well, right? Like that. That was a, I think a, so. a good thing. I think people really like that. Um, Marks ain't happy about the the, I, I the retool be, after. I will the... not be doing it again because setting everything up apparently is a, an absolute pain in the ass. Okay. But uh, it was good while it lasted. All right, sounds, <laughs> sounds good. No, no more away no, games. Fun, no. fun time, fun time. <laughs> there will be negotiations for my. Oh boy, here we go. Uh, by the way, Lars, uh, you guys are working closely with, with the Weisco guys yep. uh, for your bikes. And before I got involved with Weisco, Kevin at Weisco, and he came on the show. I knew you guys use Wysco, but I'm like, ha ha, yeah, as if you use Wysco, right? You actually do use Wysco. And yeah. they build pistons for you guys, and they work with the uh, the Honda HRC guys. They had a great year. Two-stroke, four-stroke, uh, Wysco is performance partner of Honda HRC. Full range of performance components for dirt bikes, UTVs, ATVs, and more. And Pulp 23 is the code to save with uh, two- and four-stroke pistons, garage buddy, engine rebuild kits, and more. Wysco has been a big part of your success. Yeah. And they... Really do build pistons for you guys. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, look, it's not the first factory team to run a sticker and then yeah. not use the product. Yeah. So that's they, all. They have a big company, and they're able to – they have a lot of smart engineers that we work really closely with yeah. on, on design changes or whatever we want to do. So yeah. they've been really good. Yeah, awesome. So Lars Lindstrom brought to you by the folks at Weissco tonight, by the way. And Paul Perbinos brought to you by Renthal. Sweet. New distributors. Great customer. We do have two new distributors. So, yeah, anybody that's been looking for product in the U.S., we have two new guys that we just signed up, Automatic in Maine and Southern in San Diego. And their containers of product, I think, have arrived within the last couple of days. So there will be two more outlets to find rental stuff in the U.S. Because I know it's been a bit tricky mm -hmm. lately. Uh, factory Honda bonuses paid out this year by Renthal? Uh, we've submitted them. I think we've yeah, paid okay. about half of them. The yeah. other ones are 30 days away most likely, but yeah, okay. they um, they hit every bonus in their contract. Did Lars, uh, does he use too much product? Do they use too much product over there? At the, they're, the no, they're pretty good. They're pre I mean, they even offer to use twin rings in the sand at home, you know, oh. so like they're conscious, conscious of using right, it. Right. Some teams okay. are definitely I'm pretty good others. like that. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, you know, Yep. Easy. Well, you we, know, when you're a test guy, then a mechanic, yeah. you know what I mean? You know all the steps of the team, so he yep. knows how to keep sponsors happy, and Renthal gets upset when you abuse product. <laughs> well, we, we, <laughs> at least Paul does. We had to negotiate last More year. Like Paul does. <laughs> we had to uh, negotiate, renegotiate the deal last year. Yep. And I, I can't remember where we were, but we were sharing a hotel room. And we were just we were. sitting there in our underwear talking about our deal. Like, should yeah. we talk about this? Yeah, yeah. It was, was the like, easiest negotiation we've had. Well, it wasn't wow. easy, but it was uh, the most it was one of the easier. comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very comfortable with each other. Yeah. Yeah. In our underwear, yeah. 
Oh, that's great. By the way, um, <laughs> right before the show, our buddy Jay Dungey sent us a, a, an Instagram of Michael oh, Rappaport. Oh, God, it's gold, too. That is. Bagging on Phil. It's fantastic. It's just great. Good job, Jay. Jay is the ultimate practical joker. Yeah. yeah. The, He's not afraid. No, that's great. And, you know, he spent money to do that, but it's worth every dollar to have it Michael is. Rappaport make well, fun of Phil. Well spent. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Actually, do you know that, that Renthal is, they've been our longest sponsor except for maybe one sponsor, What's and it's almost one? 40 years. What's the other one? DID. Mm. So another great company. Yeah. I was going to bring that up uh, because you were there when I went and did a uh, story with Dave Arnold on the old factory work bikes. It was still one of the coolest things I've ever done in this industry. I was blown away by Dave and looking at those bikes and getting up close. And his it's memory, a, it's his memory. Crazy. It's on YouTube, all of it. Um, and you were there. And then I made a comment like because the rental bars were on the 86 bikes, 85, which is a steel bar. 86, the factory bikes, there was, there was Renthal, and it's been on ever since. It's never left. And uh, those bars were gold. I think the first ones in 86 were gold. But, uh, yeah. Is that RJ? Yeah. RJ, RJ? Bailey, all of them. They Who all won in 86? Uh, RJ, RJ right? and Bailey. Yeah. Bailey won the 500s. RJ won everything else. But 250 Supercross. RJ. RJ, yeah. yeah. But yeah. that was when Renthal started. Yeah, from the UK. Started in the US. Yeah. 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 The, the Honda Renthal thing. Yep. Started in uh, in there and then kept going. Yeah. So it's it's like you said, uh, Lars, longest sponsor for you guys, which is awesome. You know? Yeah. Except for DID. Mm. <laughs> uh, all right, Rental bringing you uh, Paul Perbinos, Hunter Lawrence, full time 450 rider. Uh, check out Instagram, uh, Honda USA on Instagram. Honda, yeah, Honda Racing, Power Sports US. Honda Racing, yeah. Check it out. Uh, that's the big news from those guys. So, lots to get into when it comes to that. And uh, yeah, we got a, uh, we got a, uh, we still got a lot to talk about. So, Trey Kennard coming on tonight in Japan, CRE, the, the debut of that bike. We saw it a couple of years ago. I think the photos were out a couple of years ago. Now you raced it. Uh, what'd you think? What, what do you know about it, Lars? What can you tell us about it? Uh, to be honest, I don't know a whole bunch about it. They've been pretty secretive. Even when I was over there a few months ago, um, it wasn't available to, to look at, but it was disassembled apparently and um, not in the same area that we were in mm -hmm. at the time. Um, but, yeah, um, I know that Trey even is pretty new. I mean, he went over there in September, rode it. He's probably only so ridden the bike. He hasn't ridden like, in the USA? He never the rode bike, it. That bike has never been to the USA as okay. far as I know. Yeah. yeah. And... Um, he probably rode it, tested on it six, seven times before he raced it. Yeah. So not a lot of time to ride a completely different type of motorcycle. So, no, I was stoked uh, on, on how he did. And, and I think the whole session, every session they went out, they progressed a lot. Yeah. I think there was a video of him on the starting grate when spinning sideways, yep. you know. Yep. Because I guess that grate's real narrow. Th thanks for that, Maeda. Don Maeda shot that, I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the only video he put up was right. like that one, yeah. Right. So I'm glad that, they, you know, I know they figured out that. Uh, and got two out of three hole shots, so it was cool. Yeah, it, uh, it's certainly exciting times. Have you guys either ridden the Stark or the Alta? No. Uh, it's, it's, I've ridden the Alta a bunch. It was... It's really cool. Kiefer and Nick Way just did the Stark test for us, yeah. Racer X and Pulp, the other day at Glen Helen, and I think it's awesome. I think that it's so much fun. They're so different. Um, it's cool that the Japanese series let let them race with gas powered yeah. bikes, right? So that's like, leading leading to my question. I want to yeah. see where you guys stand against internal combustion versus electric racing together. Uh, I think there's got to be some serious uh, look at that, like the rules well, I think and they the are governing. Yeah, the governing it. of the bikes because, yeah. like. You know, that, that Stark had 80 horsepower, and Nick's just like, it's ridiculous, right? So, but I don't trust the AMA to govern anything in our sport. Well, I, I just don't. So I don't know how that's going to happen. Like, I believe the AMA is in talks with, um, you know, their European – what would that be? FIM, I guess? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, and from what I've heard, FIM has zero interest in combining the two. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if there's a place for combining them. I'd like to see maybe 
a separate class or whatever. But typical Honda, you know, when they do something like that, they brought that out. I mean, the thing looks badass. It does look badass. It looks cool, right? Yeah, apparently, I mean, like Drewski was over there, and, yeah. and I bet that thing is a full works, like, you know, the, the best it, of the best. It even has Fat Bar 36 on it, I saw. Cause yeah, I think they wanted it super light. Yeah, I was, that's what I was going to ask yeah. you. Do you know the weight? I don't. I don't know the weight. He knows the weight. I really don't. I don't, I don't we'll think ask he does. Jen. We'll ask Jen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> was it? Is it a factory frame or is it a production frame? It's factory frame. It's oh, totally, so, totally so one frame, off. Yeah. Fr- that, that, totally the reason why it's proto, it's yep. you know, it is a prototype. Yep. It, it's totally 100 percent factory. I mean, it uses a few things, obviously. Yeah. You know that that are the same, but yeah, I know that the main goal for them was was lightweight, mm-hmm. and you know, try I, to work on that. So. I feel like Jay Wilson doesn't like electric bikes. Apparently not. Apparently yeah. Jay apparently Wilson. Not. Something was weird there, right? <laughs> well, yeah, we're so gonna ask Trey that. What like? What did he do? Did he say something to him before the race? Maybe. Dude. Jay, I mean, Jay's a nice dude. Th- that was greasy. <laughs> Did, was, didn't he win every single moto up until that? I don't know. I'm not sure. He, he was, was a, champion. He, I know that. Well, he was but. on a perfect streak. Okay. And so that you, might have been the first time he didn't win a moto. He didn't win that moto, right? Uh, no, I think he won that. Oh, actually, I, don't I, I shouldn't say. Yeah, I, I, I asked you this today. That second moto, I couldn't. I didn't finish watching because once trade because they was were out tangled of. up for a while. Yeah, and it and it and he was back, and there was a minute left in the race, and uh, oh. a couple of the guys were out front. <laughs> And I don't remember if who it was, so, if it was Tomita or who. Ultimately, whatever. Trey went three DNF, DNF. Yeah. Right? Crashed the third one. Which sounds second bad one, on paper, right, right. but it second really was second one wasn't. was bike damage from Jay Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the last Moto O2, I got to figure out, but he, he was leading and crashed on his own. Okay. And I think he kind of jacked up his thumb or something. Okay. We'll it, ask him. Yeah. And, um, yeah. I think it's cool. It's awesome. That's another innovation thing for Honda. And I, I think... Other OEMs should be working on it, looking at it. You know, maybe there's a place for these for these things. You know, um, yeah, there's a place for sure. I just hope it's not racing in front of fans and stadiums because I, I want to hear some noise. <laughs> yeah, I think it, it if they can coexist for a very long time, I think that's what will happen. That's my opinion. Yeah, that's like that, halftime you know. shows or something like uh, that, like, or or like even I mean, the, the bike is awesome for for having tracks that are close to towns and stuff where you're not sure. going to, the noise is the thing that kills it for, for sure. You know, yeah. Everybody. So yeah, yeah they have their place in, in that, I think. And it'll, hopefully that's the first place. So yeah. You know, if you, if you, like you said, you have some property and your noise is going to bug your neighbors and you have the choice of three companies that are making bitching electric bikes. Now you have your, you go buy one of those and go yeah. ride that, you know, or, or whatever, like, or maybe if you're uber rich, like Paul, you have an electric bike and a gas bike. You know what I mean? And gas bike, you go to Glen Helen. And yeah. electric bike, you want to ride your property over here or whatever. There's places yeah. for it, you know? Remember when Eric Pernard introduced the four strokes at US Open? Like, yeah. I think that would be cool. Because that way you're still you're marketing the, the, the product to mm-hmm. consumers in the stands, right? Like, yeah. oh, that's an electric version. I can have that where I live because yeah. no one, you know, there's yeah. no place to ride. Right. And that way you're still seeing them competitively um, race. And But the KTM, <clears throat> and I don't know any of this. You would know Paul better than I do. But, you know, they have the electric 50s, right? Electric 60s or no? They're no, just 50s. not yet. 50s. Yeah. So is electric 60 coming? Well, there's, and then yeah. Electric 50s are bitching, right? They're, they are. They're, they may die a little bit with power usage, I understand. That's why the dads are carrying them around Loretta's. But oh, you should you should go to the starting line at Loretta's for the electric class. <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't, I wouldn't want to. I would, I Dry would just, ice everywhere. Like, it's I would, unbelievable. <laughs> I would just get mad. I would just get mad. But um, anyways, yeah, so looking forward to talking to Trey about that. Uh, super cool that you guys did that, and uh, yeah, it, it's neat to see Honda step into this game because uh, I rode the Alta a bunch. I think the Stark guys are cool. That bike is awesome from everything I heard, and I, I like I like to see that. You know, it's, yeah. it's cool. Um, just like I think it's cool that Triumph's here and Ducati's coming. You know, all of that great. Like it's good for our sport. It's more jobs. It's more rides. It's more interest. It's more things to talk about. So, yeah. uh, hey, we by the way, um, we do have Chuck on one. Chuck, you were at the Millville Ride Day. 
Hey, how you doing? Good. What's up, man? How are you? Hey, good. This is Chuck and Brianna. Oh. Um, yeah, thanks for coming out. Yeah, how is your buddy doing? That I almost landed on. Yeah, he uh, he broke his back. No surgery needed. You know, you can feel everything. But yeah, that, he crashed on the Chatapult. Jesus, my buddy from broke, Canada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. broke their back. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah uh, and then uh, yeah, I think. I mean, again, I don't know. Yeah, recovery will be a little while long, but he's got all the feeling and everything. But yeah, poor Trevor. Oh, that's good. I was literally right behind him. I went in between him and his bike. Oh really? Oh yeah. Was, Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez, it was scary. Yep. But yeah, Saturday was a lot of fun. Uh, we want to thank you for big you and Kiefer for letting us come out. Yeah, that was um, cool. That was, was awesome to have everybody out awesome. there. Yeah, um, Brianna did not did not show her boobs for it. Yeah, that was it. That was Kiefer got some entries, uh, and we were talking about how Kiefer gave out his ten entries, and we were sure. Oh, he gave him the boob shots. Boob shots. I can see Chris <laughs> yeah. doing I mean, that. Yeah. I mean, that definitely sounds like one way to get a ticket out of Kiefer. <laughs> Kiefer denied any of that. He's like, I'm not some creep. I'm not asking for boob shots. And I'm like, okay, you're not, you're not You're not asking, asking but you're accepting. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So and Maybe uh, she showed her butthole. I don't know. Yeah. All know right. That. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Sunday, yeah, on this unfortunate day. Kind of had a race, a little bit of a race tech rant with that. Okay. It was the first first practice of the day, A, B, and C. She goes out for her sight lap. I was just gearing up, getting ready to go out. And she was coming up around the the new horseshoe that they opened up Sunday. Yep. And she was. She said she was on the right side of the track. She jumped up, landed, and then next thing she knows, she remembers waking up in the ambulance to oh, Phil Nicoletti. To, to Nicoletti, yeah. Sounds like a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that does sound bad. I know. I, I heard that she was she was out of it. That sucks, man. Yeah. I just don't understand. I maybe kids or somebody just listened to this. Parents, kids. I don't. I don't even know who did it. I. I want to say that the guy w- ran away. I don't know. There was a like, guy next to her. Yeah. Did he jump on her or like what happened? I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he landed jumped on her. On oh, okay. top of, landed on t- landed on top of her, and she was knocked out cold. She doesn't damn. remember probably forty five minutes. Oh, of, damn, that's scary. And you don't know who landed a, on her? No, I got up to the track. I actually wasn't even out there. I saw a medic out there, and I was like, uh, maybe I don't know if it's her or not. So I rode around, got up to it, and I could see her clear as the day of where she was. So I ran up there. Asked the guy that was right next to him, like, hey, what happened? He's like, I don't know. I think somebody landed on her. And I'm like, oh, what? Where, where is he? <laughs> yeah, that sucks. Yeah. We didn't have that many riders there. So, yeah, that's no. unfortunate. So, I mean, sun, Sunday was a little bit more, but yeah. I mean, it was the first practice of the day. Yeah. When people are out there just doing their sight laps, you know, rolling jumps, trying to get a feel for the track. And then some I kid, I what happened. guy, I don't know. What happened? No, Phil was there, right? No idea. Yeah, he was, was probably it. in his way. Oh, you think it was Phil? Yeah. Smashed her. Yeah. Yeah. It could have been Phil. Could have, could have been Phil. Yeah. yeah. Fucking yeah. Phil. Yeah. I could see Phil finishing his laps and then going to check on her in the ambulance. <laughs> right, right, yeah. right. Or like, you shouldn't have been in my way. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. hey, I'm trying to put in a moto. Right. Dude. Yeah. yeah. No. So, uh, I don't know. I don't know who it was, and I think that's shitty that the guy didn't even come forward. I agree. Or, yeah. Totally. Eh, but... She's finally feeling better. I had to take her to the hospital. We sat all Sunday in Mayo, got her home Monday, and then had to take her to the hospital again when we got home because Ugh. she was having terrible migraines all week long. She uh, was wasn't even functional. But I'm sorry, man. Anyway, yeah, it sucks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't. Some guys can just 
look ahead as they're riding the first practice laps of the day. Just mm-hmm. look ahead. Yeah, yeah. See just, the, right. Don't don't look at your front fender. We did have some injuries. We had we had we had your your, your is your girlfriend or wife? Yeah, yeah, girlfriend. Girlfriend. My buddy's back. Yeah. Uh, another guy. Yeah. Uh, Did the guy almost endo up the, up the uphill triple? Was that at your right there? Was that someone? I saw a Millville video of a guy endoing. No, and then he, but he saved it. My guy He's went. Like, oh. My friend went to triple the chatapult, so land on the backside. Mm. It was all muddy and greasy, and he came up yeah. short, bounced, flew off the back, and then went down the hill. The backside of chatapult was ugly. Okay. So um, it was nasty. Yeah, there were some other crashes. Yeah, yeah but uh, it was fun. Thanks well, for coming out, though. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thanks again. Hopefully, we can come back at and out next year and yeah. It's great. Try to redeem herself. Uh, hopefully the weather will be better for us. We had a party. Yeah, two weeks earlier. Yeah. Two weeks yep. earlier. We're going to try. Thanks, man. Thanks. Uh, hey, how was your donuts? Oh, it was good. Thank you, man. Yeah, they're good. Yep. Okay. They were okay. actually, I only had one, and then I went back to get them. They were all gone. So. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Have a works. good night. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, Millville Ride Day. Thank you, everybody, for coming out. Uh, I said that last live show, too. It was a lot of fun. Uh, good times. Uh, RV, Bradshaw, J-Mart, Phil, Troll Train. Troll Train is fastest guy. Troll? Troll, dude. I mean, ripping. It's his home track, right? No, I know, but just, you know, ripping. Alex is a liberal. (laughs) (laughs) I've never ridden Millville, but that's one of the bucket list tracks that I I want to ride. Well, come out next year for the ride. Yeah, that'd be fun. Uh, So uh, Jeff wants to talk about electric bikes here on 4. What's up, Jeff? Electric bikes? Yeah, hey, Steve. Uh, You guys were talking about the different classes and whether they belong in the same class. Just kind of thinking of, uh, you know, as these things progress and if Honda comes out with bikes and others and the Stark, Stark has already shared that they have the ability to lock their computer into a certain horsepower range for a 24-hour period mm-hmm. um, to support the racing series. What's to stop just the 450 class from just becoming an open class as long as the bikes are homologated and the production rule is still in place? And just run what you brung and the best rider and bike and combination wins. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, first of all, I don't want to trust the company to lock the bikes and tell us that they're good. I want a ruling uh, a, a ruling body or a governing body, body yeah, yeah. to to be able to do that, right? I don't I don't trust Stark or Honda, you know, to to lock their bikes into a certain horsepower mode. So you'd want the the sanctioning body to figure that out. Two, those things are unreal off the start. They're just they're, you know, instant torque, instant power right there. Uh they're going to get all the whole shots. Especially if you know if you got a rider who practices it, knows exactly what he's doing, unlike Trey in the mud. But um, so I don't think you want to race them. Like you'd want to find out, like, hey, a, a 450 horsepower, 450 horsepower is 65. I think electric bike needs to be 40, 35, 45. I don't know. There's some number that you can find for electric bike that it needs to be. How do you find that number? I don't know. That's tough. The whole the whole thing is tough. Yeah. The, whole, the whole there's no good answer right now because yeah. it's so complicated. Yep. That I think that's why, and I think the AMA is doing a, a good job with Pelletier and everything. They're and trying, trying. Yep. working with FIM and and um, and the MSMA and all that to try to do this correctly the first time, so we don't come in and because have to. They screwed back. the four stroke up so badly. I think mm-hmm. they understand that. Hey, yeah. we really fucked this up. We need up. to move slower. Here. A five fifty <laughs> four stroke was the ruling when it first came aboard. And, and they, they do a good job of talking to all the manufacturers. And you know, we yeah. have steering committee meetings where we do all this. And sure. and uh, so everybody needs to be on board. And be you know, right now, two manufacturers making electric bikes. I don't think the other guys would be yeah. stoked on that. So yeah. Um, but right. when everybody can agree on what it should be, if it's its own class or whatever, yep. who knows? But yeah, the answer is not easy. That's why. I don't think, though, you can necessarily let the OEMs make all the decisions because they're self-serving, right? Just, hey, we don't make one, so screw it. We don't want We're one. not interested. We're not interested. Well, okay, hold on. 
Is it better for the sport? Is it better for new people? Is it better for noise? Yeah. I don't always trust the teams to, you know. It's got a great place in our sport, for sure. Right. I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm not really a electric bike lover by any means. I, I, I think if you can go ride your buddy's track in the hills or right by your house, or even have a track like a BMX track, go have a, a yeah, race you, in town. It'd be awesome. You, uh, it's, it's still a you good have way. a Levo, don't you? What's that? Don't you have a Levo? I do. It's not exactly the same though, Steve. You said electric bikes. Electric <laughs> motorcycle. Better. It's it's still a way to introduce new customers yeah. and to yeah. our yeah, sport, yeah, yeah. new enthusiasts. Absolutely. Like they don't, you don't have to race them. Obviously, not everyone gets into the sport to yeah. race. Dude, it is awesome though for the little guys, like you know the the little 50s. bikes that they make. Yeah. You know that you can yeah. you can get your kid on one of those, and they um usually they get on something that's loud, and you know they're especially our our son. He he he's got to go in and be like really comfortable if he's not comfortable he's not even trying it sure you go in with a, like power mode one on one of these bikes and then mm-hmm. they, yep. you know you work your way up it's, yeah it's awesome but even the stark you can get it down to 20 horsepower yeah I mean, that's the, that's the, the cool thing 20 yeah yeah you can, so your wife girlfriend yeah. can get on it and yeah 100 there's yeah. a lot of advantages yeah. for sure and the, the low maintenance the no smell there's so many but 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 i guess too there's a there's a switch on the stark of a map so you just Put 120, but then if you like to ride it at 80, just tell your chick, do not touch the switch. <laughs> do not touch it. Yeah. Because bad yeah, news. Bad news, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but there's there's a lot of, of opportunity for things like that. But at the same time, I, I'm, I'm just like anybody else. I, I'm not sure I want to watch uh, Supercross Maine with quiet electric bikes. I, yeah. just, I don't know. I well, don't you can know. You hear about the that. announcers then. Oh wow! Well, that's that's a plus. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe. I mean, who knows? But we I, gotta hear what they're saying. I can hear Lurch. I want to hear Lurch. <laughs> Electric bikes. Yeah. No, I, I I'm with you. Uh, maybe just another class. I don't know. Yeah. Yep. But it's great that Honda's doing it. It's you know, it's it's all that. So I yep. don't ever see it happening in the same class. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks for the call. Awesome. No problem, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, Dylan Ferrandez, the Phoenix Honda, I want to touch on. I want to touch on uh, this Chase Sexton guy. He's going to KTM. I don't know if you heard that, Lars. Damn it. Yep. <laughs> I was wondering why he was, well, wasn't at the track for the day. <laughs> uh, Prado, uh, 450 Supercross test. Uh, uh, I want to talk a little bit about that. So we have things to, to get to uh, when it comes to um, tonight's show. Um, we've got an interesting caller online. one. Yep. Oh, boy. Kenneth Watson. Fuck them if they don't pay my bills. What's what's up, buddy? How are you? You suck, Matthew. Yeah, I was just listening to Lars, man. I, I remember those uh, meetings with the uh, with all the OEMs together, man. Those were a hassle when I was a team manager. I didn't know if you guys know, but I was a team manager. <laughs> <laughs> no, we didn't know. No, we didn't know. No, not at all. No, I was just I was just uh, checking in, calling. In. I haven't talked to you in a while, and. No. Uh, just, uh, I know I started up a, my podcast again, and we're going to start launching it here. So it's going to hit the waves uh, probably at the end of the week. But uh, I just wanted to make sure everything was cool, and I don't want you to think that I'm doing something to get back at you on Pingree's side. You're mad at him. He's mad at you or some bullshit. People are going deep, uh, messaging me going, you're only doing that because you're on Ping's team and you don't like Mathis and trying to fuck Mathis. I said, first of all, I didn't even know they had a beef going on. Second of all, Steve's my guy, Steve's my friend and Ping's my friend. Just because they don't get along doesn't mean I yeah. have to pick sides. Yeah, it's so, it's uh, yeah, it's fine. I yep. Love this guy. <laughs> right here. Yeah. Who, don't don't uh well, yeah don't don't listen to the, the to the internet trolls Watson. We're good. Should we, should we get Buki in here? Because she said if there's any drama, she wants to be in. On oh that, yeah, so. okay, yeah, yeah. 
Um, <laughs> what's all up? good. All good. I just wanted to make sure you know that we're good. And uh, you could have just uh, <laughs> you could have just shot a text. Over. You could have shot a text over Watson. <laughs> but no, it's all you good, man. Some, no, it's fine. Good luck with the podcast. I mean, you did it. You, you know, got, you got some good uh, people on some of my favorite guys. You know, Lars and Eric Kennard and Trey. I mean, dude, those guys are all solid. Yeah. Thanks, Kenny. Appreciate it. No, we, we we try to we try to provide a bit of a lineup every week. You he know? didn't say Paul, by the way. That's awesome. Yeah. You got Paul P in there too, right? Yeah, Aww. yeah, yeah. Um, no, Watson, all it's good, all it's dude. all good. Uh, it's good luck with your with your podcast. You know, I got no no problems where you're taking it, what you're doing, or anything else. You know, yeah, it's fine. All right, a, I just wanted to make sure we're good, and just wanted to say hi and have a good show. All right, thanks, buddy. Good to talk to you. Later. All right, see you. Good job, Pitts. Kenny Watson, everybody, start up his podcast. Is he, he's had a couple, hasn't he? Or is it, or is it just like he had it and then he, he went away and then, then he's coming back I think in? he's coming back in, yeah. Cool. I mean, uh, the motor world needs more podcasts. <laughs> we, we need more. We don't, That's we evident. Don't, we he's, don't have enough. He's got an interesting perspective on things. Uh, yeah. People, he's, he was on here for a long time, right? He was. He, he, he really helped the show. Uh, I started with Paul Lindsay, mm. and then about six or seven episodes in, Kenny was living in Vegas, stopped, on, stopped in, and him and Paul did not mesh. And that made for great radio. <laughs> so, so it was good times back then. Uh, I'm a kinky bastard, okay? Firepower Parts, uh, Firepower Honda with Max Ancy, Dean Wilson. Uh, get it at your local dealer at motorsport.com. Featherweight Lithium Batteries and Chains Made in Japan. They're helping out a lot of privateers and Firepower Parts with Firepower Honda. World Supercross coming up with Dean Wilson, Max Ancy. Is that next weekend, Paul? When is that? Yeah. Like it's it, this Saturday or next Saturday? I think this Saturday. Uh, we should really do a better job of we that. We probably should, but I don't know. Maybe the date changed. Maybe it canceled. I can't keep track. Firepowerparts.com. Please check them out if you can. Uh, again, at your at your local dealer at motorsport.com. Um, all right, let's let's talk a little bit, Lars, for you. Like, phenomenal year. Chase gets that Supercross championship, right? Uh, the ups and downs of that. Um, then Jet wins the outdoor title. Is there any world that you – I mean, the – the Chase Sexton Supercross title, yes, for sure. You saw that coming. You know, it was a chance that he, based on the year before. Is there any world where you saw Jet not going perfect, just winning the 450 motocross title? Is there any, like, preseason or, like, preseason 450 stuff or anything that you thought, hey, this dude could actually win the 450 motocross title? Yes. And I probably have to say that that was at Motocross Nations and Redbud. You know, he knew that he would be good. Um, but, you know, when he was able to win those that moto and almost both motos at uh, at uh, motocross yep. nations, and I was like, "Wow, he he actually, you know, yep. was able to make moves." And um, and Lucas actually called that he was going to win both motos before the race ever mm-hmm. happened. And I'm like, "Yeah, whatever." But yeah. Um, yep. but yeah, no, that that was probably the time when I was like, you know, he's going to be a contender, you know, straight away right into the thing. Um, obviously, at that point, didn't know if you know Eli was going to be in it or yeah. what was going to happen with Chase, but I. After yeah, and then obviously after the first moto at Paul, I'm, I'm like, Ooh, it's going to be an interesting, yeah, you know, summer. So, I uh, I got a text from I don't know text or I talked talk to Benny Bloss somewhere in the middle of Supercross. He's like, dude, you got to see Jet on a 450, and I'm like, yeah, man. I mean, I'm sure he's good. Like Jet, won't, no, you got to see him on a 450. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I get it. No, man. <laughs> like it's ridiculous. And I'm like, okay, like all right, you know. And then, but I look. Um, his 250 motocross titles, although very good, weren't like Carmichael-esque or Stu-esque where you would immediately be like, wow, this dude is just – I mean, he won both titles. I'm, Especially in 21, right? Yeah. Like, that one was not as impressive yeah, as 22. Yeah, and, and 
he didn't give me a lot to think he was going to jump in with the best riders of the world and never mind just win the title. Never mind go perfect. Um, but looking back on it, when things happen like that, you start looking at clues. You start thinking about it. And you're like, you know what? Like the way he rides, two fifties. You you're sort of stuck to certain lines on a two fifty because you need to clear jumps or, or keep your momentum up. All that kind of stuff. You look at the way he rides and how he picks his spots. And every rider says in the TV class that they're better on a 450. They all say it. Mm-hmm. The first guy that doesn't say that will be suits the first my, time ever. Suits my style. Suits my style. Yeah. Yep. Um, but then you start thinking about it, and you're like, wait, yeah, the 450 really does. Do you work. think Barsha said that? Do you think Barsha moved up? I can't remember. I guarantee he said it. It suits my style. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee you that they all say it. Yeah, they do. I mean, yeah. yeah, so I guarantee you Barsha said it at some yeah. point. We should look back at the archives and see, though. <laughs> um, but you know what I mean? Like, you start seeing it. You're like, oh yeah, 450 does suit him. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, I think the starts just alone. You know, 250 is tough to get a start um, for anybody. You know, I mean, uh, the class has a lot of good guys and a lot of you know, and a lot of parity. So it that, it's tough to do there. 450. If you get your starts down, you can. It's probably less top guys in the 450 class, but the top guys are really gnarly. Yep. So um, so I mean, once he got that, but yeah, I mean, just. I don't know. He's he's able to do stuff on a 450, and, yeah. and that's you know people don't aren't he, able to match. He just he looked like a couple people would challenge him a little bit, and then like we talked about all summer long, he was like, no, I can go a little faster if I need to. You know, it wasn't a Stu thing where Stu was just look, I'm going to just destroy you every single lap. Ricky Carmichael same way. Jet was much smarter about that, and you just you're watching him, and you're like, yeah, he's he's got this figured out. Now, would I like to see Sexton, you know, not miss six motos or four motos or whatever that he did? Sure, things might have been a little different, but I don't know, man. Phenomenal. Yeah. Like, just amazing to, to, for him to do that, to win at 450 Outdoors. For sure, yeah. I, uh, I don't. I mean, we didn't expect any of that, you know, and the, the way he made it run. Uh, the way that he rides, like the maturity level that he has on the bike, yep. um, I think that has come a lot from, from Johnny O and from, from Darren, from uh, from his dad. Um, but the fact that he's able to, to ride that way and not want to annihilate, you know, when he mm-hmm. probably at some races can't, like Hank Town. Yeah. I mean, he rode around with three seconds ahead of AP, AP there, you know, and yep. just was okay with that. Yep. Even us, even we were like, can we get like a 10 second lead? Well, you know, just- so what that does is I come in Monday and I'm like, AP's looking good, dude. Ferrandis at, at Red Bud looking good. Or like, um, the, yeah. you know, the first race, him and uh, Chase had that awesome battle, and they won by like 45 yeah. seconds. And then the next race, they, they were only like 10 seconds. Like, did they gain that moment? Right, of time? right. And then we go to whatever race. Yeah. Or like, the, oh, maybe, maybe not. Well, yeah, no, and that, that all of us are like, oh, yeah, no, wait. A, you know, AP, Dylan, like great yeah. riders. But, yeah, no, they're not on his level. And, and you know, we, we get confused. Yeah, Because totally. we're used to, I mean, Ricky just wanted to soul crush you, right? James wanted to do that. Tomac, I don't think there's much. Tomac in, in Hangtown, like 2014, when he won that, he was like on the last lap, like revving behind guys. Yeah. And right. he beat Dungey by like a minute. Like, he, yeah. I think maybe after he had that big big one in Colorado, maybe he stopped thinking that yeah. way, but he wanted to didn't annihilate then, too. It, you know? it did seem like he Jet was just like, yeah, I, I can win by three seconds is good enough, right? Yeah. Rare. So it's it's it is rare. We're going into four fifty super costs. We'll, we'll probably touch on that a little bit later. But and then uh, Hunter season also. Um, bit, I've been a bit hot and cold on Hunter. Like as far as like he, he's obviously he's a world class racer, right? Um, but he couldn't stay healthy for a long time. And then at times when you watch him, he's great. But there's a lot of people that maybe more flash than mm. him, and he always just ended up getting it done. Right this year, he just got it done. Second motos. 
when he needed to, rose to the occasion all the time. And I think part of me that was impressed by him was not so much his speed or like that flash because there isn't a lot of it. It's just that 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 um, mental game of his. I think the mental game of his where it's like a pressure player. Yeah. I don't have it. I don't have this speed and qualifying. I don't have it in the first moto. I'm going to figure it out. And he did. So to me, when I look at Hunter's outdoor season, I'm impressed by just like, yeah, the almost the psychological advantage he had on those dudes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. He was able to get through people, too. Like, a lot of people couldn't, you know. Like, I think we were talking about Kitchen. You know, like, he got a good start. He'd be up front. If he yeah. didn't, it was hard for him to go forward. Mm-hmm. Hunter always was able to go forward, um, even though, you know, it, when he got a good start, I mean, I think he won every race that he started up front. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think there was any. Uh, we were kind of joking, and I think I don't think he got passed by anybody yeah. except yeah. for There was somewhere. one guy, right? And then one lapper say- passed him back at Millville on the last lap or whatever. Like, yeah. W- that this was kind of the Truman stat. Yeah, I think Dan was in our group text about this. Like he hasn't been passed, uh, yeah. except by one guy, and it was somebody really obscure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. which, hey, uh, which I mean, because there were times where he dead, dead, didn't get the start or didn't have the qualifying speed, and but in Supercross is where I think he was really, really impressive because he did have a ton of fastest qualifying laps. You know, like mm-hmm. he didn't years before as much, and um, I mean he was able to win in, in a lot of those situations where he didn't have to, like yeah. Nashville. He still won um, for the championship. You know, it's kind of like a Cooper Webb type of deal. Yeah. 21 or whatever. Um, so, yeah, I agree. He's not as flashy, but, um, man, he's made so many improvements. I mean, that's why he's going to ride at 450 next year. Right. Is because he's just been on this trend, this upward trend of, of getting better and faster and um, more confident. And, you know, body-wise, he's better than he's ever been. He had some issues with just even, like, his, I guess, his diet, you know, where things like that before where they got that figured out. Um, so now he's really deserved. He's really earned mm-hmm. a 450 factory ride, and uh, so I'm, I'm stoked to have him. So the original plan was to not jump into 450s, right? Th- Correct. Th- th- at some point, he had a 250 deal. I watched you guys sign it underneath the tent one time. Yeah, Millville. Uh, or, I mean, uh, High Point. Yeah, and then, um, yeah, so what was the thinking behind getting him up? Because you'd filled him with Colt Nichols this year, uh, did a good job for you, got hurt a little bit. Uh, I think no one, everyone would understand if you kept Hunter down another year to get more titles – that's what you guys want. Um, and then signed a B-level 450 guy. I think we all kind of expected that. Uh, what what expedited that? Well, I, I mean, originally I think we were trying to keep Chase. And, and we were going to have, you know, Chase and Jet and then Hunter and Chance. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, um, as you told me earlier, you know, Chase yeah. isn't on our team anymore. He yeah, he yeah up, he's gone. He ended yeah. up leaving. I didn't yeah. know that. Um, <laughs> and uh, so when, when that happened, we were trying to figure out, you know, um, what are we going to do with uh, the 250, 450 thing? Who yeah. are we going to get for a 450 ride? And like we were saying, uh, um, it would have maybe been a one-year deal. There was a few guys that, that you know were, mm-hmm. were good options, but then the question came up, and maybe we should just move up Hunter, you know? Yeah. Um, and that started looking a lot, lot better you know the more we thought about it and um, and he was amendable and amen- amendable to that like he was like yeah i want to like um i think he thought about it for a little bit and then decided yeah like this yeah. is probably the right move to do um so yeah. the idea first came from honda or came from the lawrence camp i think it came from us cool yeah because uh, i remember talking about it with brandon wilson um who's my boss and and we had talked about all these different options you know we had a big spreadsheet out for years ahead of you know what mm-hmm. we're gonna do and um we that that came up and then it, it just you know we're, we're gonna see what he thought what myrtle thought what you know the family yep and um 
and a little bit of going back and forth, but I think everybody kind of agreed pretty quickly that, yeah, that's yeah. that's probably the better way to go. One of the theories I had about this kind of idea as it's come together is I kind of feel like it could be advantageous to you guys as a team to have both the Lawrence brothers on the same bike, developing the same bike, working together, like instead of having them both separate on different motorcycles. I don't know if, no, if yeah, I mean, you see that as something, but I feel like with Dazzy and how how involved he is and having both his sons on the same bike, I feel like you guys can maybe progress faster right you can try things with different guys on the same day and maybe make make more i mean it definitely worked on the 250 i mean we you know they they ran similar setups um just slight differences here and there because of uh jet's height and weight stuff like that but yeah they they basically helped develop that bike together to what it is now you know and it and even now joe starting on our bike you know basically just hey here's hunter's setup let's ride this before we change you know because a lot of times the riders will come from a different bike happened with colt last year a lot where they they're looking for the feeling that they last had on the last bike and then you just kind of end up chasing that and going around and around and yep. then you end up where you were anyways so and what better compliment to have next to your guy that's like this is our our generational guy like this is the special guy who's who's going to be his teammate right mm-hmm. like we've always had these ab type setups like there's a lot of ego when it comes to the top guy that's trying to win at the sport but when you have his brother there i feel like that's maybe the best guy you can put to be next mm-hmm. to him that can still achieve really high end results Right, like you won't. You're not going to have any of that. I don't. I don't think there was Chase versus Jet beef. But if there was, you know, another big name 450 guy yeah. and Jet in the same truck, maybe but that's no, an issue. I, it's not when they're brothers, right? Yeah, yeah not I 100 really. percent believe Ch- one of the. I don't think. I think Chase and Kier were looking at the bike for some of their problems, as the bike is the reason. But I also believe that they're. And again, this isn't sort of what I hear from them. Just things that I know, things that I hear. I didn't hear from either Chase. They want to be the number one guy. They, all these guys do. It's not just the Chase Sexton thing. They all want to be the number one guy on their team. The days of like Hannah Lachine and Bailey and Reed Villeman and Ferry, like those, those those days are over. Yeah, the guys want to be a top dog. And and, and besides know? what Chase and Kier thought or felt about the motorcycle, like they they still, I, I've kind of just lost my train of thought, but they they were at Honda first. And yep. then I think there was a path to becoming the number one guy for Chase. And all of a sudden, this young Australian kid all of a sudden just leapfrog yeah. everybody. That has to be a bit, you know, that's like the atmosphere I think maybe changed a little bit for Chase. I know you guys did a very good job about about keeping the entourages down and making sure everyone's on a level playing field. And I could see that. But at the same time, I could see that maybe Chase and Kier felt like, damn, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. we're, we have, we're, we're next to a pretty big shadow here. Maybe. I mean, at the time, before they, I mean, when they already signed, they were already, I mean, they didn't even race each other really yet, I guess, yeah. other than at donations, I guess. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, we did, I think, I'm proud that we did a really good job of giving Chase everything that he wanted or needed or, you know, changes even during the end of the Nationals there. Yeah. Um, when we, when we rode the bikes at Washugal, there was three rounds to go or whatever, four rounds to go. And you guys were like, yeah, we're going testing. We're going outdoor testing. Yeah. Whatever, whatever we need. Yeah. We I mean, know you're leaving. We know you're leaving. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't matter. Yep. Uh, and I mean, that, especially when we knew he was leaving too. I mean, um, we decided early that we, it wasn't going to change anything. You yeah. know, we were going to give him just as much of an opportunity to to win as as Jet, and there wasn't going to be any favoritism. And I explained that the first round of Paula. Yep. And you know, even at the SMX rounds too. And uh, I think the last rounds with um, with Chase and Kira were were cool. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't. There wasn't any real. Yeah, nobody was. Yeah, nobody was was complaining or or you know there wasn't any blowout tension or, or yeah. yeah it was it was it was fine. Um, but I do think 
my point stands. These no, guys yeah. want to be number one guys. Yeah, yeah they, they want that way, right? For it's, sure. It's the it's that that way, and yeah. uh, it's a different era. Than, it's a different mentality that, too at that top. Like when you're racing for a title, those yeah. guys think a little bit differently than the guy that's trying to get a podium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it works. Um, I, I mean, we'll talk more about it later on. But yeah, I do think that um, for you guys balancing that, it looked from the outside that you did a good job of that. Like, you never, you never quite know. I've told this story before on this show. I had a team manager tell me, a well, factory team manager, and you probably know who I'm talking about, Lars, tell me that three or four weeks in a row, the way the truck was parked in the pits at Outdoor Nationals, if you came back from the mechanics area, the, the, the truck was parked so that the one rider was the first one in the tent, coming walking back from the truck. So this manager was talking to the one rider three or four weeks in a row first because he's literally the first rider he sees <laughs> – because of the way the truck going. is parked. Yeah. Was it Watson? Well, no. no. I know, I know where Watson? this is going. I think I've heard but, the story but, before. So yeah. then what yeah. happened? One of the riders' parents freaked out, told him that Honda's favoring this guy. Honda's doing this. That they don't care about you. They care about this guy. This this team's doing this or that. And next thing you, like the, the, the manager was like, hold on, man. It was just <laughs> the first guy I saw, the way the truck was parked. Yeah. Like I didn't have any favoritism. That's the things you got to deal with. Right. You know? It's a balancing act. The whole That whole thing is... You're just trying to make sure everybody feels like they're they got the love, you know. Yeah. And um, yeah, it can be tough. I mean, yeah, I, I, I do the same what, thing. Like if I yeah. if I come back and it doesn't matter who did what, like I just look at the guy that's got the biggest circle around him, and I go to the other guy. Okay. You know, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. If, if if everybody's huddled around when you know Kenny. Yeah. When we had him, yeah. and Chase is over there with like him and Zim or something like yeah. that, I'm going to, to Chase. You know, yeah. I, no, we don't need to all be around one guy. Yeah. That mm-hmm. that those are the kind of things to try to avoid those little moments you know yeah but yeah. They're, it's they're always gonna happen no matter what so you just yeah, do your best this guy was like i i only because it was the first guy back yeah and the way we were parked i yeah. was just going down I, the line that came up under our truck one time i i want to say a parent, a parent or something yeah. and mitch was like i don't know he did better he got to the truck first do better on the track and i'll talk to you first <laughs> that was his answer first guy back yeah right right he, he ran the race faster than you and he's here now i'm here i'm gonna talk to him yeah 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 no I, it's, it's these are things though that wives girlfriends parents agents you got to balance all of that you know and, yeah. and that's a lot it's not easy no um so yeah i applaud you guys for that too because uh the the atmosphere you you know cliff white days and we love cliff Dan Bentley, Cliff White, Honda was very corporate, very, very corporate. Wes McCoy, very unapproachable. It felt. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like I worked at Yamaha, and the old timers at Yamaha, Keith, Bob, John R, like Gara, they hated Honda. <laughs> hated Honda because of all the arrogance and all the pricks over the years. You know what I mean? And you, you've done, you guys, Brandon, yourself, you've done a nice job of turning that truck. Yeah, and I, th- I think I think that started a lot with Kehoe, you know, um, yep. and and that whole thing too. But that, that has been something I focused on too. And I mean, I, this is just my personality, isn't it? Too like with you, Steve. Like, yeah. um, I talk to you guys, talk to you and Weege, and you know, yep. freaking whoever else. And, right. And so I, I don't mind that it's it kind of you know genuine on my side that that I don't mind talking to you guys because I'm you know we're kind of close yeah. I guess but um, the riders we have now too make it easy you know like right. we we have guys that are actually fun and, and things like that and you know it, yeah yeah so anyway and better. even back in the in those days the mechanics hated each other you yeah. know what I mean like like not ever mind the riders and the 
Yeah. The mechanics didn't well, like, like each other. And, and we were all very prevalent in the Chad, Ricky, Stu days. Like, it was the entourages hated each other. Yeah. Like, it was deep. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Which I don't feel were there. Like, they ha- Fox you know? had to have different gear guys for each guy. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Yeah. And now you see, like, <clears throat> Chase and Kenny riding during the week. Super ridiculous. Adam and Eli and Kenny took a private plane to a race uh, last year or whatever. That, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. definitely different times different. than what yeah. it was. Um, all right. Uh, hey, Renegade Race Fuels is the only fuel that's gotten into the uh, Firepower Honda team. And uh, this stuff, it's fantastic. RenegadeRaceFuel.com. They won championships with Will Hahn. You guys familiar with Will? I know Will, Will Hahn. Hahn. Yeah. Yeah, he won a championship instead. Yeah, regional with him last, regional one. Hung out with him last year a lot. It was cool. Yeah. With Colt. Yeah. <laughs> it was fun. And then, and then yeah, so not so much anymore. Uh, not so much. Renegade's your guide and partner to get the whole shot and be the first one to the checkers. The fuels burn cooler, cleaner, and more consistent than the competition. Uh, Renegade offers real octane and not overhyped marketing bullcrap. Uh, again, RenegadeRaceFuel.com. They're looking for dealers and distributors, and they're bringing you our first guest of the night. He's a friend to everyone in the studio, a friend to all in the motocross community, Eric Bernard. What's up, Eric? How are you, man? Hey, guys. Good evening. So good to be back. It's been a while. Yeah, it has I been. Seen you, uh, yeah, I haven't seen you for a few weeks, Steve. Unfortunately, I was in France with Lars and Paul, mm-hmm. you know, witnessing a, a great motocross of nation. Not necessarily great for U.S., but great for the sport. Now, did, Lars, did you have Aussie shirt on? Honda shirt or USA? Like what, what, what was I was your... Aussie all the way. You were Aussie guy? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Paul, yeah, Paul did this make you angry? So... No, not at all. Okay. Why would it make me angry? All right. I am, I am the unbiased USA guy. I, that's that's Listen, the that's all, the lane I am choosing to take and will stay in, and I that's know, why I continue to say, going back to what you were saying about just these Yamaha guys hating the. This is why a, a, a team manager can't be the team manager of Team USA, in my opinion. Right. And I'll say that to Lars: you should not be team manager of Team USA. <laughs> all right, there we go. Uh, <laughs> uh, hey, Eric, uh, let me ask you: you've been around the sport a long time, as we know. Um, you've done a lot of things, promoted a lot of. Weege and I always joke: you're the only promoter that every rider likes. Nobody likes the race promoters. They're always greedy. They're always taking too much money, uh, except for you, Eric. Uh, all the riders like you. All the teams like to deal with you. I think it's changing a little. Just like uh, you guys were talking about Honda, there's, a, there's an old world where Honda was the enemy, and mm-hmm. there's an old world where the promoters were, were the enemy as well. I think it's uh, our world has been becoming a lot more friendly. And, um, you know, sorry, but... Uh, with uh, the friends I have that are on the show tonight, I don't think none of us is going to put fuel on the fire. So, I mean, it's all good people that want to build bridges and not burn them down. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, to, what I'm sure Lars, Lars and Paul are laughing about that because I think we, we can all relate on, mm-hmm. on, on our style. You know, we believe in speaking softly and carrying a big stick. Uh, instead of doing the other way around. That's, you know, I, I do so the other way around. <laughs> I, just, know. I just yell. I, I yell a lot. Um, exactly. The, uh, hey, I uh, love you. What did you, what did you think of the, uh, of the SMX races, Eric? If something new that the series tried, and Lars, I want to get your opinion too. Uh, you know, we saw the dual main events, 20-minute mains, all that uh, SMX stuff. What did you think, Eric? Did, did, that, did that work? Was that, was that something that was yeah, good? I, I it, was, it was a success. You know, I mean, in my opinion, I'm not seeing the necessity of not having whoops. You know, um, I think whoops are part of uh, Supercross and kind of part of the sport, uh, regardless. Uh, short of that, 
uh, I would say, you know, everything was well done. I like the format. Um, you know, it was it was exciting. I mean, I, I went to a couple races, watched uh, some on TV, and uh, I think we we were given a really good time, you know, for Supercross fans, for motocross fans, mm-hmm. because, you know, we, we want to separate Supercross from motocross all the time, but really at the end, it's the same fans, you know. Sure. Uh, Lars, what did you think of the three races? What, what I mean, I got the sense, I've said this a few times on my show, mechanics, maybe managers, a lot of people tired, a lot of people hard to gear up for a three-race series and build new bikes and do all that. So I did get a sense of fatigue in the pits, but uh, overall, the the series worked, I thought, uh, as a presentation. Yeah, I think it did, too. Uh, I think when we first went to Charlotte, everybody was pretty pretty smoked from from the yep. the outdoor series in the whole year so the first race i don't know why we i just i felt like the whole our team had and maybe the whole industry kind of was not super excited to be there mm-hmm. um and i thought the venue was eh, it was okay right but um i did think that when we went to chicago um i thought that track was kind of cool because it was so different in a stadium like that or in uh the speedway, speedway. yep um, and then that, for some reason, maybe because, you know, Chase had won and, um, and the whole, like the, the Lawrence's kind of got their butts kicked. So they were, you know, motivated to, mm-hmm. to go to the next one and win yep. that one felt way better. Like more, we had more energy and then, uh, the Coliseum race was cool. Like yeah. it was just cool being at the Coliseum. I know a lot of people have said that, yeah. but yeah. the Peristyle, all the things. And I think they did a good job as a series to, to make it a real hybrid. Everything that was going into that was like half supercross half yeah. motocross in every way i was surprised at how well it worked where charlotte was a hybrid chicago was outdoor and coliseum was supercross like yeah you know they did a good job of that i didn't think, I think of that so. when it, i thought all the tracks were going to be kind of the same yep you know yeah. but no whoops eric mentioned that do you think we should bring them back, um or? i don't know i i what from what i i told feld and those guys was like um I thought it was kind of cool. I mean, I, like, there's three races. I wouldn't want any more than that. I would hate for us to go to Supercross and they go like, "Hey, we're not going to have whoops this, this round." Yeah, because I think that's such a big separator for it, and you know, it's it, they're difficult. Yeah. Um, so I know that it probably makes the racing a little closer, but you should be good at Supercross, and Supercross has whoops. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yep, exactly. You know. Yeah. So, but yeah, uh, no, for sure. Yeah, no, I think it was cool. And, and to me, they're the playoff races, right? Like, I think they should be the biggest, gnarliest, most difficult tracks at the most pristine venues. Like, that's I, I didn't go to the the Charlotte one, but I heard obviously a lot of the same sentiment that he's kind of expressing. The Coliseum was on par, but I feel like the venues need to be grand. Well, but the, the tracks weren't. The tracks were easy. Yeah, let's make yeah. them hard. Okay. Right? That's supposed to be the best riders of yeah. the year. Like yeah. those are the those are the finalists. Like I don't. I think it should be more elite somehow. Okay. Like, sure. we, privateers don't need to come yep. to every race. Right. Let's get on it right now. Like, yeah. everyone will hate me for saying that, I'm sure. I don't give a shit. But I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, they're was, the playoffs. I was wrong. They are the playoffs. Uh, <clears throat> hey, uh, Eric Pinard on the show brought to you by Renegade Race Fuels. Uh, Eric, uh, Hunter Lawrence, Jet Lawrence, Ken Roxon, Cooper Webb, Justin Barsha, uh, Justin Hill, Paris. Uh, Joshua Moda. That's 250 class. Yeah, oh. Tom oh. Allen, <laughs> okay. Well, V. Allen, Schmoden, 250D class, yep. But, yeah. like, I say this all the time, but, yeah, this this Paris is really stacking up. Like, I'm I'm legitimately excited to, to, to see this race and how it folds out. Lars, are you going? Yeah. You are? Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll see you there. Lars is going. Yep. Yeah. You know, I, only Paul is not going at that stage, but I hope to convince him by the end of the show. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Well, if you guys would put it on the back end of ICMA, we could, it makes it a whole lot easier for a lot of us to come. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really only going because of Eric. 
Oh, you are? Yeah, yeah he's my yeah, favorite, yeah. favorite promoter. Yeah. He's everybody's favorite promoter. He's everybody's he favorite promoter. Him and Xavier, they're, no. yeah, they're you, fantastic. You know if Eric's there, it'll be fine, right? Like, it'll be fine if Eric's there. But yeah. like, if you go into a race that Eric's not promoting and it's brand new, you don't know what you're going to get. Yeah. At least that's I look, I went my all, feeling. I went, all the way to yeah. Bulgaria. I went all the way to Bulgaria to Eric's race, and it, weren't, it went I'm sure through. it was fine, yeah. It was fine. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I've, got, I've got the ability to, to go you know, twenty four seven to make sure everything is okay. But that's, I'm not alone there. You know, I mean, I'm working for Xavier. He's, he's awesome. He's, uh, he's even more demanding than I am. So sometimes it's uh, it's uh, it's overwhelming. But uh, we, we we're gonna make it work the best we can. And it's gonna be you know it's a fortieth anniversary. So you know we need it. We needed something good. And uh, honestly, I don't think in our wildest dream we could have been dreaming about. Uh, having such a lineup uh, eight months ago, you know, at, and I am one thinking we're gonna have, you know, most of the title holder riders there, you know, and having Kenny, having Cooper, having Justin Barsha. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like a, it's you know, it's close enough that we're starting to believe it, but it's uh, it's definitely gonna be uh, something difficult to top, and we already. Uh, a little bit worried about next year. So yeah. How can we do better? <laughs> yeah, it's going to be great. I mean, like last year, Brayton and Roxon uh, had great races. Uh, Ferrandis was there as well. That was a really good lineup. Um, and this one's this one's way better. Um, I'm looking forward to it, man. It's going to be a lot of fun. Eric, what? Yes, I mean, yeah, go ahead. Are, are any Euros coming? Like, obviously, the Fevra experience didn't go well, but are there any guys of that level coming? I think Fevra did everybody in for, <laughs> That's for what sending. I was wondering, yeah. <laughs> like, no geyser or... No, no, we just have us. I mean, we have Suviras. We have all the good French guys. You know, we are are usually uh, very fast. You know, Thomas Ramet. I mean, all those guys can can do a model between between our guys. You know, uh, they can't do a championship, but they can do a model. Yeah, don't sleep on soups. Yeah, don't sleep on soups. Yeah, soups finished second a couple times Mm -hmm. at the Paris Supercross, you know. So uh, they have that uh, special drink that they must have for the patient because it makes them go much faster. So that's uh, that's that's what's gonna happen. I you know, I don't think we're gonna be in shortage of excitement. It's gonna be awesome. You have we have Tyler Behrman also uh, coming just after winning imagination. You know, he's gonna do some real big tricks on one twenty feet or should I say something like forty meters for the European There you go. But yeah, it, Euro. It's gonna it's, it's gonna be big. Hey, Canadian too, you know, only yeah. US. Oh. That's right. Our system here is awesome. It's just you guys. Uh, Eric, we were talking on the top of the show about canard racing, the CRE in Japan, and and where these electric bikes fit in with racing and how it works. And you're a great guy to talk to because you had an Alta. You rode the Stark. uh, You were involved with those guys. I have a Stark, too. You have a Stark, too? Okay. Yeah. Um, Where do you put a Stark or Alta or whatever in electric, in these electric bikes in, you know, gas-powered uh, engines of four-strokes. Like, how does that work, or what do you think? <laughs> that's, a, that's a loaded question. <laughs> it's, very, <laughs> it's very polarizing. Unfortunately, uh, you know, it's, it's become a very polarized topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, I honestly think the electric bike, you know, like the Alta or the Stark, are, are better for medium level to good rider and and not as as good for the top guys the top guys are so good on traditional bikes mm-hmm. that it's not it's not a miracle for them but you know 
you know, I, Paul was a pretty good rider, you know, but I mean, we all know how to ride bikes. But, uh, you know, I feel like uh, a medium, medium speed rider is much faster than an electric bike. After that, it hmm. requires so much more training and adaptation, adaptation that I don't, I'm not sure that the top 10 guys are faster on an electric mm. bike. But I can guarantee you the local riders are riding much better on, on a good electric bike, such as a Stark or an old Alta. Mm. So, yeah. and, and it, it, it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean it's, it's just, you know, that was really our, our motto at the straight rhythm years ago. It was like, hey, two stroke, four stroke electric, you know, whatever you want. It, it's it's really a fun bike to ride. And uh, I think the the proof would be in the pudding over the years. Um, you know, but uh, Honda is believing in, in the concept. Few brands are believing in the concept. We just have to be patient. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not going to happen overnight. Uh, it's, uh, you know, it's just like electric start. It didn't happen overnight. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what these what these guys do. Uh, 702-586-PULP. you got a question for Eric Pernard uh, or Paul Parabinos, Lars Lindstrom. Give us a call. we got some lines open still. Eric Pernard, Pernard brought to you by RenegadeRaceFuel.com. Uh, Eric, like as I've always said to people, did either one of you two ever go to Bercy? No. The, the arena? Mm. Lars, you yeah. went? Uh, as I've oh, said, yeah, Lars, Lars was a big, big time in Bercy. Uh, uh, like like <laughs> a long time ago, I'm afraid to think that. But he, oh, wait. We, we had some, yes. Yeah, we Ranching had some, for MZ? After races. I was going to say, this must be an after party end. thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've, I've, I've often told people, like, look, I don't know if any race in the world can, can beat Bercy. <laughs> When the atmosphere is charged, when Barsha takes out a French guy, <laughs> you know, when Purcell and Alessia get into it. Uh, I don't know if any brace ever in the world will ever touch Percy. The the, pe- the fans were on top of you, Lars, you know what I'm talking It was just nuts, right? I was there as a mechanic or as a media guy for a long time. And this Paris race at this the, the, the fence arena, it doesn't have that same atmosphere, Eric, as Percy, just because it's newer and modern. But I almost think, like, for a profitability uh, uh, ratio for a, and a hype ratio for the track size, I think this thing has surpassed Bercy in some ways. Uh, how do the French fans feel about it? How do the how do the people you talk to and yourself and Xavier, like, where are you at with this Paris uh, Supercross and the way it's been built the last few years? Oh, it's a very, very interesting question, Thank Steve. You. First, <laughs> we, we, you're welcome. <laughs> First, we didn't leave Bercy. Bercy left us. Okay. You know, they, they, shut, they shut down for three years, mm-hmm. you know, for a complete renovation. And then they, we went to Lille, and Lille was kind of like not working very well for us. You know, the, the building was not heated. We were having, you know, I mean, it was like, not very a comfortable place, mm-hmm. you know. We there was were, no Starbucks uh, around anywhere. Uh, there's no yeah, Starbucks. I, exactly, which is also a big, big plus or minus, depends what way you look at it. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's um, so when that defense arena opened in uh, 18 or something like that, 18 or 19, that was really a, a blessing in disguise, you know, and, and we really had a fantastic opportunity to go there. Since then, we could have been back in, in Bercy, but we decided not to because we felt like that page was turned. And uh, funny enough, uh, Xavier, Xavier sent me an article last night about uh, the, the two key 
events in Bercy was the tennis tournament mm-hmm. and the Supercross. The Supercross left because of, you know, we had to. The, t- the, the tennis tournament just went on standby, mm-hmm. went back to Bercy, and now they are questioning as well if the building is not too small, it doesn't fit all the international regulation. Mm-hmm. So, you know, to conclude that conversation, I think the timing was really, really good for us. You know, the yeah. fact that we were pushed away, you know, we, we had to recreate the event in another town. Then we could, we could come back to Paris and um, this arena is fully sold out. Uh, it will never be the same. You know, I always compare Percy to Namura or the mm-hmm. Monaco F1 GP. Yep. You cannot duplicate things like that, you know. Uh, but now, can you, you know, if Monaco was building F1 track 20 miles from town, it would never be the same. No. No. Now, will it be successful? I'm sure it's good people and the good work. It could be successful. It could be the, the Monaco GP not in the street of Monte Carlo, mm-hmm. you know. But, um, you know, I think we have the same situation with Paris. The, the biggest problem we have right now is the inflation of everything. You know, I mean, I'm not getting into, you know, political, <laughs> but everything is, is costing more. Uh, you know, riders, um, riders didn't... You don't, the rider price didn't go down during COVID. You know, it basically <laughs> went went up, and uh, everything is more expensive. And sponsorship is hard to get. I'm not going to tell that to my friend Paul and Lars. They know that sponsorship are not knocking at the door yeah. to finance motocross of nation or race team. It's 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 tough. So you know, it's uh, we're going to do the best we can. Uh, we have an incredible. 2023 uh, year. Great lineup. Yeah, we're going to keep on working to make it uh, as good as it can be, but uh, we need everybody's help. And by the way, Lars, thank you so much because uh, Honda has been a great friend of uh, Bercy, Paris Supercross forever, for 40 years, Mm -hmm. you know, before your time or my time. Uh, And um, it's been uh, really one of those companies that has been always supporting, helping, and not making it uh, a obstacle or a nuisance. And that's, uh, you know, I mean, to all the motocross fans, thanks, American yeah. Honda, for that. Yeah, you know, no, so. appreciate that. And I think, you know, a huge part of that is because you were so easy to work with, Eric, and everybody has a lot of respect for you. Um, doesn't always happen that way with, you know, promoters and things like that. Right. Uh, but... Um, but I, what I was going to say also is that um, this track, the reason I think that we have such a great lineup this year of, you know, premier riders is because of the venue change. You know, the the, the Bercy thing was cool, but it's um, a little bit more of a sideshow. This is a real track, yeah. you know, yeah. and so we can yeah. get actual testing in. Yep. And, no, it's 48 seconds or 51 seconds last year or something. Like, it, yeah. Yeah, legit. 51 seconds. Yeah. And that, you know, I mean, in, in, if we were still at Bercy, in, with the current power of uh, 450s, I'm not sure you would shift in, shift in second gear. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's really, yeah. no, now we have a real track. I mean, and, and we will have a real track uh, for Xavier and I. Um, you know, the sports level is very important. We don't want it's not a show. You know, it is. It, it is a. It's it's a show for the industry, but for us, we take it as seriously as, as if we were running an Iron One. You know, and so uh, it's on MXGP TV, too. MXGP TV, right? Oh, that's right. new. 
Yep. Exactly. So. Wanted to plug that. Thank you, Steve. You saved me the effort. <laughs> uh, yeah, Paul Malin will be there calling the action both nights. So, GT? Yeah, that'll be, uh, yeah, probably if there's a camera, <laughs> JT will be there. Um, so our season pass will work? I don't know. Yeah, I would think so. Sure. Eric? I don't think so. Yeah. I'm not sure. Oh. Um, I don't think so, but okay. I'm not sure. But, <laughs> but I don't have to watch it on TV. I'll be in the middle of the track. So I guess I'll, there goes there goes my chance, because usually I jump in with Malin and do some commentary. And uh, I even made a crack about Ferrandis, and he texted me last year while I was on the air. But with MXGP TV, they're not, they're not, they're not putting me in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, hey, uh, but Lars, are you with me on Bercy? Like the Atmos, like there was some, it was pretty cool. It like, was pretty cool. I mean, it, for, for, I mean, it was so small, right? Like yeah, Titan, yeah. the way with the, the girls that they had on the, the thing too, was a little risque, right? That was kind of funny. Yeah. But, um, also I remember all the, like if people didn't, <laughs> oh, like, you, you remember that long. <laughs> <laughs> the, the ones with the, with the angle grinders on their crotches. No, that was Germany. I don't oh. think that was ever France. Uh, no, that was in, in Geneva, we did that. Yeah, Geneva, yeah. Geneva, and <laughs> Germany. I saw that. That was that's yeah. When you put the grinding wheels up against your your crotch plate made of steel and sparks fly off it, I mean that's that's, that's opening ceremony. That's home. That's that, w- that's yeah. entertainment. That's if, the if, kind of cool stuff you see when you go to those races, though. You yeah. see stuff that you yeah. wouldn't see in the U.S. And, yeah, and, and it's Mike, awesome. If Mike, I know. <laughs> if, if Mike Mewie is listening, Mike, yeah, get chicks with metal crotch plates. Grinding wheel up against them, <laughs> shooting sparks out. Sell some yeah. tickets. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, Charlie, Charlie Mancuso almost died of a heart attack in Geneva. <laughs> you know, so it was like I never seen a guy being so shocked by something. He was, that was that was. That was funny because it was so shocking. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Meanwhile, it's just a Wednesday in Europe. Like it's just like, yeah, what a, yeah. Of course we do this. Yep. Why wouldn't we do this? Now, looking forward to it. Paris Supercross, November seventeenth, eighteenth, I believe. Uh, coming up with that lineup, that'll be great. And um, yeah, I mean, Hunter's Hunter's four fifty debut. Yeah. Right. Hunter's so, four fifty debut. Yeah. Yeah. Big thanks to the Lawrence. They've been absolutely awesome to work with. You know, I mean, that's uh, you know when we made the deal. At that point, nobody knew how, how good 2020-23 would be good for them. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, they, they kept their word, and it's just amazing. You know, just amazing to be so fortunate. Yeah, so for people who don't know, the Lawrence's were supposed to go like three years ago. Uh, yes. They had some issues, and then COVID hit and all of that. And from what I hear through the grapevine, not from Lars, but from some other people, you know, Jet Lawrence just went perfect season in 450 outdoors. He's worth a lot of money. But the Lawrence has had a deal for three years now to go, and they are going for three three years old uh, prize money or show up money, which is great. Like you said, it's very honorable of them to do that, right? Because at this point, they're, Jet Lawrence is a different guy than he was three years ago. So, absolutely, yeah. they are they are fantastic. Yeah. You know? So we we look forward to see them in action, and uh, you know it's it's. Uh, I mean, they they already got a taste of uh, the French fan a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I think they'll uh, they'll be blown away. Yeah, you know no, I mean, it's gonna be great. They're they're gonna love it, and um, yeah, it's gonna be a great race. So again, MXGP TV to watch it. Uh, Eric, um, before we let you go here, brought to you by Renegade Race Fuels, World Supercross. Uh, it's something that's you know been talked about in the pits and the industry again i love talking to you about this stuff uh the business of moto they've had some problems yep. we had adam bailey on our show he admitted you know we came in too hot we should have looked at things they got some new investors adam was a very i thought contrite guy on our show a month ago or whenever he came on uh they rejigged yep. the calendar they got three rounds now they sound like they're going to go in the fall next year I guess, Eric, for a guy who's been in the race promotion business, and you know Adam and you like him and, and all that, but for a guy like yourself that's been in the race promotion business for, for 40 years, um, 
yeah, the, probably a little sense of, yeah, man, we told you guys. Yeah. We told you guys. Know, ex- <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I'm not here to point fingers. No. Because I, really, yep. I really love Adam. He's a good guy. You know, and uh, he, was, he was kind enough to invite me at the beginning, beginning of his, uh, you know, promoting career. And uh, I, I was very helpful with, to him to start the uh, X. Uh, so, you know, uh, it's no surprise, no surprise, sadly. Um, it's just, um, it's just the equation did not work. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's, uh, it's easy to say all those things that were said, but in reality, uh, it's not that way and uh, I keep reminding people that 99% of the people that love Supercross are located in US Europe and Australia you know every time you get out of those three locations it's uh, you yes you have a lot of motorcycles you know you always hear about the 20 million billion bikes sold in Indonesia or whatever but that's that's not our fans you know our our fans are hardcore Mm -hmm. and um that's that's the first mistake everybody does. Oh, we're gonna go and we're gonna export Supercross to places uh, where they don't know it. But if they don't know it, it's not gonna work. So <laughs> sure. you know, you have to bring that back to really those three continents. You know, Australia, US, and Europe. And e- even Europe is not easy. You know, I mean, it's like there's so many venues, so many countries that are not so much into Supercross. You know, like country like Spain. They don't care much about Supercross. You know, I mean, it, it, Barcelona Supercross was one of the oldest Supercross in the world, and they can't do it anymore. Nobody cares. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's uh, so that's the first thing. And, and, you know, we all know that they, did, they went in very loud carrying a small stick instead <laughs> of the other way around, and that didn't work. That didn't work. I mean, I, 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 you know, I never wished them bad, but that didn't work. You know, so yeah. uh, hopefully the 24 plan will be solid. Uh, and um, but you know the the chance of success are, are still you know not very big. You know it's it's a very very challenging project. Yeah, it should be interesting. Again, I've said it four or five rounds in the fall. You know, maybe incorporate Paris. It can work. There's something there. But yeah, uh, yeah, you know. Yeah, we had we had everything for the record in 2000. When when was COVID beginning? Nineteen. Twenty, I think. Uh, Twenty. Yeah. You know, uh, I was with the monster guys at the MXGP in England, and um, we had made a triple crown, a monster triple crown that would have been, you know, Paris, Geneva, and, and Australia. Mm. You know, Oz X. That was pretty much in the book, and then we ran away back to our plane to fly home, and we we know what happened after that. You know, right. so that ne- that that never happened. But uh, that that was really the, the idea, and I still I still think that triple crown idea has legs. But anything over three races, it's going to be a real hard sell. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, maybe it can't work, Steve. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, hey, uh, Eric, what about Geneva? Any chance of Geneva coming back? It was such a long running Supercross. It was there for forever um and it's a great building and the fans were into it um, oh, yeah. what do you think any any chance of geneva coming back oh. covid covid heard it but yeah 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 it's uh, it's just it was a perfect storm you know as you know the race belonged to to palexpo mm-hmm. palexpo is is the um, was 
the the host of the Geneva car show, which was the biggest car show in the world, and um, has been barely up since. So it was not it was not only the supercars; it was, you know, seventy five percent of the business that was in Talexpo that mm-hmm. was destroyed yep. with COVID. So uh, you know, when you, when you lose uh, an event that is seventy five percent of your revenue, you don't have appetite for much after sure. that. Yep. And, um, um, you know, I will be having more meetings with more people. Uh, I, I don't go a week without having that request. Uh, I'm not giving up. I still think it's possible to restart something. But, you know, uh, it's, uh, you know I'll, be, I'll be very cautious about being too optimistic. Okay. Yeah, yeah fair enough. I like Geneva, as always. Yeah. Did you go to Geneva? Paul? Yeah, it was, Never been. it was a great race. Awesome. Yeah. Did you go to Geneva? Yeah, yep. love Geneva. Right. Awesome. Sorry. Um, yeah, it, it, it was it was really fun. Uh, it was a little cold, a little cold. That was the best part. I mean, cold outside. You get. I just liked being in, in you know Switzerland, and then you, I liked some of those restaurants by the lake. You know, down yeah, in Geneva, and then and then really the hotel right next door, and you walk out, and yeah. you get yeah. that like the winter feel. We drove from um, from Italy from the MXGP shop and in through the Alps yeah. to there. Mm. It was great. Also, That's Starbucks right. close yeah. by. Starbucks was close yeah. by for Geneva too, so that was good. Yeah. I always remember that. It was at the airport. Yeah. So bad. Uh, Eric, thanks for your time tonight. Appreciate it. I know it's your anniversary, even. So, hey, congrats! Uh, yeah, 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 congrats. yeah it's, uh, so, <laughs> you know, I I need to get back to my lovely wife. Yes, you know, yes, so. absolutely. She's a, she's a smoke <laughs> show, so you should get back to her. Um, thanks, Eric. <laughs> Thank you, and we'll see you in Paris, man. Can't can't wait. Looking forward to it. See see you guys in a couple of weeks, Paul. Buy your ticket. We yep. need you uh, there. Yep. There right. you go. Rent thanks, all. Eric. See you there. Go there. Thank you, Eric. Cheers, guys. See Thank ya. you so much. Bye-bye. Thank you. That's Eric Pinard, everybody. Uh, brought to you by Renegade Race Fuels. Great guy. Awesome. Always. Yeah. He's, ca- he's kind of like, you know, because we both, he's from Florida. I grew up in Florida. I met him early on. He's kind of become a bit of a mentor to me, honestly. Like, Has he really? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I've leaned on him a lot. And, like, yeah. you know, when I transitioned from pro, pay, pro, pay, pro Taper to Renthal, he was the one person I spoke to yeah. about it. Yeah, he. I think. I think some riders lean on him. I think riders lean on him for financial advice, for Justin career Brayton, advice. I know. Like he, they yeah, are yeah. really, really good friends. Yeah. And, uh, with a bunch of the other riders too, because he's such a genuine guy. Yeah. You is. can you can really trust and, him. And he really knows the lay of the land and the industry and yep. the power yep. players and what he thinks. You know, if you're, you know, like yep. sometimes I'll just call and be like, hey. This guy told me this, and this guy told me that. What do you think? And he'll be like, well, and you'll yeah. be like, oh. Like, you, yeah. you'll walk away with, with a better understanding of a situation in the industry, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. And, and you just got that vibe, like, he, he's just a good friend. Yeah. Like yeah. He, yeah. You know, yeah. You don't I, I really look up to how worldly he is, too, right? Like, he is not a product of one society or culture. Like, yeah. he is very educated and, and worldly yeah. and knows just yeah you know, so much about the world. You know, he literally went around the world, right, on a trip with his family? Yeah, for uh, three years, right? Yeah. Or, no work. I don't know or, about three years, but I thought it would, took a, a train while. trip. It trains just across the world. Wow, maybe I'm a, wrong. On I don't know if it was three years. It was yeah. a long time, though. I thought yeah. it took a while or something. Train across the Atlantic, too? Yeah. No. I I think, yeah, I they think, have a tunnel. I think oh, I think it. when it came to the ocean crossings, they went on a plane. <laughs> I'm not sure. You should have taken a boat, though. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, loving, loving to have uh, uh, Eric on the show. And uh, Paris is going to be good. It is really going to be a yeah. good race. Roxon rises up at those races, dude. He gets He's really good. Yeah, super good. You know? Any of those one I mean, I guess Kenny's good anywhere, but... Right. You know, we're Ken if he's motivated, he'll, yeah. he'll be good. Hey, hey, Shimoda's is, racing there, by the way. I know it's only a 250, Steve. But yeah. Joe Shimoda's first race on a Honda. So. Okay. And then uh, Tom Vial. Tom Vial. Well. Yep. yep. So I, I've never been to the old school Bercy, but like you were talking about vibe and best race. Yeah. And we're like, for me, I don't think a race will ever top the U.S. Open. Ever. Well, U.S. Open tried to be Bercy. That's what they wanted to be. 
Yeah, but you know? it's not as good as the U.S. Open. Like, oh, he never, it's better. He never stepped in dirt at the U.S. Open, and there was you know That's... strippers everywhere, and you're in the casino, and you can go gam- you strippers? can go gamble in between. Where were the strippers? There was just like uh, you got you got down go- the street. They were behind the black curtain. Oh, okay, all right. That you know Listen, above the start. That Eric put the U.S. <laughs> Open on. He'll tell you he wanted to bring Bercy to America. You know the lasers was... and everything else. Think think that, but like people right on top of you yeah. and yelling and screaming. I mean, yeah. Yeah, and and also they let him with the chainsaws and all the stuff. I mean, they did some yeah. stuff that was kind of crazy, right? How but, about the track being covered in paper too by the end of the weekend because people just throw trash throw on it and yeah, stuff. Just, I'd always see photos of yeah. that. Yeah. But it was cool too because um, all those Euro races. The one thing that and Steve, you, you can attest to this. Like when you go over there, any other person from over here, I want. I was going to say American, but they're not always going to be American. We can't yeah. hear someone. Yeah. Um, you just become buds, right? Because like you all kind of hang out in the same group. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. Like everybody just kind of, it's, it's a cool atmosphere. Yep. It's yep. fun. And um, that, the same thing with Bercy there. You'd go next door to the hotel, was right there. Yeah. Like literally, you yep. know, 50 feet. And then everybody after the race would have dinner and the thing, and it would be red wine and what? Yeah. Uh, and water. That's all you got to drink water or red wine. And the, the red wine would just keep coming. Yeah. I uh, hated red wine until God, I was there. <laughs> I, I don't know how. Reedy made some of the races the next or day. GL. Or G- yeah, GL too, yeah, but huge one in 08. Yeah. I think that was it. I mean, that was like uh, Andrew Short completely demoralized them. You <laughs> yeah. know, like Andrew was probably in bed by yeah, 8 and those yeah. guys partied till 3 and smoked, yeah. and smoked and still beat him. Yeah. Yeah. They were like, <laughs> they were like <laughs> shot. One year there was like uh, potted plants flying around from Bercy in the lobby like you're just like what is going on with these guys like yeah. go to bed you have to race you, you stop yeah, it. some guys are better when they act yeah, that way yeah, yeah. maybe <laughs> uh, but no it was certainly certainly a good time and you'll see the uh, the restaurant is uh, um, next door not far from the arena in, in Paris you haven't been to this new arena right? no yeah so there's a Starbucks in Chipotle close by Starbucks obviously is a very important thing. It sounds like yeah, to, yeah just for a race to be successful. Well, I mean, <laughs> nine times out of ten, he's got it in his hand, right? So. Um, and then yeah, and but what what would piss me off is we're in Paris. There's all these great restaurants all around there. I used to bug Brayton about this, and he would just eat club sandwiches at the hotel restaurant, oh, which yeah. are really good. That would bother me too. And I'm like JB, we are like literally in the city of like world famous the best restaurants. cuisine ever, and yeah. they're, they're all over the place, just like Bercy. Like I'll tell you, I'll show you some of the places where they are. And JB's just like, yeah, man, club sandwich. Yeah, I don't like that either. I'm like, I, if on, I'm going yeah. somewhere different, yeah. I am going to find like yeah. try some local. We stuff. We had a great time in in Paris. Yeah. Or, no, sorry, uh, Paris. Laval. Laval. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For the yeah. 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 It, was, it was really cool. We yeah. we definitely searched out the the restaurants and Hutch yeah. was good for that. So yeah. found some really cool places. I think the last time we were there in Ernay, I went to an outdoor pizza cafe that was amazing. I went with Anton. I don't know if it was that. It was definitely French, so it could have been uh, the other, the Saint Jean, Saint Jean, yeah. or Erne. Around those ones, I went to an outdoor pizza cafe that was like amazing, like a wood fire, the whole thing. I was like, I was like, we are in the middle of this. Looks like a guy's backyard. Yeah. First of all, you're like, is this really it? And yeah, just some restaurant. It was great. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I really like me being Canadian and just reading motocross action every week and and just being such a fan of the sport. The fact that I've gotten to go to Bulgaria and Geneva. And Sweden and Paris and Belgium, you know, all these places that we've all been to for my job is cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. 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 Like it's a pretty cool thing, right? When yeah. you right. when you think back on your career and the things you've done and Venice and no, yeah, for yeah. sure. And I, I know I'm a, a bit bitter and and sometimes I get angry towards the sport just. Oh, because, sometimes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but man, I'm truly thankful for the places I've gone because of motorcycles. Yeah. Like, like and that's because yep. that's all I've ever really wanted to do yeah. is explore the world. Like yep. I want to go everywhere, and I've gone many places. Yeah. Not on my own wallet because of motorcycles. That's why, like, when I worked for Red Dog, his first Red Dog mention of the night, it's uh hour and a half in yeah it's a little uh, late he would, 
He would turn down 30, 40K all day long for these races. And I'm like, you're an idiot. He's like, oh, I don't want to go. Dumb. And of course, now, what does he say now? I should have took the money. Yep. But it's yeah. like, dude, they're, they're paying you to fly somewhere in Europe, and they're paying you $40,000 yeah. to go see whatever Somewhere different a yes. different part of the planet like yeah he's I just really, like I, I really like that about um when we had kenny kenny's been around the world you know yeah. doing gps sure and now the lawrence's like especially hunter um hunter do you know hunter like he speaks french like really well yep. he knows german okay. pretty dang good yeah like he's he's a he's a uh, language guy like he's, he's into it yeah. um he's and, a cunning linguist <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> and uh <laughs> if i could say something else for a second. yeah um no, i and, think he did <laughs> <laughs> but I just appreciate that because I'm feel the same way, you know, being in Sweden so much that I, I I'm into the whole experience like yeah. you. So I, I appreciate when they actually yeah. they appreciate it, you know, not just a lot of times the young riders too. They're just like, man, let's get in, get my yeah. money, get out. Yeah, you know, like you said, like you know, just let me eat whatever McDonald's, whatever, just that. get me through it. You know, yeah, it's yeah. like no like, man. I hate going to Europe with an American. They say, oh McDonald's, let's go eat. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Well, okay, I'm the Starbucks guy, but yes, generally speaking, everything else I'm good with. Yeah, yeah. but why Starbucks? Uh, I, you just know what you're going to get. Yeah, but are you, are, what are you getting? Like a macchiato, no, a caramel? No, latte, which is just like but steamed isn't, milk. And isn't coffee espresso. amazing in different parts that, of the that's, world? That's it, Australia. It, it, it is. It yeah. is in some places. It is supposed to be amazing. I don't drink coffee. But, but. Yeah, it, it is supposed to be. Um, <laughs> all right. Just, uh, all right. Uh, Michelin, uh, designed to win. The new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range. It's not new anymore, actually. Featuring Michelin adaptive design. Uh, Michelin uh, Starcross 6s, they got... 11% more durability than the previous generation. They're available in six versions, sand, mud, medium, soft, medium, hard, and hard versions. Uh, designed to win, michelinman.com forward slash motorcycle. Our guy, Randy Richardson, brought in Cam Zink, a Michelin uh, cool. mountain bike athlete, to the live show. Marks, he was cool. Zink. Yeah, he was really cool. I think... Uh, and slightly insane. Dude. He's got to be insane. Those runs, those videos of those runs are just absolutely yeah. bonkers and that's on video imagine going there in person and seeing how i can't gnarly even imagine it like, it's got to be yeah. steep to, and just gnarly and for randy he was always bringing cam in for the show no matter what and but he just happened to win that's red bull cool. rampage for the first time in 13 years or whatever so have him in there and then talking to him about how he goes through his runs you're like dude like you're I'm like, nutcase. how do you know how fast he goes yeah you do some some speed runs i'm like how do you stop for the speed runs yeah you just stop I'm like oh, okay, <laughs> all right. i feel um so actually, Michelin uh, mountain bike tires used by Cam Zink, Rampage winner. That's all you need to know for the folks at Michelin and our guy FMIP uh, uh, there last week at the at the Huddle Brewery. Thanks to, to Michelin for coming on the show. I appreciate it. And troll training as well. Troll training, uh, they'll prepare you for the best season yet, whether you're a vet guy, an off-road racer, uh, your dark side, dark side at Millville. He's been on troll training. I don't want to admit this. I do not want to admit this. But Darks, our buddy Darkside, you, you're familiar with the gentleman. Yeah. Used to have a ponytail. Jamie Good, Jamie yeah. Guida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I know he's. Right. Yeah. Uh, he he's been on troll training for six months, seven months, and I worked him pretty badly at World Vets last year. So last November, he had, he didn't even see me all day. I was just gone. <laughs> mm -hmm. While we go to Millville, he's got me covered. You got nothing for him. And he's he's crediting troll training. I don't say I have nothing for him. Okay. I'm on him, but he's better. Okay. Okay. I don't want to. I'm not going to. So know. we got a battle coming at the. It's like, at, would at you say that vets. Chase had nothing on Jet Outdoors? I wouldn't say that. No, I right. would never say that. Right. So no. that, that's what it was like. Okay. It was, a lot of it was like oh, Chase okay. and Jet. He, he yeah. was Jet, and I'm Chase. Oh. I got something for him, but I'm not able to get him. I have a, a solution <laughs> for this. The, you know, if there's an argument between the two, because I've had experience with okay. a beef with okay. another guy that rides and who's faster. Okay. We settled it at Loretta Lens. 
Oh, me and Paul. Yeah, you and Paul. Yeah. 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 I know one comment I gave him one time really put him over the edge. Oh, yeah. yeah. Motivation. Well, yeah. But hold on. At Loretta's, <laughs> doesn't he have you covered? He should because he's been there yes. 75 times. Right. I would say I do. Yeah. I would say he does. He's Paul's at Loretta's champ. Yeah. But when we left Loretta's, he had the I had finish. the better oh, finish. I'm overall. not aware overall. of this. Yeah, I'm not aware of this. There's an asterisk, and I'll, I'll admit that there's an asterisk there. Because yeah. he did win a moto. He's better than me there, for sure. Yeah. But that that was the first time I'd ever been there. Um, I rode one class. It was muddy two out of three races. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of a shitty year. Yeah. The, was that your last year you went? No. No, okay. Yeah. Second to last year, maybe. All right. Yeah. Was that 17? So, I'm just saying that that's an option so Paul, for you. So, Paul, maybe you want troll training to get up to Lars. I I, Lars. I employ an in-house um, training uh, professional. Okay. And she lets me sleep with her. Okay. So and I got you, a better deal. Sorry, sorry, so, Troy. And you employ or, Sorry, troll training, but... <laughs> well, you can sleep with troll training. He's a good-looking guy. Oh, I don't know if I can okay. go that far. <laughs> uh, trolltraining.com. Be like Darkseid. Uh, check him out. John Wessling, a good guy also. Pa- partners with Alex, and uh, they'll help you out. Trolltraining.com. Grant Harlan, troll training guy. Look what, what a difference. In, look what Grant Harlan yeah. did. Yeah, Harlan good had God. a hell of a... National number 23. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Freddie also, number 22, even more amazing. That is crazy. That's going to be weird. Yeah. That'll be where the first time we see 22. Maybe he'll go through the whoops better now. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, I can't believe he made it through all season. He was it, the only guy he said? He's the only guy to get points. Uh, every, no, sorry, to race every race. Really? He didn't get points every race because he didn't make some main events, but he's the only guy to race every race. That's, perf- Harlan that's, missed, that's impressive. Harlan missed one because of World Supercross. Uh, and, and and that was Jed it. Jed obviously missed because he was yeah. a 250 guy yeah, and, uh, half the year. Yeah. Chase and AP <clears throat> and someone else missed they three. Missed rounds. Three. Damn. And that was it. Everybody else raced uh, all of them. Or, so, and Harlan didn't race all of them? He missed for World Supercross. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So if you want to give him an asterisk, whatever. But Freddie, the rock. <laughs> I mean, you know, Freddie. <laughs> he's a solid, Freddy's steady. MO, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's just a slow, steady guy. All right, everybody. Uh, we're going to come back for a commercial break. We have John Anderson coming up. We have um, uh, Trey Kennard as well. Looking forward to talking to those guys. Got more questions for Lars Lindstrom and Paul Parabinos as well. So we'll be right back after this commercial break, everybody. Love this guy right here. You likely know Racetech as the suspension and engine tuner of choice for the world's fastest privateers. But what you may not know is behind the scenes, Racetech is the trusted source for many OEMs and factory teams throughout the motorcycle industry. For nearly 40 years, Racetech has been producing high-performance suspension and engine components and services right here in the USA. Racetech doesn't just specialize in motocross. In fact, they have many off-road, hill climb, flat track, road racing, and supermoto championships on the mantle as well. Not a racer but want to smooth out the ride on the street or add some performance to your Harley? Racetech offers a full line of suspension solutions, including industry-leading, built-to-order, G3S custom shocks. All Racetech products are 100% guaranteed to exceed your highest expectations. Don't wait. Experience the gold valve advantage today by logging on to Racetech.com. Don't forget to mention Pulp MX when ordering for a discount. Love the guys at Works Connection. They continue as a 10-year sponsor of this show because, yeah, just like you, they're committed to the sport. For 33 years, they've been designing and distributing leading-edge performance products like the Elite Axle Blocks, Elite Clutch Perch, Pro Launch Start Device for performance, radiator braces and skid plates for protection, 
along with a shock pump, attack, hour meter, and more for maintenance. Works Connection, great guys up there in NorCal, and super cool company. I'm more stoked to be uh, associated with them. When you take a look around the AMA pitch, you'll see Works Connection proving ground for products under the canopies of Team Honda, HRC, Star Racing, and other top teams. And the best part of this whole deal is if you use the code PULPAMX20, you get 20% off your order. Visit your local dealer, check out motorsport.com, and uh, ask them to see the Works Connection product line for 2022. Great company, great products. Check it out. Thanks to Works Connection for coming on the show. PulpMX20, the code to save. With over 80 years' experience manufacturing power sports pistons right here in the USA, WiseCo has evolved into a full range of performance components for dirt bikes and other power sports machines. Whether you ride a two-stroke or a four-stroke, WiseCo has a variety of pistons from reliable forged replacements to the performance-focused Racer Elite Series. WiseCo offers race-proven components for the rest of your engine, too. From garage buddy engine rebuild kits, clutch and valve train components, USA-made Racer Elite connecting rods, and their CB4 thermal protection line. WiseCo is proud to be a technical partner with Factory Honda HRC for the 2023 Supercross and Motocross. Driving professional-level product development that gets passed down to you. Visit your favorite online or local dealer or WiseCo.com to find products for your machine. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team, longtime Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. Cooper Webb, and I choose OGO. I'm Christian Craig. I'm Dean Wilson. I'm Aaron Plessinger. I'm Darren Martin. I'm Nate Thrasher. I'm Shane McElrath. I'm Hunter Lawrence. My name's Jet Lawrence. I'm Jordan Smith. I'm Talon Hawkins. Target Hampshire. I'm Hayden Deegan. I'm Colt Nichols, and I choose OGO. And I choose OGO. And I choose OGO. I'm Tom Diallo, I choose OGO. And I choose OGO. And I choose OGO. I'm Jiren Ferrandis, and I choose OGO. In 1990, my dad, Jamie Gregg, started Guts Racing. Guts stands for Gregg's Ultra Trick Seats, because I was just a little kid that wanted a trick seat. And if you're out there looking for a trick seat, go to GutsRacing.com, your local dealer, or Motosport, and place your order. Support the people that support Pulp MX. You can use Pulp 2022 for 20% off at GutsRacing.com. FMF Racing is proud to celebrate over 45 years of fun, building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF Racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? 
Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhausts, 100% in the USA under one roof. FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years. Hi, it's Tomax Superfan Dylan here. The only thing I love more than seeing Eli win... Whoa, wait, Dylan. Sorry to cut you off like Steve does his callers and guests, but a lot has changed. Similar to your favorite rider being on a new team, the new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range provides significantly improved performance and durability. Designed to win. The new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range offers up to 16% more traction when new and up to 19% more traction when worn in comparison to the previous generation. This means consumers will not only benefit from improved performance on their first few rides, but that this performance increase will continue throughout the extended life of the tire. Michelin is a legendary innovator in motorcycle tire technology, and thanks to Michelin Silica technology, the Michelin Starcross 6 tire range provides up to 11% more durability than the previous generation. This means consumers will enjoy the significantly improved performance throughout the increased life of the tire. Take it from me as I too have to buy my own tires, this added value is great news. The new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range is available in six versions, specifically sand, mud, medium soft, medium hard, and hard versions, with the naming designation corresponding to the type of terrains and conditions where the tires were designed to win. Another innovation is the Michelin adaptive design, with specific positioning of the tread blocks in three zones, central, intermediate, and lateral zones, with the single goal to offer exceptional grip for the front tire and exceptional grip, traction, and longevity for the rear. To learn more about the new Michelin Starcross 6 tire line and all the quality products that Michelin offers for motorcycle segments that Steve cares nothing about, visit michelinman.com motorcycle. And then visit your local dealer or online retailer to choose Michelin product to maximize your riding experiences. Also, too, make sure to follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and Facebook. Attention riders, welcome aboard the all-new Atlas Vision. We hope you enjoy the added mobility, quicker flight time, and additional views. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. The first thing you will notice is the added headroom. The fore and aft positions no longer come with annoying restrictions, so feel free to move about the cabin. Quicker flight times can be achieved by unmatched comforts and unencumbered movements. Yes, we're built for speed and comfort. And now available to all customers is a 360 panoramic view. Go ahead and look around the cabin. These new angles are available at no additional charge. Located on the underside of the frame is the gold standard of impact absorption, D3O. In the event we accidentally take a trip to Indonesia, we suggest that you remain with your neck in the underextended position and allow this proven material to do its job by reducing the forces over 50% better than ever before. Although the Atlas Vision will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your vision first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or brawl. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. We remind you that Atlas makes flexible neck protection. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in the wide open position with your elbows up and hips fully unlocked. Whatever that means. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Vision. Enjoy the views. From beginners to seasoned vets, race teams, project builds, and magazine tests, Decal Works' mission is to cater to those who love to ride, upholding the true definition of quality, service, and knowledge. 
visit decalmx.com and use promo code PULPMX23 to get 20% off your custom graphics. Decal Works, number one for many reasons. At motorsport.com, our ride started in 1999 with a commitment to making your next ride your best ride. We take pride in having a huge selection of gear, accessories, and OEM parts for moto, street, off-road, ATV, and UTV. Riding is what connects us and makes us a family. From the track to the trail, tarmac to open roads, we're all connected because we ride. And that's what motorsport.com is all about. We've got your back. Our unrivaled and dedicated team of gearheads are willing to go that extra mile. No gimmicks, just high quality parts, the best customer service in the industry, and free shipping on all orders over $79. Our passion at motorsport.com is to ensure your next ride is your best ride. This is our invitation to you, from riders for riders. Visit us at motorsport.com. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team, longtime Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. Hi, it's Tomax Superfan Dylan here. The only thing I love more than seeing Eli win... Whoa, wait, Dylan. Sorry to cut you off like Steve does his callers and guests, but a lot has changed. Similar to your favorite rider being on a new team, the new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range provides significantly improved performance and durability. Designed to win. The new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range offers up to 16% more traction when new and up to 19% more traction when worn in comparison to the previous generation. This means consumers will not only benefit from improved performance on their first few rides, but that this performance increase will continue throughout the extended life of the tire. Michelin is a legendary innovator in motorcycle tire technology, and thanks to Michelin Silica technology, the Michelin Starcross 6 tire range provides up to 11% more durability than the previous generation. This means consumers will enjoy the significantly improved performance throughout the increased life of the tire. Take it from me as I too have to buy my own tires, this added value is great news. The new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range is available in six versions, specifically sand, mud, medium soft, medium hard, and hard versions, with the naming designation corresponding to the type of terrains and conditions where the tires were designed to win. Another innovation is the Michelin adaptive design, with specific positioning of the tread blocks in three zones, central, intermediate, and lateral zones, with the single goal to offer exceptional grip for the front tire and exceptional grip, traction, and longevity for the rear. To learn more about the new Michelin Starcross 6 tire line and all the quality products that Michelin offers for motorcycle segments that Steve cares nothing about, visit michelinman.com slash motorcycle. 
and then visit your local dealer or online retailer to choose Michelin product to maximize your riding experiences. Also, too, make sure to follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and Facebook. Love the guys at Works Connection. They continue as a 10-year sponsor of this show because, yeah, just like you, they're committed to the sport. For 33 years, they've been designing and distributing leading-edge performance products like the Elite Axle Blocks, Elite Clutch Perch, Pro Launch Start Device for performance, radiator braces and skid plates for protection, along with a shock pump, attack, hour meter, and more for maintenance. Works Connection, great guys up there in NorCal, and super cool company. I'm more stoked to be uh, associated with them. When you take a look around the AMA pitch, you'll see Worst Connection proving ground for products under the canopies of Team Honda, HRC, Star Racing, and other top teams. And the best part of this whole deal is if you use the code PULPAMX20, you get 20% off your order. Visit your local dealer, check out motorsport.com, and uh, ask them to see the Worst Connection product line for 2022. Great company, great products. Check it out. Thanks to Worst Connection for coming on the show. PULPAMX20, the code to save. FMF Racing is proud to celebrate over 45 years of fun, building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF Racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhausts, 100% in the USA, under one roof. FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years. I'm Cooper Webb, and I choose OGF. I'm Christian Craig. I'm Dean Wilson. I'm Aaron Plessinger. I'm Jerry Martin. I'm Nate Thrasher. I'm Shane McElrath. I'm Hunter Lawrence. My name's Jet Lawrence. I'm Jordan Smith. I'm Talon Hawkins. Target Hampshire. I'm Hayden Deegan. I'm Cole Nichols, and I choose OGF. And I choose Ojo. And I choose Ojo. I'm Tom Bial, I choose Ojo. And I choose Ojo. And I choose Ojo. I'm Jiren Ferrandis, and I choose Ojo. You likely know Racetech as the suspension and engine tuner of choice for the world's fastest privateers. But what you may not know is behind the scenes, Racetech is the trusted source for many OEMs and factory teams throughout the motorcycle industry. For nearly 40 years, Racetech has been producing high-performance suspension and engine components and services right here in the USA. Racetech doesn't just specialize in motocross. In fact, they have many off-road, hill climb, flat track, road racing, and supermoto championships on the mantle as well. Not a racer but want to smooth out the ride on the street or add some performance to your Harley? Racetech offers a full line of suspension solutions including industry-leading, built-to-order, G3S custom shocks. All Racetech products are 100% guaranteed to exceed your highest expectations. Don't wait. Experience the gold valve advantage today by logging on to Racetech.com. Don't forget to mention Pulp MX when ordering for a discount. With over 80 years experience manufacturing power sports pistons right here in the USA, WiseCo has evolved into a full range of performance components for dirt bikes and other power sports machines. 
Whether you ride a two-stroke or a four-stroke, WiseCo has a variety of pistons from reliable forged replacements to the performance-focused Racer Elite Series. WiseCo offers race-proven components for the rest of your engine, too. From garage buddy engine rebuild kits, clutch and valve train components, USA-made Racer Elite connecting rods, and their CB4 thermal protection line. WiseCo is proud to be a technical partner with Factory Honda HRC for the 2023 Supercross and Motocross. Driving professional-level product development that gets passed down to you. Visit your favorite online or local dealer or WiseCo.com to find products for your machine. From beginners to seasoned vets, race teams, project builds, and magazine tests, Decal Works' mission is to cater to those who love to ride, upholding the true definition of quality, service, and knowledge. Visit decalmx.com and use promo code PULPMX23 to get 20% off your custom graphics. Decal Works, number one for many reasons. In 1990, my dad, Jamie Gregg, started Guts Racing. Guts stands for Gregg's Ultra Trick Seats, because I was just a little kid that wanted a trick seat. And if you're out there looking for a trick seat, go to GutsRacing.com, your local dealer, or Motosport, and place your order. Support the people that support Pulp MX. You can use Pulp 2022 for 20% off at GutsRacing.com. Attention riders, welcome aboard the all-new Atlas Vision. We hope you enjoy the added mobility, quicker flight time, and additional views. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. The first thing you will notice is the added headroom. The fore and aft positions no longer come with annoying restrictions, so feel free to move about the cabin. Quicker flight times can be achieved by unmatched comforts and unencumbered movements. Yes, we're built for speed and comfort. And now available to all customers is a 360 panoramic view. Go ahead and look around the cabin. These new angles are available at no additional charge. Located on the underside of the frame is the gold standard of impact absorption, D3O. In the event we accidentally take a trip to Indonesia, we suggest that you remain with your neck in the underextended position and allow this proven material to do its job by reducing the forces over 50% better than ever before. Although the Atlas Vision will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your vision first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or brawl. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. We remind you that Atlas makes flexible neck protection. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in the wide open position with your elbows up and hips fully unlocked. Whatever that means. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Vision. Enjoy the views. Yeah, welcome back, everybody. Paul from Show presented by Motorsport.com. Fly Racing. Decal Works. A little late there. In-studio guests aren't even up here yet, but but Tits Legendary's here. What's up, Tits? Oh, hey. Glad to be here. Yeah. Isn't your job to tell me when the commercial was ending? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I did. Uh, can, sure. can confirm. 
Pretty sure you didn't. Yeah, there, I, sure got, you didn't. I got a witness. The last I heard was a minute and a half. Yeah. And then that was it. How much more do I you got know? no other okay. warning. I got At a no certain other... point, you have to put your headphones on and hear what's going okay, on, right? Well. <laughs> I apologize. I apologize. I'll take, I'll take the blame for that. Did you notice how different it sounds with that curtain open? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Right. That would you uh, like me to? No, it's fine. No, they got to come up anyway. It's fine. Hey, listen, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com. Job of the week. Outside sales rep. It's off season. It's a loose show. Outside sales rep for the folks at OGO. Uh, love the guys at OGO. The number one brand in gear bags, hydration packs, helmet, goggles, and travel accessories is looking for experienced outside sales reps with a current portfolio to represent sales at a domestic dealership level. Uh, please check them out. They're looking for motivated reps in the following states, and they're all on MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com. The contractor job, uh, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com. Upload your resume for free today, and uh, they will put it up. And uh, if you're looking for, if your company looking for some good people, know that the people will go to MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com and check that out uh, as well. Thank you to those guys for coming on board. MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com. Speaking of OGO, love the guys at OGO. Lars, you guys actually posted a, a motor engine builder guy on MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com one time. Yeah, I was going to say that. Uh, that yeah. It was really good, actually. It kind of weeded, weeded out a lot of just like the excess people just, you yeah. know, responding. You have to have kind of a thing with, with them, right? Yeah. So yep. it was actually really good. We got a bunch of, uh, of nice. qualified people, so it good. went well. Good to hear. Uh, thank you to the folks at MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, and thank you to OGO Power Sports. Whether it's a 9800, whether it's the, the layover bag, whatever it is, OGO Power Sports will have you covered. There's a code to save at OGO Power Sports. It's uh, What's the code, Marks, for OGO? Oh, my gosh. What? I forget it. It was a new one. I don't know. Let me find out Can for you. Can you look it up? Yeah. Let me, oh, All right. I'll do uh, layover travel bag, fantastic. 9800 gear bag, of course. The rig bag uh, that I used uh, at Millville. I, I carry my gear with it. Also, uh, they got the new uh, dozer bag out as well, OGO Power Sports. Pulp 15, the code to save with OGO. Pulp 15 is the code to save with the folks at OGO. Thank you to those guys for coming on. John Anderson, uh, by the way, coming up here. Uh, Paul Parabinos. Um, Lars Lindstrom. Uh, all right. Hey, let's talk some silly season. So, yeah. Isn't it over? No. <laughs> Dylan Ferrandez, the guy who's won every title except for 450 Supercross, uh, was kind of on the outside looking in. I thought he would go to HEP Suzuki. Um, I even tweeted that. I thought that was going to happen. He rode the bike. He liked it. He rode the bike twice. He liked it so much. Uh, but now that deal didn't really happen, and now he's going to Phoenix Honda. Uh, what do you think of this, Paul? Um, I don't know. Um, meaning like how I think he's going to do or what, how it came together. I don't know much about it. Honestly, I, I heard this today for the first time. So I guess my opinion is, um, I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I, I, mean, I don't have much of a great opinion. Talk. I Sorry. I, I don't, I don't know what to say. Like, is he going to do a lot better? No. How is he going to do, do a lot worse? A, no. It's going to be the same. Is this a done deal? Like, or is yeah. this just like you have no, very good no, sources? Yeah, that, I think it's happening. Yes. What gears are you going to yes. wear? I don't know. Oh, that's weird because I heard it's not Thor, and that team is a parts unlimited team with Moose. Maybe they won't be Moose anymore. Maybe they won't be Moose. Or I almost think if you sign Dylan Ferrandez, you give him the option to do gear because that's how you also get attract him, him, right? Yeah. So I don't think there, you yeah. make him wear gear. So I don't know anything about the gear choice. But Lars, uh, he was trying to get on a Honda. Right. So yeah, you guys I'm, didn't have an opening, so there is this. Yeah, and it's tough too. I mean, like when it comes to factory bikes and stuff like that, they're. They're not just. It's not like we have another one 
and the amount of parts that it takes for a season yeah. sitting there, and then that happens way in advance, and, and it's expensive. So um, that's not super easy, but um, but um, yeah, even even I was surprised when you said that earlier. Yeah, and I you or know, are you, or are you? So it's not. <laughs> are you are you just? So it's not a factory bike. I don't know. I would guess not. If Lars if is saying, yeah, if he don't know. Brandon Wilson maybe could know, but I would feel like you would be on the inside of that. Yeah, I, I don't. Maybe they've got a separate deal with uh, with some of the other, you know, suspension companies or something like that to make it close mm-hmm. or something. But uh, yeah, as far as I know, I, yeah. there's there's nothing like that. But um, well, I definitely be Factory Connection because they was using it for the outdoors. So I think Ziggy and Factory Connection guys would be involved, right? Know, at some yeah. level, I, I think actually that's yeah. I mean, that yeah. was the rumor for a while, right? There yeah. was a Honda thing happening with Factory Connection involvement. Was yeah. one of the rumors that I heard months ago, right, right or right. a couple months ago. Um, but he wanted to be on a Honda, which is, I guess, speaks well for yeah. Ride I mean, Red. I, I had right. talked with him um, in the summertime, and I, he had mentioned that. But uh, you know, how do you know exactly what the guys are? They might be going to Cowboy and saying the same thing. I'll, you yeah, know, right. I, if I don't ride on your bike, I'll retire. Or yeah, whatever. yeah, that's kind yeah. of yeah. So uh, um, he he did seem he has been interested, you know, with with yeah. being on our team before, and, and we've had interest also. Um, it just didn't work out, and then you know we had some really other good options that we that we had to right. choose from from ourselves. So. Does uh, Lars? Does anything? I, I don't. Nah, maybe this isn't the right way to phrase it. I was gonna say, does anything bug you more? But that's the right. Does anything get you? Um, and look, you were a racer. You were a privateer racer for a long time. Like you, you know, you you tried it short right time, yeah. short time. Uh, you certainly understand the 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 perils of a privateer and the the struggles of a privateer. You get that. Paul does too. Um, does anything get you? Uh, Roll your eyes more than the fans saying, "Give this guy a factory bike." <laughs> like it happened. Like it's uh, it's just like clockwork. Yeah. The first privateer that does well, or the the first factory guy that's injured, you know, give him his bike. Give that guy his bike. It happens all the time. Yeah, and it, it definitely isn't going to change. I mean, I think everybody knows nowadays that the bikes that, that you can buy out just straight production are really good. Yeah. And I mean, um, what's the guy uh, this summer to? Uh, I'm. Drawn a Master blank. Pool. Master pool, sorry. Master yep. um, uh, I mean, he's a great, good example of that. You know, he didn't yep. have a lot, and and if you're if you're you know if you got the talent, you can make it happen. So, right. um, the tailoring that we do for the rider is is a big deal. But at the same time, I mean, yeah, it yeah. ain't gonna make right. Wow, I rode your bikes this summer. That's right. You were blazing the fast too. And jet. Were that- you better? Were you better on those no, bikes than your? Absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> I was worse. I was probably worse because I hadn't ridden a Honda right. for three years. Yeah, because you weren't used to it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I, yeah. I was like, I was waiting for the thing to start sucking air through the front. Didn't hear any of that. That's you know? what we need to get. People need to realize, like, <laughs> you heard I, something I, sucking air. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 I heard that it when he went me. by too. Actually. Right. I mean, I I I tr- say this a lot to people, but like Sexton would be damn near the same on a bone stock bike. Maybe he would just have some more failures, or maybe he wouldn't get his good starts all the time. But like the rider makes a giant. Difference in Huge our sport. difference on the rider, but I mean the, the things that they can do on a works bike, um, suspension wise, is, is they can jump into a hole and not die. Yeah. You know, yeah. like um, there's certain things like that. Yeah, it does make a difference, but it's the well, the amount of like you know repetitiveness that they that we that they've gotten riding that same bike, and we've got it. You know, to the yeah. Point I mean, I, but I had a set of factory stuff on my bike for a while. <laughs> PSF stuff, the KYB, it was good. And yeah. I mean, even, I'm cheesy, vet, slow, fat guy. I was like, this shit's amazing. So it does make a difference. But yeah. yes, well, but it it's would... not going to turn a, a no. guy that's no. doing a, a, a one minute lap time. He's not going to get a factory bike and go fifty five seconds. No, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. That, that's one of the things why I love our sport. And my interest in F one has waned. My interest in I've never got an interest in MotoGP because it's like Quattanaro. Yeah, was world champ on a Yamaha. <laughs> Who's that? Quattanaro. 
Quattararo. Are you trying to say I don't yeah, know. He is, he is. <laughs> it's a whole thing. But the point is, is the dude was a world champion. And then Yamaha couldn't keep up to Ducati or whatever, and now he can't. I, I hate that. F1, right? The Vettel's just... F1 right now is... Like, is it, I mean, I shouldn't say that because Red Bull's won almost every single race, but there, there's a lot more parity in that series now, so that's cool. I'm a big F1 fan, so... What do you mean there's more parity? There's a, a lot more teams that can win now. Not this year. Heck yeah, dude. McLaren this weekend was way better. Um, yeah, I know Max has won 16 races. Yeah. What, yeah. What, what do you, what, I really what, think what? that he's just that good, though. That much better. Because you don't his think teammate it's a Honda is a, engine? No, because you know, Alfatari has the same thing. Uh, anyways, I, I think, <laughs> he doesn't say it right. <laughs> um, but anyways, so yeah. I, I think there's there's more. But I I, okay. I know yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, so I agree. Our things, sport is that one sport where you can. Yeah, yeah in a yeah. roundabout way, I was getting. This is why I love our sport. Yeah, yes. it's not I machine agree. dependent. It's totally. athlete dependent. Totally. I love it. Yep. Uh, so that's gonna be interesting. <clears throat> uh, okay, uh, that was Fernandez was silly season discussion number one. <clears throat> silly season discussion number two. Jorge Prado comes over, races Supercross. Um, no, not yet. Sorry. Ride Supercross. <laughs> Looks pretty good. Kellen Brower from Racer X went out and filmed him and said, like, Kellen's like, I mean, look, Kellen's pro MXGP guy. Uh, I get it. Uh, he loves Marvin Muscan. But um, has he ridden a Supercross track himself before? No. But he said he looked pretty good. And we talked to somebody before the show, uh, Paul, who said that he looked pretty good, too. Yep. So think we see him here? Not next year, but 2025? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I mean, he's kind of like I've just heard him speak, and he's he's achieved what he's want what he's been working to achieve. Right. He yep. wanted to be world champion. Yep. So he's still young enough, and if Supercross comes somewhat easier to him than maybe most do of uh, as, uh, comparing riders that come out of that GP series, mm-hmm. which it sounds like it does. Yep. Why not give it a try? Yeah. He's. I mean. Yeah, he is good, and I think he's had some Supercross experience when he was younger too, right? Though mm-hmm. he was pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. But all those guys that that come over like that, if you, you if they would have rode the SMX races, they would have probably done great. But throw the whoops in there, yeah, and yeah. guys like him are gonna—they're not gonna be uh, immediately winning, yeah. I don't think. And I think for <clears throat> him, he's he's had a lot of interest in coming over here. Yep, and um, I think that he's a little bit. I think you'd be surprised when when he actually races. Well, and then, well, especially in race con- like that's the thing I think that people don't realize. Like you can go through a set of whoops at the practice track when you have all day to learn them, when there's no pressure to learn them, but when you have two short practices and you got to go through them and then you're trying to race a 20-minute main event, those they, things are different up. at the end. Well, oh, you know, I, I think too, I think a big part of it too is when you talk to the guys 17 races and 18 and 19 weekends it's a meat grinder man mm-hmm. and you gotta be on it and it's hard to stay injury free look at dylan ferrandez right i mean like i said the dude's won every title here he's got two podiums and four with these supercars he just can't stay healthy yeah he can't get it and full props to the guys that do but it's yeah it's no joke but his it's skill no set i'll say this his skill set does point me towards his uh he, he can make he can maybe be more successful in supercross than other guys like for instance Steve, you know I'm a big Hurlings fan. Oh yeah, but his still? his oh, oh yeah, still? I still yeah. I still think he's awesome. He's just done things that blew my mind. But anyway, his skill set I don't believe would translate into Supercross very well. He right. comes from the back, right? He's super fit. He needs the long race. Jorge's a good starter, a sprinter. Yeah, like I think I think he will adapt to Supercross better than maybe others have out of that out of that series. Uh, Enzo Lopes, uh, club deal. <clears throat> Ex- exercise his buyout clause from there. Went over to Star. What do you think about that, Paul? 
I think uh, he's betting on himself. He and is. He wants he to really win. Is. It's the one-year deal, Supercross I, only. Yeah, yeah, so Supercross only one-year deal. You're putting your chips on the table, and at least now he'll be able to look back and say, hey, there was that year, I and, and, and I don't even want to – speak in such past tense like that but he is giving himself a shot to make a real career out of motocross by doing that in my opinion he, he ain't fast. winning a, he, last he, he's not winning a title at club he's just not mm-hmm. you can't convince me that he will where yeah maybe he'll win at star why oh, didn't you get in a fight on twitter w- over this mm. over a privateer no. winning okay all right. i don't think so I, I feel like though last year enzo was really fast in, in qualifying yep and a lot of times i was you know he would all yeah. of a sudden, he'd go P1, and it was ahead of Hunter, and I'd be really impressed. Uh, you know, and, or not just Hunter, but, you know, the, all Anybody, the other guys yeah. over there, right? Yeah. And, um, but he just didn't bring that to the race very often. So that makes me wonder. I think the star— Equipment-wise, it makes yeah. me wonder if that's, if, if that's the big thing well, that's going to change for him. This this star, I mean, it is dog-eat-dog, dog, right? All day, all <clears> during <throat> the week, everything else. So he's going to either rise up, because you don't just Sink fluke your swim, way. Yeah. yeah, you don't— you flu- he didn't just get P1 one time. He was P1 a lot. Or yes. even if he didn't finish P1, he was P1 for a while or whatever. That you don't fluke into. So, um, yeah, to me, like, this is – he's either sinking or swimming. Yeah, what you have to, say. right? Yeah. The, the, the atmosphere and the pressure and the take-no-prisoners of the star team will crush him. Or the bike, the structure, the training program, the confidence, he will rise. Yeah. So it's interesting to see. I don't. Yep. Has he, did he get much starts last year? Or was he always coming from the back? Mm, he got some starts. Okay. Yeah. Phil Phil has spoken to him and basically was like, "Put your entire existence into these next six months." Yeah, he's right. Everything you want, he's everything right. you got. Like don't don't because he can your, change his life. Don't worry in about my your, opinion. Yeah, don't worry about your chick. Don't worry about your. <clears throat> do your, the DV program or whatever. Yeah. 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 That's, Pretty much. Yeah. Right. We have. What? Uh, I don't know where mine is. Oh boy. <laughs> Uh, I just, yeah, I don't know. I know. Yeah, well, you're just you know it, <laughs> to, to throwing up softballs. <laughs> Sid Marks set up uh, set up pre-show kind of threw me for a loop. Yeah, <laughs> I don't I was, think they get a blowjob before. I'll just throw event. it in later no, when I find that. it. Yeah, no, it's kind of the opposite of that you guys one. I'll just shut your mouths. <laughs> Listen, when Jimmy, I, when the you great Jimmy Holly, the great so. Jimmy Holly. Yeah, he's given us tons of advice over the years. You know, so yeah, you know. I'd fly the girls in from L.A. <laughs> so how do you think Enzo will do? Wake up, Supercross. There Eat we go. Eat Supercross. <laughs> Shit, Supercross. <laughs> Fuck Supercross. <laughs> and sleep Supercross. Yeah. I found it. That's what you got Thank do. you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I don't know if he's going to win the championship. That's a huge ass. He's never made the box before. But, but does he take a jump? Uh, yes. Yes, absolutely. I think he takes a jump. Yep. I think that bike is better. The atmosphere is better. During the week stuff is better. He's going to have people to chase. He's going to be chasing Cooper Webb. When you Chasing. say the atmosphere is better, yep. what do you mean? Yeah, I mean the uh, the like the pressure, like the 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 we win. This is what we do here. The we expectation. Don't, yeah, the expectation. We don't just hey, great job. We're yeah, we're here to be serious. Because so, I, I think Bonacci, I like him a lot. He's cool. Yeah, good guy. Um, yeah, and I think that they have a pretty good deal going on over there as far as that yeah. goes. But yeah, I, I think I agree. Like you're expected to win over there. You are. So the mindset that he goes into is like uh, I'm should be winning mm-hmm. so maybe he does make that switch to yeah. to be able to do it and and honestly i think some of the little things that people don't realize the difference between a, an elite team and and us i don't know what you want to call club a uh, factor well, supported team or i called them a b team and they got mad at me well they're going to get mad at probably anything then okay, but right. uh, it, to me it's the continuity of a program like star like little things like you know sometimes the bike doesn't run good in the initial first practice when you're on a lower team right because you don't have data or you don't have yeah you know but when you're on a team like that 
you're you don't you don't miss a day practicing. No. I think on lower end teams, sometimes you miss a day yep. practicing. Maybe yep. your bike's broken and right. just get you know. So little things like that, I think, add up to make a big difference on the race yep. weekend. All yep. right, next thing up on the silly season: Chase Sexton to KTM. I know, Lars. Oh my gosh, I can't believe this. <laughs> <laughs> Did this really happen? Hey, were you were you were you bummed when you heard about it? It's been a long time in the making, but like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I like Chase. Um, it's kind of like um, you know your girlfriend broke up with you because you're not good enough kind of feeling. Sure. That, just yeah. to be honest. Yeah. 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 Um, because uh, and you know we we were able to win the Supercross championship with him, however which way we did. Um, he but was, by that point it was done. He was gone by then. Yeah. So, but I don't think those. we didn't we didn't really know officially that he was gone. I'm sure he had signed before that, mm-hmm. but it was still to us. It was still okay out there. Yeah. Um, so we didn't really find out for a pretty long time, which was kind of a bummer. Um, but, uh, but it wasn't because of money or, or anything like that. I think yep. it was more like, you know, what we talked about before being the number one guy and, and, yep. and needing a change in whatever way. I mean, the grass is always going to be greener on the other side, no matter what, it doesn't matter until you touch yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And, um, and and yeah, I mean, he he had a lot of, of of issues the last couple of years, and he wanted to make a change. I don't blame him for that. A lot that's yep. what a lot of guys need. So, do you think there's anything? I try not to look. Brandon Wilson's not going to listen to this. Okay, no one no one important's going to listen to this. <laughs> I don't believe so. But I've had people who I really respect and trust tell me that the the Honda rigidity, the Honda lock of feel in the front end, is. One of the reasons he was crashing and losing his front end. The way he rides, he's a bigger guy, he's off the back, he's losing his front. My comeback to that is as a mechanic is like, look, they can change races, they can change uh, the trail, they can change the, the offset, they can change bar mount. I mean, there's so many things you can do to get weight on the front end of a Honda or the way somebody rides, like to help that. And I had other people, like I said, who I know and I trust, they're like, nope, he's not going to do that on a KTM because of the. Is there anything to that? I mean, I can tell you that we we definitely went, you know, every which direction <laughs> sure, to, to right. make him. Which know, is happy. my comeback to that. It's like, right, yeah, I mean, I, gonna, yeah. I guarantee you it wasn't. I mean, if if uh, too much weight on the, or not enough weight on the front, that ain't it. Yeah, that it wasn't that. You know, we we had a good setup that we we got. You know, uh, for Supercross where he started, you know, knocking off, you know, things and. The, the crashes that happen, I don't know, man. I, I feel like he got so comfortable on pushing on the front. He pushes the front, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, I should say. He, he puts a lot of weight on the front, yeah. and he puts a lot of trust in the front. Um, and I think in it's, to some extent in the Supercross, he got so comfortable that, you know, there there's when you have a lot of traction on the front, you're pushing on a lot. When it goes, it's usually not a... Okay, here it comes. A slow thing. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, like yeah. you know, look at like road racing, you know, those guys are right on the edge. And then when that thing snaps and they lose front tire traction, it's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's the kind of rider that he is. And we did a pretty good job at, at, at trying to, you know, fix all of those issues for him. Um, I, I would imagine when you tried to fix those issues, then the bike suffered in other areas, right? Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, I guess so. And, and, um, and anyways, <clears throat> Uh, we'll see if that if that yeah. you know, is different for the right. and maybe yeah. it will be yet to be seen. Yeah, the thing is too, he crashed a lot in twenty outdoors and then in twenty one Supercross. You know, and then he's gotten better every year because he's getting more. You know, um, just gate drops on a four fifty and just just his experience yeah. level is much higher. Right. So I, I I mean he crashed way less this year than he did last year. Um, so this next year you would think he'd be. He's figured you know, out that a lot much more. better. Right, yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. I just I'm not the, you know. And again, JT and I. This will be an internal battle for JT and I because he comes at it from a rider, and I come at it from a mechanic. He, he's not the one who told me about the Honda thing. Somebody else did. But 
there's an eternal battle where I'm just like, look, man, they can pick the bike however you want. You want more weight on the front end? They'll get more weight on the front end for you. You want, you know, like, it's just a motorcycle. It's not like a, uh, a magic, uh, uh, you know, magic machine here. There's people whose jobs are engineers and, and, and everybody else, technicians, to fix that bike and make it the way you want. Mm, but and when you say it's good and you're happy, then... It, it is the way you want it. And if you're losing the front end, they'll tell you, hey, man, let's pull that offset in. Let's pull the front axle in. Let, let's do a number of things. And so I'm not, I'm not in that boat. I'm not in the boat of that Honda man that loses the front end. I'm just – I'm not there. Sorry. I, I still, I'm, sure Kier, I'm sure Kier thinks differently. I still you know? think there is something to the platform you start with and it agreeing with some people and maybe not with others. And I'm not speaking Honda and Chase specifically. Yeah. I'm speaking in general. I mean – but my comeback to that would be Chase won a championship in so many races. Yeah, yeah that, I get that. that, I, get that I think that but, platform agrees with him. I get that. But when I was listening to you speak, it almost sounded like the race team can do anything and create any bike almost. And I don't think it's that far. I mean, that's yeah. why the Star Yamaha is the best. It's not, in my opinion, yeah, but Paul, all about the people at Star. Paul, it's because the platform is better well, to okay, start but with. That, you're, you literally took the example of the only manufacturer that turned its motor around. That's what you took your example as. And in that case, yes, they okay. can't turn their motor around. I, I'll give you that. That platform is why that 250 is so yeah. good. It's sucking so much air in. It's got a big uh, throttle body. All of that works great, right? In every motor that's not turned around, though, you can you can make sure. them, you know? So that's where I'm at. Like, you're right. The characteristic. But, man, I had It's some, still steel versus aluminum. It's a lot of different things, and I still think... Yeah. You can throw anything at it for a Honda and make them feel comfortable, and they'll throw anything at it for a KTM, but I still think you arrive at different okay. things, sure. right? Yeah. And maybe those different things that you arrive with yeah. suit a certain rider better than the other is all I'm getting at. Uh, you're, I believe you, but then Chase Sexton won so many races that I think that thing suited him pretty well. Oh, it did. Yeah. He's, uh, he won, he's a 450 No, I know. That's what I'm saying. But, but they're, you know, I'm sure Chase and his dad, I, I don't know, but I'm sure they feel, feel like the bike is the cause of some of these crashes. I'm and, sure, and, and we'll I'm sure see. They do. And yeah. we'll see. But I'm not there. Like where I'm like, I just think you're trusting the front too much, or you're leaned right. too far back. Like in Seattle. Like to me, Seattle. <laughs> he was coming in. He was way back off the back. You know, in a slicky, slick dirt. Like I'm just like, well, I think that's on you. Hmm. I know riders don't like to hear that, and sometimes they can't tell themselves that because it hurts their confidence. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, Chad Reed was anything Chad's fault exactly. ever? <laughs> Good point. Was yeah, anything? Exactly, yeah. Was anything Chad's yeah. fault? But I mean, he he has that, that mindset, and Hunter's kind of got the same. You know, like like you said earlier, if he doesn't get a good qualifying or something like that, or in the heat race, yeah. you get worked. Um, uh, they're kind of the same. You you tell yourself it ain't me, sure, and you come into the race, and a lot of times they'll prove that point that yeah. like all of a sudden they win the race, and yeah. you're like, how that? that yeah. That's why sometimes I talk about being in the media in this job. Like you can just see, like you know, a receiver drops a pass. Well, you drop the pass, like you had it and you dropped it. In our sport, like as a media, and you go around, and you try to find answers. The racers aren't going to, most of them are not going to admit they did something wrong. It's somebody, somebody else's reason, right? Yeah. And you're out chase, and sometimes it is. Sometimes it legitimately is somebody else's reason on why a rider does poorly or whatever. But in the media, you're trying to chase things down, and the riders are like, "Yeah, man, yeah, yeah." Although but, I think that Chase did a did a great job of. Of taking it on the chin this he year, did. Uh, yeah. he, did. he really did. He met with the media like in his yeah. lowest he moments. Really he would talk. Yep, yep. absolutely. Yeah. He had a lot of hard situations, yep. and he never seemed to shy and, away and, from and, much and, of it. And he could have said a lot of times there, yep. like, "Yeah, my freaking bike, yep. you know, whatever." And he, nope. he never did. I, I actually told him that privately. I said, "Hey, man, I really admire." I did too. Yeah, you meeting the media on yeah. your low nights as good as much as your good nights. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. No, for sure. And even Kier too. Like he, 
Kier is so much harder on Chase after the race than, yeah. than he is on us, you know, because he's yep. that you know he's seen his kid ride so much. So, anyways, um, that that didn't even come up that much this year, and maybe they were already moved on. They they were yeah, you know, gonna just do the best that they could and not not make too much of a, of a stink publicly. Anyway, it was uh, yeah, the the year was not bad a bad year, you know. Yeah, um, I, I obviously, just, all, all, and, <laughs> obviously and, yeah. And, and yeah, and coming from the media, Lars, I just have to thank you. For finally putting this fucking Carmichael curse down. I couldn't take it anymore. Yeah. I just couldn't take it. Me neither. Honda hasn't won since Carmichael left. Uh, Carmichael, uh, just, I, can't, I can't take it. Yeah. I couldn't take it anymore. I had nothing to do with Ricky Carmichael leaving. There was no curse. Yeah. There was nothing like that. I think Ricky on, at Unadilla on that, when they interviewed <laughs> me too. There was, yeah. No yeah. there was no curse? No. Okay. No, there was no curse. I, I, I had a plan think- to bring a little doll with a needle sticking through the heart and, and have him pull it like in yeah. front of everybody, but I didn't have to do that, thankfully. If I had a dollar for every time, you know, they haven't won since Carmichael's like, oh, yeah. my God, dude. You're you know? telling me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, you're right, though. Like, you think back to the Honda team with the year before, 22, with Kenny there and the Luxon clamps and all of that. Like, that was... Yeah, everyone was throwing shit at the bike at that point, right? So, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Do, Which do, again, do. props to you guys. That would have never happened at Honda five years ago. Right. There's no way an aftermarket triple clamp is going on that motorcycle. It was an it was an X trig. Oh, it was not. A, Luxa, sorry. No. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Got yeah. it. X trig. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. X trig. Um, yeah. No, no. We tried a lot, which is yep. why it's kind of funny too. Even with Kenny leaving, like, oh, they'll let him do whatever he wants over there. We did a lot. <laughs> I mean, I, I, yeah, we we did a right. lot. You're like, so. yeah, we 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 were there. Yeah. Um, no, absolutely. Um, all right. Uh, decal works. Bringing you our next guest on the on the show tonight. Pulpamex 23 is the code to save with decal works. Number one for many reasons. Their mission is to cater to those who love to ride, upholding the true definition of quality, service, and knowledge. Thank you to the folks at Decal Works from beginners to seasoned vets, race teams, project builds, and more. Decal works bringing you our next guest on the show he's a friend of the show wusa john anderson what's up john how are you man steve i'm doing great thank you how are you guys we're good man lars is in studio it's, it's fantastic what's up, john? He's, he's telling us all the secrets of honda it's great <laughs> yeah yeah how's it going lars Paul? yeah good how are you how hey you john doing? uh hey yeah so, so we we were well we were saying john uh, earlier that you know with lars and paul here uh-huh. i'm kind of outgunned because it's not a basement basement husband show you know but you having you on the line with me oh, you know man. now we're basement together you and i listen listen after Kiefer goes on his rants about so many people ask me like or they'll call in like is this is this Kristen? it's like they don't want to talk to me they want to talk to Kristen, right? <laughs> and, and i'll be honest with you it used to kind of trip me out a little bit. I'd be like, "Man, am I that much of a dog or what?" <laughs> well, I mean, so you know what I did? I started looking at some of the profiles of the people that were capping on me, and you know what? I felt pretty You're goddamn good about myself. Pretty good-looking <laughs> guy, John. So, I'm, just, I'm just saying. Yeah. But I, I know it's all in good fun, so it's it's a good time, and, and with Chris and, and and everybody, it's always a good time. But listen, um, I, I kind of. Um, started um, listening as you guys were talking with Lars, mm-hmm. and and I know you know we're, you let me come on tonight to talk about that race. And I really do appreciate that, but I do want to take just thirty seconds and just say, hey, you know what, uh, Team Honda and Lars. I mean, I got a chance to work with Lars at Two Two Motorsports, and and you know I, I'm sure it doesn't hurt that they have amazing riders, but it takes an army to to do what they did, right? And and probably will do more in the future, and. And, you know, Lars and Jordan and Shane Drew, I mean, Thomas, Brandon, 
that whole squad, like, it, I remember, I've heard you talk about this before, where Honda always had this thing where you went by there and you're almost afraid to make eye contact with anybody. And it's completely the opposite now. They couldn't be nicer. And I'm not just saying this because, like, oh, they must use your wheels. Because they don't. I just, I feel like credit, is when credit's, you know, deserved, then mm-hmm. it should be given. And so I just want to, and, and knowing Lars, I mean, it's funny. The first time I really came across him and met him was, I think, Lars, weren't you wrenched from McGrath at, at X Games? Yeah, I think that's when, I, that's when probably we first started talking because uh, QTM or whatever, we were doing Brembo breaks and yep. all that. So, yeah, I know we've known yep. each other for yep. a long time. I appreciate all the all the nice yeah. things, yeah. Can you imagine Lars' yeah, first yeah. gig wrenching was for Jeremy McGrath? Yeah, I know, right? Like I'm out there with Ty Birdwell in the in the bushes, you know. And <laughs> nothing against Birdwell, national number eighty-eight. I'm just trying to. I'm grinding away. Just. Hey, do you know? Do you know who the first guy actually went to a race and like worked on his bike? And oh boy, the, I'd never. Oh, ever no. Was uh, Nikki Hayden really? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Like motorbike. Delmar Fairgrounds. Okay. Uh, he rode the four fifty in end of two thousand one when it was just coming out. Yeah. And yeah. we did it. We built a dirt track bike, so and I got to be his star like star with Nikki Hayden. Yeah, just went from Nikki to, to McGrath to, to Jeremy. Yeah, <laughs> to no Wyndham. Big, no big deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, it, it, and you know what's really funny about that supermoto in that era and that time when we first met. To, to Lars' point with Nikki, I remember going to the Honda test track and, and the guys, because they did used to do stuff for Brembo and Marchesini wheels. A lot of the teams used them. And I'll never forget going there and watching those guys literally ride the factory Honda Supercross track with slicks. And you talk about a margin of error being so <laughs> minimal. Like there was literally just one groove and they had to stay in it. They were hit, going through the whoops. They were you know hitting the triples. It was Jeez. I don't think Supermoto got as much credit as it probably deserved. It was a bummer yeah. to see it go. But those guys that really did it and did it well, they were incredible. Do you uh, do you remember John with Paul Carpenter back doing West Coast Supercross? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, on the Honda. That was like a Honda support thing. Yeah. What year was that? Uh, oh, oh, two? Oh, oh, two, oh, oh, two. Oh, oh, two, oh, three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. And, uh, in fact, I was pretty stoked when I saw that the um, – uh, Supercross is going to San Francisco because I remember we were there with Paul Carpenter. And if you kind of look at the archives, if I'm not mistaken, I should know this because I was down on the floor, but Paul actually whole shot the main event, albeit he was on a factory Honda that they let us put white brother graphics on because I think <laughs> Nathan Ramsey had gotten hurt. Oh yeah. And Ron Wood and Bundy were the techs that were kind of in charge of the bike. Uh, but it's kind of cool to hear that it's coming back there. A lot of great memories. And yeah. And and then you also think about it, and it's like, holy shit, man! That was like twenty years ago. Yeah, right? so long so ago. It just flies. seems was it, like. Yeah. Was it a mud race that day? Probably. Uh, I think it. I think it was. The one thing I always remember about it is sitting there or standing there on the floor, and that's before they had the bougie uh, tower that you guys get to go up into now, and uh, which is pretty cool. But to look up at the you know in the city and the, the skyscrapers and the fog rolling in and. And the light, it was it was pretty cool. So it's gonna I raced be pretty that night. awesome yeah. to have it go back. Oh, you raced that night? Yeah, yeah. I didn't make the I didn't make the night show. My bike was cutting out an electrical issue, and <laughs> I went off the finish line and just pulled off in the qualifier. Oh, really? In qualifying yeah. position, and you're I you're like I'm I don't want to die. You're like I don't want to jump. <laughs> yeah, because it was like <laughs> going off the you know it was scary. Oh, that's funny. I've never been there. Yeah. When it's not yeah. a mud race. Uh, I think yeah, I think most years it was seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. Got a question for John Anderson from WUSA. John, how's business at W? How's things rolling? What's what's moving for you? How's my purple rims coming along? Your purple rims are coming along just fine. Oh, and, I can't and, wait. Uh, 
Yeah, I think you're going to be – I was kind of surprised a little bit in a way that you're like, hey, I think I want to do purple. I was like, man, that's it. That's a little, uh, a little wild for you, right? Well, I thought you were more kind of a vanilla guy, but I like it. No, well, I, here's the thing. I didn't like those blue – when Yamaha came up with the blue rims, I thought those were ugly. I'm like, why'd they do that? That doesn't look good. And then they grew on me. They grew on me, too. They grew on me, and I'm like, that looks really good, the blue blue rims. And then – so obviously I got one of the retro YZ, and yep. it comes with black rims, which doesn't yeah. look that good. And I think I would go with silver or purple. If I, you know, was getting wheels done by John, which John is doing that for me, Cerakote hubs yeah. and everything, and I went with purple. John, how much yeah. of a how? Because how much of a how many people, customers are you getting asking for purple? A lot, and okay, and kind of like, hey, Paul, you can re- you you know this all too well. Uh, I'd have to say you guys are the ones that sort of started that trend with the bars and the sprockets when you did that. Yeah, I remember people talking about that, and even our local shops, right, like. Like, if you didn't get it right away, it was gone, right? Yeah. It was one of those things. And, and of course, that's Renthal, right? They're the, it's the, the head of the, the pack there when it comes to stuff like that. So, yeah, it's been pretty incredible, to be honest with you. When, when we kind of, you know, caught wind a little bit that they were going to do that immediately. I mean, before that was even done, we already had rims at the anodizer getting done because yeah. I just – you know, I don't know a lot, but I felt like that uh, people were going to want that, and they do. People were well, getting rims to match their bars and sprockets? Like, yeah. No, no. Yeah. I, well, I'm just saying when Yamaha unveiled the 50th anniversary. Oh, that one. Ride, got it. Right? Okay, got it. Sorry. That's yeah. what I meant. Yeah. Have you? Oh, yeah. Have you? Too, like what, what, what you said, Steve, about the black, it's like, I mean, I get that part. And it's like, yeah, but we love it, the yeah. fact that it comes with black, because that means yeah. that they want to switch it. Well, listen, it is the bike of the year. It's the best bike out there, as as everybody knows. But, yes, it could yep. use purple rims. Have you, have you laced up any um, KTM purple rims? Absolutely. Yeah, see, that's what yep. I thought. So so keep buying them. Keep buying too. them, John, because I'll drop a tidbit on your show, Steve. Oh, we're okay. we're going to do another run of Purple Bars. You are? We are. They're not going to be limited edition this time, but oh. it's it's such a process to make purple. You have to clean out the entire anodized tank, so you do need to organize orders. Yeah. So we're going to create another yeah. window for The, the biggest for contest cost. I've done, I've told you this, the biggest yeah. contest I think we've ever done on this show was the Purple Bars and Sprockets. Paul gave me 10 sets or whatever. And I was like, email in and do. Yeah. People were losing their minds. And I even came on the show and said, listen, if you have a KTM or a Yamaha or a Honda, don't run these bars. You look like an idiot. And people didn't care. Yeah. And, like, that, yep, uh, nope. and that's why we have to do it again because it's stories like John's. It's I've heard it from so many different customers. Uh, it, bars yeah. are on eBay for way too expensive. <laughs> people trying to sell them. Like now KTMs come with purple in the graphics. Yamaha just introduced a purple Yamaha. So yeah. I think there's still plenty of demand. Our bike out looked there good, though. We, we did. We did good. We, it looked great that yeah. night in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. 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 I feel like yeah. you guys did. Yeah, you guys made it look because like it was a St. Jude race yep. too. Yeah. Yep. yep. So yep. it had it in the in the graphic. And, and that's another cool. thing. Honda's always supportive of anything that, at least in my dealings with them as a sponsor, which a lot of times some teams aren't. Yeah. Which kind of pisses me off, to be honest <laughs> with you. Like we spend a lot of money and we support you guys. Like if we're trying to sell something, I would damn well hope they're going to be with open arms. Like yes, we will help you anyway because. We're trying to sell stuff so right. we can spend it on you guys. Sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, John, business is good. Business is, is moving yeah, along. Yeah, everything's everything's good. We're we're. I just got back a little over a week ago from a, a KTM rally in Lake Powell, Arizona, for four or five days. So that was pretty cool because a lot of people might not know, but I mean, yeah, we 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 love to be involved in racing and and all that fun stuff. But I mean, heck, we do. Uh, of course, vintage and and dirt track and adventure and. 
and just OE stuff and flat track and supermoto. We, if it, in fact, we've even, and I want to kind of make this, you know, so your listeners, and, and, and I know you have a lot of them, we do do wheels for Surons and the Talari as well. <laughs> and with that, I do want to say this, so. Uh, my son wanted to get one, and I said, well, where are you going to ride it? He goes, oh, we could ride up the local trails where we're a mountain bike. I go, you ain't getting one of those because I, I get it why people love them, and people are, it's kind of like just taking off. But I, my stand on that is it, it's cool, but please don't ruin it for the mountain bike trails. You know what I mean? Like if you're going to go to Glen Ellen and ride ride the thing, cool. But on mountain bike trails, I'm not too big of a fan because uh, I don't want to – our local trails get shut no, down. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Um, yep. John, WUSA World Vets coming up? Yep. 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 The 39th annual. And, nice. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty amazing to think. And it, this will be our ninth year as the title sponsor when we got the opportunity to do that. And, um, you know, as you know, Steve, uh, it's grown to be quite a quite an event. Uh, obviously, Glen Helen's biggest event of the year. And, and, uh, yep. and yeah, it's... Uh, we're we're back again. It seems like we were just there, and and the entries have been really good, and and uh, yeah, expecting a a good turnout again. So I will, I will not be going. My streak is ending. I think five years in a row I raced it. The world guys yeah, love this yeah. though, huh? They, John, they like. I know even a bunch of guys from Sweden. They come over and they make a trip out of it, and yep, it's I'm sure Canadians. tons of Canadians. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's nuts. Yeah, they they love it. Yep. You know, it's funny. Is in fact, I had to ask my wife this, right? Because um, we get these reports from Glen Helen, and so I did take some notes. Steve, you'd be proud of me. Oh, so nice. it's 18 different countries, and from 31 different states uh, here in uh, good old USA, uh, traveled to this event. And kind of a cool thing too. I know you won't be there this year, but uh, what's really been neat is uh, Jace from uh, Gypsy Tales. He's been doing this whole thing all year long in this prep and this training camp. And so he's coming over from Australia and uh, he's got a whole crew coming with them and it's going to be really good. So um, again, we're expecting a good turnout. Um, I'm not going to bore you with all the details. The best thing you could do if you want more information is just go on glenhelen.com. And uh, as I always tell people, um, you know, the vet riders, I mean, they're our customers, right? So they spend money, and we want to make sure they have a good time, safe time, and uh, t- go home and tell a lot of stories about how much fun they had, and come up, you know, come back again the next year. So well, listen, Jay. The only reason goal. the only reason Jay set this goal and is going is because we've probably talked about it so damn much over the years on our shows, right? <laughs> uh, I do feel like we've 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 gotten Glen Ellen. Even with all of my bitching, I feel like people yeah. have been wanting to go there because of things that Kiefer and Noof and Galdi and all these guys that have come, Randy Richardson and everybody else that came out and, and rode it over the years, you know, because it is a good bench racing yeah. session with your buddies. So It really is, right? So, and, and I, Steve, I will give you credit. Um, you do, and you've been gracious enough to, like, times like now, right, you let me come on and talk a little bit about it. And, uh, and I do very much appreciate that. Our, our whole family does. Um, but yeah, I think that the the race has definitely got more notoriety and it does, you know, it's like the big question mark, right? The, you know, vet world motocross championships. And, you know, I've heard you talk about that and it's like, I feel like if you've done something for 39 years at this point with that much representation from all over the country and the world, I think it, it, it you could make the argument it, it truly is a, a vet world motocross championship, right? Sure. Uh, they do it in cycling and mountain biking. They do a one-day mountain bike world championship as well as road cycling. And I know we're talking something different. Um, 
I know there's been some other series that have come up, and we're not here to compete with them or anything. We just do what we do, and I've told you before, and you know why we do it. Certainly not to make a buck. We do it to honor um, my late father-in-law, Tom White. He's the guy that started it, and uh, we do it to carry on the tradition for him. So that's why we do it. Speaking of Tom and carrying on tradition, do you think, and he was a big influence on this, do you think there's any way ever, John Anderson, that Glenn Helen and MX Sports make up? Is there any chance in hell of this happening? So I saw something today. um, I forgot who posted it. I think Glenn Helen might have posted it, to be honest with you. And it was about like, hey, you know, there's some threat on Vital. And look, you and I have talked privately about it, and you know that we've really tried yeah, really hard. And we've had multiple meetings with some really heavy hitters, right, in the industry, some real influencers, right, like Mitch and, and Troy and Eric Bernard was in there and, um, of course, Dr. Feldkamp and all that. Um, and, look, I'm here to talk about fun stuff tonight, but I will say based on a conversation I had less than a week ago, I don't think it ever happened. Okay. <laughs> I mean, because, Lars, you'd I, agree with me. We, we, Paul is good. I don't. Another one with Paul or Lars, but National should be at Glen Helen. No. Okay. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I'm not, I, I don't love Glen Helen that much as, as for me to ride, but yeah. it, it definitely has a – yeah. It, as, as a place on our series, yeah, yeah. It, it, it can have a spot there. Uh, Paul, will you make your return to Glen Helen this weekend for the World Vets? No, I'm going to be busy. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and you're not going. I don't want. I don't yeah. want to make it sound like I'm being negative towards John because I respect him as a human, as a person, a yeah. professional. Putting on an event is very, very difficult. But I just dislike the track. <laughs> like I'm gonna. Well, I, I couldn't I, believe. I'm not that. gonna lie to you. I hate the fucking track. RV. <clears throat> I, RV. I remember hearing that a long time ago. I think you asked him. He just said it last week on our live. Favorite show. track you've uh, yep. yeah. ever. What a he savage. Says Glen Helen. Yeah. yeah. JG thinks it's his favorite place too. Well, JG did good there, and, yeah. and RV's know. done good everywhere. It's just so. I mean, he's written races in Europe too, man. That's good. I mean, again, I like Paula. Paula's a good track. Those guys do a good job. But to me, the national should be at Glen Helen. And I hope it. I hope it works out. But John just told us that he doesn't think it ever will. So, I, I, and listen, that 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 comes from someone that's very very connected to the series. Yeah, that doesn't own the track, and I just don't think it happens. Does, does he, and you know, does what? he employ me? It really does. does this gentleman <laughs> employ me? Uh, uh, no comment. Okay. But I'm just saying, it 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 just. You know, it sucks it, it, for many reasons, I think, for Southern California fans. And there are unique things about Glen Helen that make it special, right? Mm-hmm. The hills, first turn, um, it's a national caliber track. But unfortunately, um, as much as we all want everybody to get along and, and, and try and work together, yeah. uh, sometimes that's a bigger task than, uh, yep. than we really know, you know? So, yep. um, um, and it, so we'll see. But I, I, I just don't think so. By the way, the again, I said it last year, Glen Helen, a lot of the things I bitched about for four or five years, they fixed it last year. There was improvements at the World Vet Race. Glen Helen is trying. That was at least yeah. something. And I was I applaud them for that, and they've improved that race uh, from the years past. So, hey, uh, didn't, didn't you say that um, one of the complaints you had, I remember, was like, if, you know, when you went out for practice, it, like, it was just a free-for-all? Yeah. Right? Didn't I thought I heard something on the recap of the Pulp MX Ride Day that little Kiefer – didn't he kind of do something similar to that? Where yeah. It was a free-for-all? Yeah, yeah, but but we had a lot less riders. It happens so. is what I'm saying. It <laughs> uh, yeah, no, you're right. Uh, who's getting the Edison Die Award this year? Um, so this year, Troy Lee will be the okay. recipient of the right. Edison Die Award. One. And yeah. that's on Saturday afternoon. And uh, and then uh, 
805 Beer sponsors that. So if you're of age, and most people that come to the vet race are mm-hmm. of age, um, they'll do a little party in the museum, and then it carries over into the little rock garden there. So, you know, like I said, with people coming from so far away, they really do make this almost like a vacation. And so we try and plan activities for, for them throughout the, the whole yeah. long weekend. In fact, I think the gate's even open this year on Wednesday, as a matter of fact. So, Oh, really? Oh, uh, nice. Um, oh. Yeah, so it's... It's a, it's a long weekend. I will, sure. I will be making my return to GH. I think there's a Yamaha Blue Crew race in December. I'm going to go down and ride. I'm not going to race. I'm just going to go nice. ride. So I think, I'll, I think I'll be there for the Blue Crew thing. Um, well, maybe you'll have your wheels in plenty of time. Oh, that's that. good. Yeah, so, I got it. Got it. And then I got, the, I got the Renthal. Um, Paul, I don't want to call it gold. What would you call oh, it? Hard anodized. Hard anodized bars and sprocket as those well. Those are sick. Thank those you. are my favorite. I, those are, those are sicker like than the purple them. in my oh, mind. Oh, yeah, totally. Right. I mean, the purple works great for. I don't want to get off the topic yeah. here, but yeah, but yeah, but the yeah. Uh, the hard end to me is is the yeah. sickest looking. No, absolutely. Uh, John Anderson here, brought to you by WUSA. Also, I'm I'm proud I'm proud to announce that uh, those cheaters from Team Guam will not be uh, uh, taking place this year. I guess Lepanovich got hurt in motocross the nations, so mm. you know for a couple of years Guam has won the world title. It was bullshit yeah. because Dubok and Kiefer are not Guam Guamites. <laughs> And, guamites uh, is that? I don't know what the term is. Guamites. <laughs> I like guamites. Um, but Lapanovich got hurt, so I guess the Guam's not going to be there. And for me, that's that makes me happy, John. Hey, guamites sounds like something you need an exterminator uh, for, man. Yeah, yeah, it does. Those yeah. are big. They yeah. come out in the summer. <laughs> <laughs> look at look at Kiefer and his, and his jacked up teeth. That, 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 that's all oh, I need to boy. know. Uh, yeah. No, yeah. In our Millville, at our ride day in Millville, uh, our Kiefer told this story on our show, but. I don't know if you listen, John, but RV was fishing down by the creek, and I guess I don't know anything about fishing, but you got to bite down a lure or something. You got to bite oh, down shit, on something. Asshole. What do you mean you got to bite down on something? To, like to, when you're to tying set your the hook? hook or something? I don't fucking know. I'm not a fisherman. Okay. okay. And RV calls Kiefer over. Mm-hmm. It says, "Hey, bite down on this," and Kiefer's like, "Oh, what? it might have been a split shot weight to like weight your hook. You bite down." On I don't know, man. <laughs> RV's like, "Bite on this, Kiefer," and Kiefer's like, "Why?" Cause you got fucked up teeth. I paid two thousand dollars for mine. Fair. <laughs> that's, that's what RV did. Uh, nice guy. And Ke- hey, hey, listen. And Keeper's calling me basement. Yeah, yeah, I know. Right? right? Yeah, that, that's you can get kidding. fucked. Yeah, that, that's that's pretty pretty sad for sure. Uh, uh, well, hey, John. Uh, thanks for your time as always. Anybody want to yeah. get a pulp discount from W? Call there. Ask for Kristen. Ask for Kristen and then yeah. play, place your order. Kristen. Yep. Yep. And then tell yep. me you listen yep. to Pulp and, and you can save money that way on a set of edge wheels or you can set uh, if you want to get the, the tie end stuff, you can do whatever. Yep. And we appreciate your support as always. And, and I've told you this before and it continues. It surprises the heck out of me. But the reach and the people that I've been approached uh, in different places all over that say, yeah, I, I, of course it ha- happens to be that I'm in the W van, right? But like, hey, I heard John, I heard John Pulp. Yeah. And I've even had people come up at Supercross, which is really cool, and just come up and say hello. And, and actually, what's really kind of neat to say, hey, just want to say thank you for supporting the teams that you do. And and we are mm-hmm. you're very fortunate to support a lot of them. So that's pretty neat when people take, take, go out of their way to say that, you know, because, uh, means a lot to us because it is a lot of work and as paul knows mm-hmm. and, yeah, and certainly cool. lars knows but uh it's neat to have it's kind of almost like a like a like a just a pat on the back right so it just kind of keeps you going and and it makes you realize like man 
maybe we are helping this a little bit, you know, and, and trying hey, to help help the sport. You know, yeah. we were talking about people asking for like, hey, can you just yeah. hook me up with like a free yeah. this, free that? How many yeah. people do you think John gets? Can he get some uh, free wheels? Oh, he probably <laughs> gets a lot of them too. I'm sure RV. he gets a ton I'm of doing people. a bike rebuild. I yeah, no a, big deal. Yeah. Just a, can I get a can set of free? wheels? Free, please. Yeah. Well, now you well, guys are making me feel bad because I get free wheels. <laughs> you kind of work it. You kind of get a little bit of a, of a buy because you're, you're, yeah. you're okay. working for it right now. Okay. You're All promoting. Right. Fair enough. It, it, it's funny you say that, actually. We are literally building some wheels for Ryan. Actually, we are. <laughs> but, uh, but it's for a um, 73 Yamaha. A, no, it's like a 94 YZ250 or something. I'm pretty sure. Mm -hmm. I think that's what it was. Yeah, he doesn't but, need um, charge him. But Just here's the best him. part. Okay. I text him a picture of it, and they're purple rims, and he's like, sweet. So I, I think he likes them. Yeah, so, purple. Yeah. It's coming back. Yeah. Can't yeah. wait for it. coming back. My Mars, text. You, uh, you guys I, did the retro bike. Did it sell well? Do you know anything about like if that thing? Which time? Well, I mean, the, we done a bunch. the last one, the, the oh, blue seat. the gold wheels. Gold reels. Yeah, oh, I think was, it does sell pretty sweet. good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, it comes production like that, too, if, if you buy the that 50th anniversary but yeah i think that thrall jockey guys sell a decent amount of blue seat covers yeah. with those graphics and the whole deal your your get up at paula last season was <coughs> yeah. all time yeah. yeah yeah that was one that was a one of those cool things for my in in my time with honda that was yeah. special that we had that whole thing night before and then we won every single class yeah the next day like yeah. it was super special yeah we still didn't win the 450 championship though as a member uh thanks john thanks for coming on uh have fun yep. at the world vets and uh yep. you know tell everybody i miss them uh, yeah yeah maybe i'll be back next we'll year we'll do so good, good luck yep. with your race well, john yeah thank you thank you very much and again steve thank you man so much for letting me do this and talk about it and uh yeah big fans of all you guys so again thank you and thanks to all your listeners and thanks for all the support and we'll see you maybe next year sounds good john talk soon man all right thank you have a good night all see right. you uh, that's John Anderson from WUSA, brought to you by Decal Works. Uh, good guy. Great, great, yeah. great dude. Yeah, in the industry. Really, really nice guy. Uh, so thanks to John. World Vets coming up as well. Uh, Off-Road Warehouse, 7 o'clock hour, brought to you by the folks at Off-Road Warehouse. Get your bike to the track with style and performance from Off-Road Warehouse. Stop in and check out the latest in truck, Jeep, Overland, UTV, and racing products from the industry's leading brands. Pulpamex is the code to save. They install everything they sell. they got stores all across America. That ORW butt patch on the back of Phil Nicoletti and Jeremy Martin. Yep, that's this. these guys. Offroadwarehouse.com. Stores all across America. Brought to you by the folks um, bringing you this 7 o'clock hour from Offroad Warehouse. Pulpamex is the code to save. All right, let's get to our next guest here. Uh, this gentleman uh, was in Japan this past... Did he fly back yes. today? Uh, did he fly back today? Do, do, is, last night. Really? Yeah, I mean, he... But he's raced. a day ahead over there. Yeah. So you oh, gain yeah. a whole day left on a Monday. Came oh, back yeah. on a Monday. Yeah. yeah, that's true. You gain a day coming yeah. this way. That's right. Uh, so let's talk to uh, to Trey Kennard. But first, Don't lose a day, I should say. brought to you by the folks at EVS Sports. You know, EVS, one of the things they tell me is RJ Hampshire uses it. And so you know it's tested well. Like EVS is, you know, it's solid. Mm -hmm. you True. Know, think about the impacts that gentleman has had. And he gets up. <laughs> he gets up he does get up. Yeah, he's what a, a warrior. A yeah, dude. absolutely. I saw him without his shirt off at, at Designations. That man is battle scarred. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well. Yeah. EVS Sports, Pulp 30 is the code to save. Uh, Pastrana, another guy that probably tests out EVS gear. Not as good of an example, though, because he's jacked. <laughs> good point. Good point. <laughs> Axel Hodges, EVS. Yeah, EVS, Axel Hodges. They got the new braces out. Yep. Uh, Pookie made coffins out of the braces. Did you see the, the coffins downstairs? No. Yeah, the, the Slayco. Knee braces came in these black boxes. Pookie turned it into coffins. Oh, for Halloween. Ooh, for Halloween. Cool. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Pulp 30 is the code to save. Creative. E EVS. How crafty. Yeah, very crafty. All right. Can I finish or no? Sure. Okay. Sure. Another EVS guy, Kyle Chisholm. 
and you know he's ridden and rode everything. Really? He's EVS? Yeah. Huh. All right. EVS Sports. Pulp 30 is the code to save. EVS-sports.com. Bringing you our next guest of the night and uh, and final guest before we go into some segments with Lars Lindstrom and Paul Parabinos. Uh, the buzz of the motocross world was watching this gentleman on the CRE bike in Japan. Trey Kennard. What's up, Trey? How are you, man? I'm good. How are you guys? We're great. Thank you for calling for call, coming on tonight. Uh, I know you're probably jet lagged and everything else, so thanks. Yeah, no worries, man. I'm all messed up, but I'll probably be up all night anyway. So, <laughs> uh, listen, two DNF, DNF. How much do we blame Droopy for any of this? Can we blame Droopy oh, at all? Pretty much all of it, actually. <laughs> okay, all right. yeah. fantastic. Good, it's, to, good it's to know. A, it's a Canadian thing, you know. Oh well, now I don't like that. Now we went too far. Back it up. <laughs> Drew or false? Drewski said something to Jay Wilson being that second moto on the starting line or something. Yeah. And it caused uh, a little bit of a reaction. No, I don't remember. <laughs> does Jay Wilson? Does Jay Wilson, Wilson hate electric bikes? Yeah. Is there anything like? Did he show some rage? He because couldn't have said he couldn't hurt, hurt it, right? Because he was it was in front of him. In front of him, right. yeah. Because uh, like Jay, Jay's a good guy, Trey, but not at that moment. That what happened? <laughs> what happened, dude? I'd- I don't know. I mean, I I really like the guy, you know, um, and he he did feel super bad. But he doesn't feel the same. Um, <laughs> it uh, I don't know, dude. I don't I don't know. I I'm pretty sure I had the wheel. Yes, uh, yeah, yeah I'm pretty line. sure you did. Yep. Um, there was so a right I, turn. I, I think that maybe he didn't know about. Because yeah, I, I you got when clean, I, when it first son. Happened, I was like, maybe just like uh, maybe just break. a racing incident, you know, yeah, like yeah. whatever. Yep. And then Shane was like, when you see the video, you might be a little more upset. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> someone showed me the video, and I'm like, oh shoot. There, there uh, was an inside uh, rut, Jay. You, 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 you look like you could be slowing down to take that, but no, 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 Jay. You just, <laughs> I, I, I don't know if it was electric bike. Maybe he just doesn't like electric bikes. I don't know. Trey wasn't. Um, He's been undefeated all season, has he not? Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the e-bike took him down, man. The, yeah, the, my throttle yeah, housing. Literally. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my throttle housing was stuck in his rear wheel. I just, Poor guy. I just feel like it's kind of like that was kind of unnecessary, don't you think? That, that like to throw away his perfect season on something I like that. that. Yeah. Yeah, I think I don't know. It seemed like I don't know. You know, I I know him a little bit, but it seemed like there was. a definitely a lot of excitement around the weekend you know um and you know he's obviously won pretty handedly over there so i don't know if there was some kind of you know um anxiety or hype or stress around um you know just Mm -hmm. just another rider american rider being there so i don't know if that just hyped everything up and and um you know whatever but, um, <laughs> he, he was not yeah. having that he was not having yeah that. No. yeah he he you could tell you know that he was he's definitely wanting to um you know to to win which you know i think after the first moto um you know it was going to be tough for me to beat him so um did you but, did you like clean him in your geico days or something and you're just forgetting about it and this was like <laughs> Frontier revenge well, from years well, ago. I, I told I told him like, dude, I've I've cleaned a lot of people out. <laughs> Some of them like really unintentionally. So just like, don't feel too bad about about it all. So yeah. he, he felt super bad. So, but oh, I feel like bad. Trey, when you clean people out, like you literally were out of control and missed your rear brake, and then you're like, oh my bad. <laughs> like, shoot, I didn't mean to jump on you. My yeah, bad. Yeah. I don't know. I'm Chad um, Reed. Oh yeah, yeah, Chad Reed. But, uh-huh. um, hey, uh, <laughs> so. When did you first ride the CRE? 
When, when was the first time you wrote it? I went over, I think at the beginning of September. Um, I went over in July. We had some other testing going on, and they kind of had like a mocked version just so I could sit on it and see kind of mm-hmm. how it was going to feel if they didn't make any changes before I actually wrote it. So I saw it then and then wrote it in September. I was there for two weeks, and um, we kind of just went at it for, for a little while. So. Um, wrote it those two weeks and then came home and then uh, went back for just a few days and did some kind of final testing and then the week before the race, the race I wrote it a few times too. So that's awesome. And what'd you think? I mean, I, I've written I've written one that just it just smiles. It just it's really cool. It's really fun. What what you? Yeah, think? I, I'm super. Just dis- I mean, I I understand. You know, I, I I like the same guy that's really upset about the two stroke is the guy that's you know upset about this, but. I just hope people give it a chance because, man, it is so fun to ride. Like, the first time I rode it, um, you know, it needed to be developed, but I was, like, all smiles the whole mm-hmm. time. And um, to me, that's what motorcycling is all about is, is being on a bike and smiling. And so I, I think uh, any way that we can continue to create that is a, is a good thing. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, Trey Kennard, brought to you by EVS Sports. Pulp 30s, go to save evs-sports.com. Trey, was, what was it like riding it in the mud compared to a gas bike? It was different. I mean, I think that was, uh, you know, Saturday I struggled for sure. Um, part of that was just, I haven't raced in a long time, you know. so That's true too, um, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Mammoth, so I was, right? I was, yeah, <laughs> Mammoth was it, and then before that was uh, Red Bud of 17, so. There was like a a lot more nerves that I anticipated, and a lot of like pressure around the bike too. So, um, the first thing I did when I lined up for practice was spun out. There's like 20 cameras around me. Yeah, <laughs> you can thank uh, you can thank Don Maeda for putting that up over here for us. Yeah. 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 But um, yeah, there was just a, a lot of things going on for the the Saturday struggles. But part of that was I'd only ridden it on like the hardest hard pack of tracks, and so um, there was definitely some adjustments to be done. And um, I think everyone adapted super well. You know, like the whole team that's developing that bike did a really good job on race day, and um, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. So, can anyone here that rode the bike in Japan or works for Honda? Can anyone talk about when the production thing is coming? I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know that there's really a, a solid date on that. You okay. Know? Um, but, I mean, in, in Honda fashion, they're going to they're gonna take their time and do it right. So yeah. um, this was definitely, you know, a, a testing event, which I'm, I'm super glad that we did it because it really brought out a, things that, a lot of things that haven't come out in testing. So, um so yeah, and obviously you know to to create the hype for for the bike as well. Yeah. So which I thought you know, other than you know the second moto shenanigans and and uh, me making a, a bonehead move in the last one, um, I think it was a pretty good good showing. So I think that the development on this bike too is kind of a group of people that we don't normally work with, not typically anyways. Right. Japan, they kind of had a whole little. Group different of, departments like, probably. Yeah, right? it was almost yeah. like a, this is the radio department, battery, battery, battery guys, the wire guys. I would, yeah. I would hope they came from the the F one team, you know, with the hybrid stuff over yeah. there. But, uh, <laughs> but anyways, they. Um, hey, call the boat battery guys. We got a new bike coming. 
But so anyways, it, it was kind of cool to see some of those guys. And actually, one of the mechanics was our liaison, Toru, who's, who's yeah. been around for a long time. And it was cool to see him. Drewski wasn't allowed to touch the bike because he wasn't battery certified or whatever. <laughs> so he was allowed to be there. And Stop doing, it. But Toro, yeah. But Toro sang yeah, yeah, yeah. But Toro was. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's, Drew, Drew, he wasn't allowed to touch it? Like out race day, yeah, he, yeah. Wasn't, he wasn't allowed to like really be a mechanic. battery certified. You know how it is. You know, like it's very. Oh, I love it. By the book, yes. right? So, yes. Uh, so anyways, but yeah. Trey, the only thing I, I mean, I haven't even talked to Trey since he's. Oh, okay. I just texted with him yep. about coming here, but right. um, but uh, but what about when you had to do a start with no clutch or anything like that? I mean, I get it. The thing has instant torque and all that, um, and as you know, the video proved that the thing was maybe a little bit slippery on that gate, and it was the the mesh was tighter. It looked like, but doing a start with no clutch and all these motors next to you making noise, that must have been tough, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, I I, uh, I know that like. Um, you know, it's like, oh, that's the strong suit of the bike. Obviously, it's going to get get a good start, but you still have to execute, right? Like, and take everything you know about, you know, RPMs and clutch release and all that and just throw it out the window because <laughs> sure. nothing yeah. really translates, you know? Really? Um, so there's there's a lot of different technique. And, I, man, I had to climb on the front of that bike. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm sitting on the... I guess it's not a fuel tank, but plastic, uh, yeah. the, the plastic there. Um, and it's all in the release of your wrist, which is, which is super difficult to nail. Um, and then just sitting there in silence is really hard too. You know, the revs go up and um, <laughs> you're just, you're just sitting there, you know, you're like, Oh, this is so strange, but it feels so cool when you, when you nail it, you know, like I did a bunch of them before the race and obviously missed a bunch of them, but, when you really get it, 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 you just feel the horsepower and the instant torque of that bike and it all connects. And it's, it's really cool to actually do it by yourself just cause there's, there's, you can hear the traction and, and everything that's happening that you don't normally get to experience. The chain so, slap, the chain feel, slap is all weird all the time. You feel the watts. Yeah. The horsepower, yeah. the wattage. <laughs> Point 21 gigawatts. Yeah. Um, so are I don't you, even are, know. Okay. Are you like, well, talking about starts i like i like starts but you're not matting it right it's too powerful for that or can they change the start strategy so you just mat it because i would imagine it, it is very hard to modulate the throttle i think they had like kind of a start and, mode right yeah trailer. start mode yeah we we developed a, a curve that that obviously made it as easy as possible okay um but if you make it to where you can just go zero to 100 like instantly it's kind of too slow so mm. Um, it's, it's kind of like, uh, when the gate drops, you go and the, the response gets kind of too delayed. So you lose that handlebar. So, oh. um, I ended up on a map that was maybe a little bit aggressive. Um, but I just had to, had to deliver the throttle well. And I knew if I just got over the gate good and the form was good, 10 feet out of the gate, I, I think I would be, I would right. be good. And, and so. you got two of the three hole shots. Yeah. 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 Your third one was yeah. good. Your third one, like you, it didn't look like you had the the absolute whole shot coming into the first turn, but you cut underneath Jay Wilson right, and then pinned it and came out in front, kind of pushed him to the edge of the made track. Jay even matter. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I thought maybe I could battle him, but I'm like, uh, last time I was on the outside, it didn't go so well, so I'll just cut under here. And then uh, it, it was cool. It was fun. Like, obviously my race craft was way off in the beginning on Saturday, and I felt like I was starting to come around as a racer. Just bummed I didn't get to finish it off. Um, did you, uh, your crash in the third one, anything related to electric bike, uh, uh, 
not being aware of it or anything, or was it just like a dorky crash that you would have done on a gas-powered bike? When I talked to Jay uh, before the race, he's like, man, it is so slick. And that's kind of what I had prepared for, like even with the bike set up. Mm-hmm. Um, but they ripped it really deep, and then it rained like two inches on Saturday morning. So it ended up being just super deep, ruddy. And then the last lap, it finally got that shine, and, and um, I just didn't respect it enough. Okay. Um, obviously, there's a lot of, like, instant torque um, yep. that I, I probably should have respected a little bit more, and it, it just kind of spit off a rock. And the way that I landed in this pothole, I twisted the front end, like, all the pieces, and um, the wheel wouldn't even roll. So oh, it had to be done. Wow. Um, was it was it was it just overwhelming attention all weekend long media wise and people and all that was how was that like that must that must have been I mean you've won championships you've won races so you're used to that or was this next level I just haven't had it in a while you know yeah. like I've gotten kind of used to being the guy at the races that like a handful of people know and they're like oh yeah there's Canardi <laughs> back in 2010 he yeah. did this or that you know oh he ran a RV into the pole that was so cool <laughs> <laughs> but you know like now now you know I'm, I'm that doesn't happen very often yeah. as far as when I'm at the races I'm kind of just doing my role and, and helping where I can but to kind of be back in that role is definitely different and then there's a lot of questions about the bike that I don't know what I can or can't answer, you know, so that, that's kind of difficult because it's it's still very much prototype and under development so that you don't want to say too much um, about it. But So it's hard to manage all of that. And then learning the, the JMX format was also tough, you know, even from the gate pick to the qualifying race to the practices, it was all um, yeah, you were wild card, so they gave you last gate pick or something. I saw. Yeah, or, yeah. Last gate yeah. pick in the in the qualifying, qualifying race. race. Okay. So, and then there's there's the other thing about racing that you bike that you don't think about as far as you know, um, you know how you're managing your economy, and then um, you know not having a clutch. Like the first lap of the the qualifying race, I was a mess because I was you know, riding hard like you normally would and probably over revving it, but there's no, there was no clutch to kind of save me, you know, that kind of like when I got out of sorts, just pull it in a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. None of that. So I jumped out of probably like six ruts. I was all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the thing that really got me was when I was around five or six bikes, I couldn't hear my bike at all. Right. Um, and there's no, like almost no vibration. So, yeah. Um, trying to like understand what was happening with the bike, what kind of power it was putting out, and that kind of thing was all all different, you know. Um, but well, I felt like I adapted pretty well, but it was it was a lot to take in and, and try to try to perform all all at the same time. Do you know if the Japanese Federation? We were talking about this off the top of the show. Do you know if they governed it and there was or was it sort of like a gentleman's agreement by Honda to keep cap it at a level of horsepower? Or do you know anything about how that was done? I know originally it was it was meant to be or wanted to be raced in the 250 class. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's probably where it could probably belong the best at this point. You know, just mm-hmm. um, we're really stretching things as far as battery capacity and all that. So, um, but I understand why they wouldn't want that. You know, and I think everyone needs to be pretty careful with it as far as where it belongs and all of that. But. Um, you know, I think in the end, the 15-minute format was perfect for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know they were. there was a lot of things that they were um, 
you know, wanting to be careful of. Like I had to wear the, the emergency kill. I saw that. Yeah, you had the quad, kind the quad of kill switch on you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just things like that that they 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 want to be extra careful about. But um, I think you know I'm just happy that they allowed it to race yeah. because I think there's uh, you know like I said before there's there's people that aren't for it. But um, the next step of development for that bike is to go racing. So um, I think it's exciting. I was talking to somebody involved with the Alta, and they kind of looked at the Stark. And the Stark is better. It's more modern, better suspension. Uh, the settings are better for horsepowers and all. It's a better bike than the Alta. But the battery tech is the same. There hasn't been any new battery tech to keep these bikes from, like, someone like Trey, 30 minutes the thing would start dying. There's just, you just, they get hot, they lose power, that's it. And this person was telling me there is no new battery tech that they know of, even on the horizon. Now, maybe Honda's got something, because Honda's. There is something new. There is it's th- not not just Honda. I think Toyota announced it a while ago. Did they? Okay. Yeah, solid state. Oh, okay. It's a solid yeah, state, solid state. Yep. That 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 apparently is going to revolutionize the whole thing. Okay. But that's kind of that's propaganda da- right now. I guess da- I, I, down I the road or I whatever. I haven't seen that to right. be like proved. Yeah. But they're saying that even on cars, they'll take the mileage from you know three hundred miles to a thousand. Really? Yeah. Wow. Ten minute charge. That'll be pretty amazing. But uh, yeah, for so. for now though, these bikes, yeah, that that is the weakness of these bikes is yep. when someone's really good on them, like Trey Canard, they're battery life isn't great you know so that's that's an issue with the little electric 50 class at loretta's yeah a really gnarly kid will make the thing die before the race is over yeah 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 so we're not quite there yet and maybe solid state will yeah or maybe more technologies will come but that's sure. the late there is something on the horizon that people have been you know adver- or talking about yeah and, yeah and whether that becomes true or not i i'm not a battery yeah. expert so that's just what i've read yep uh trey did the bike so in the past when i've ridden the bikes um they're heavy but even people who rode the Stark, they don't feel heavy on the track. Yeah, I mean the, the power character is so good. Yeah. Like, um, if you have to, it takes a minute to learn for sure. You know, like you're you're used to shifting and and kind of you know finding the right torque character and all of that. Mm-hmm. So it definitely takes a minute to to get. But yeah, it's it's crazy smooth. It's like I like I, I just think about. You know your local vet rider that goes out on the weekends and i'm like sure. Dude, this is the ultimate bike for this rider you yeah. know um just you know no oil change no air filter yeah and and you it's just really smooth and you can make it as slow or as fast as you want so um so yeah it, yeah i i just keep going back to it being fun because um you know I'm, i don't really like to get into the politics of all the electric stuff and all that but for me motorcycling is fun and we got bikes to do that that's the that's the big deal yeah why are these guys so mad like don't buy one don't buy it don't I, don't do yeah. it about it why I, are you so mad i think they're probably just afraid that it's going to take over completely and we're just not going to be able to buy um you know uh, in uh, combustion power. engines yeah. you know but yeah. um yeah it, like i was saying earlier i i don't think that's happening anytime soon and no. I, I think we'll coexist for a long time but it has a great spot you know yeah. like we said absolutely Trey, like what if you had a ra- uh, track right downtown and people can come and be, you can build a supercross track downtown and have a race, and people wouldn't be bummed. You would think. Yeah. So it's got there's um, just even some the, you can the do. Stark comes with a, a charger in a stand, like so you got your stand, you just plug your bike in, you still need a generator. That thing's cool. Or a plug, but you know it's, they're coming along. How long so. is it gonna sit there? You think? I don't know. 
Yeah, I'm not you sure. missing the next motor. Well, like, let's say, the way I the way I ride, the way I ride, my arms and hands are pumped up after 20 minutes, it's and true. I'll be there. I've, I'll, I've be sitting, I'll be sitting there for an hour. Yeah. So I got an hour. <laughs> yeah. You know, your Steve would be like. I can't do it, dude. Yeah. I, the thing's only I would 30%. Love to, I would love I, to go on. I got I would no juice. Love to. Yeah. I want to race right now, but right. I can't. Uh, that's pretty cool, Trey. I think, too, like, look, and you've, you've done a lot of stuff. You've won championships, motocross the nations, right? Uh, you were coached by Tim Ferry. There's stuff that you've done <laughs> that's phenomenal. But, but to be the rider to race, I mean, Ernie did the 250F back in the day. and Tortelli was Tortelli did yeah. the 450. And Drewski was there. That rhino. No, he's there. Okay. Anyway, back back to my story. Okay. <laughs> I think Trey, for you, like just being chosen to do this electric CRE, which let's say in twenty years, you know, it's a popular bike and everybody loves them, and all the bugs are worked out. It's kind of neat, Trey, that you're the first guy. You know. Oh, dude, I'm I'm honored, dude. Yeah. Like, um, I think my role has changed a little bit over the last couple of years with with Honda and and. Um, I'm I'm ex- I'm honestly I'm I'm really excited about the next couple of years. Um, I don't know. It, it's just a really really fun thing to be a part of as far as the development. Um, you know, at this level. So mm-hmm. um, I, I'm enjoying it a lot, man. I, I think it's really cool. The, the, the trips to Japan are tough sometimes. You know, it's long flight and different time zone, all that. But I've really enjoyed um, just being a part of the process and and um, you know being able to add any kind of feedback especially to be able to kind of relay our race team you know the things that our our guys are asking for or needing or wanting Mm -hmm. to be able to to try to offer that at the very base level to the guys that are building the bikes is pretty valuable i think to me um and i hope it pays off you know i hope the next next few years things um you know are uh really really good bikes you know so we announced earlier that uh that Hunter Lawrence signed an agreement to write 450. Yeah. Um, we've also signed Trey for another two years. That just happened oh, uh, nice. you know, recently. So yeah. um, we've been way more involved with Japan, developing even the production, the current 450 and 250. So Trey's helping a bunch with that. And we're having a lot more input with uh, with our guy, riders also. Yep. So nice. pretty exciting times. Yeah, Trey, don't – I mean, tonight we're just – we're blowing Lars about all the accomplishments of Honda, and, you know, he deserves them. But let's not forget, you deserve some of that too, man. You know, you, you work with these guys. You're testing for them. You're eliminating, you know, all of uh, Drewski's shitty suspension settings right away, and then you're getting the good ones. So you deserve some credit, Trey. You know? No, th- thanks, man. I mean, I I, uh, I do give Lars a lot of credit, man. I, I think uh, what, what he's done super well is he's created an amazing environment for – for everyone to work together and you know eric keo really laid the foundation for that um but uh, i think lars has just uh, added an element there that um allows for a lot of creativity and and um you know passion is really important but if it doesn't have a place to kind of grow or 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 you know have open discussion it, it kind of can go away. So I just, I think Lars has, has done a really great job with that. And, and, um, I think, I guess what I'm saying is it's allowed everyone to really contribute. And, um, you know, it's really cool. I, I'm, I'm really happy to be a part of this team. It's a, it's a great group of people that are all really passionate about uh, what we're doing. So it's, uh, super cool. I wrote, I wrote that in his agreement. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He, had, he has to say that. <laughs> Lars, Thank you, Trey. Lars is very media friendly bonus, too. Right? Isn't that the, the, the Lars bonus? Yep. Yeah, you just hit, you just hit that. Uh, Lars is very media friendly too. Like very, uh, you know, Pulp MX, very welcome. 
under that under that truck. Yeah, we did collaborate with food this year. Yeah, we did a yeah. collab on the on the, the food. Obviously, the the riding the bikes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that that was pretty amazing to get a chance to ride factory Honda bikes for the first time in whatever that was. Like yeah, that was Kiefer fun. And I. Yeah, that was pretty amazing that we pulled those strings. Uh, Trey, we do have a, a call for you from Earl. He's on one. Earl, go ahead. What's your uh, what's your question or comment towards Trey Kennard? Hey, Trey, I was listening to you talk about riding an electric bike, and when you had a bunch of bikes around you, you couldn't hear your bike. You guys thought about having a Bluetooth headset, you know, for fake sound in the helmet? Uh, I've made a lot of sounds with my mouth in the last couple months, <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> no, I just mean, you know, you, you have fake sound piped in, so you yeah. can hear your bike. Huh. Well, but if yeah, it's that, fake, then you can't hear it. So how? Well, it's I don't, man-made. Uh, okay. You know, it'd be computerized. No, obviously. I get what you're saying. Like, okay. like BMWs yeah. or other cars have like sound exactly. inside the car, exactly. so that you hear it. Even though really? the thing sounds terrible on the outside, but it sounds like a V8 on the inside. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Ford, Ford Mustang like has that a four-cylinder. Oh, I did not know that. So okay. yeah, I hear what you're like saying. A, All right, Earl. Like a PS2 remote, you know? Like yeah. 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 There you go. No, but I mean, because you know, you were lost, right? You had a bunch of bikes around. You couldn't hear your bike while you were doing. Yeah, huh, yeah, that's no, point. that's a great idea. Thanks, yeah. Earl. That is a good. Idea. You. Um, you can, right, you can make it sound two stroke. You know, Nick. Nick. No, I did a podcast with Nick Way about the Stark, and he said, "Yeah, Glenn Helen." Like dudes were like, "Oh my god!" Like as he came up to him. First of all, he's way faster, and second of all, they can't hear him. So he's coming up on guys fast, and they don't know he's there. Right? Yeah. Hashtag electric bike problems. I think Tamita said that same thing, right, Trey? When you were battling with him. Yeah, I we actually we were doing some mock races before the event. You know, just. A, we we're you know trying to find the right economy and the right maps and all that and uh, Masuda I don't know Masuda's last name um, Japanese champion he does some test riding for Honda now but I kind of squared him up and darted down the inside and he almost looped out going the other <laughs> way because <laughs> he like didn't expect me to to like be on the inside of him so. Um, which you know, if you're racing other electric bikes, I don't yeah, think is an issue because it's, it's uh, you know you can you can hear the the other ones in your around and just the uh, you know you don't realize how much noise the four stroke motor actually tunes out. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Trey Kennard here, brought to you by evs-sports.com. Any other questions for Trey? Well, mm, um, no. Was, Trey, how's your hand? I, I, I know that last moto you kind of landed right on your thumb or wrist or something. I don't want yeah, to. Yeah, like, I don't know. She she's pretty swollen right now. Yeah, um, I can tell. I could it looked like it hurt. I could hitchhike. Yeah, I could hitchhike pretty easy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm gonna go to my orthopedist tomorrow. I'll just get it looked out. So yeah, we'll we'll see. I don't right. I don't know the answer yet, but hopefully it's just a bad sprain or something. The last question: What did you? What's the last best Japanese word that you learned on this trip? Because we've been we didn't got to go back and forth with. Man. Um, probably Otsukure Samadista, yeah. which there's good, like, good job, there's, oh, okay. There's <laughs> not a good, the translation in the English is you look tired, which <laughs> I just think Oh, no, Otsukure Samadista, that's like, good job for everybody. Yeah, but it's, uh, it means like, uh, you look tired from your hard work. So like, thank you for, oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I guess the way that you, you look tired. Right. <laughs> So I, I looked at the translation. I'm like, you look tired. What? But it's oh, kind of, uh, yeah. Does, uh, does, does Honda fate fly you business to Japan? I did go business this time. Okay. All right. A couple times I didn't go business. And that was <laughs> Come on, Honda. No, no, no. We, yeah. The, the, the first one was uh, the first trip we did. 
we actually got a little bit hosed by the travel agency that oh. we were using. Okay. We're not doing that anymore. Okay. For him. Yeah. And that was that was that was tough. We but we, we got through it. He's an American hero. No, we no, can't, no. You can't go. He's, he's they do business. a great job with sending us business when okay. we go to Japan, which is very rare. Yes, yes. But yeah. he obviously is yeah. going a lot more. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lars, Lars went business like a, a month or so before, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll book a business <laughs> class ticket through this company. And, and then the, it was like $13,000 or something. Yeah. <laughs> but the cheaper, that was a cheaper option, too. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. And Lars was like, uh, uh, <laughs> I think we can do this better. There's yeah. got to be a better way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, awesome, Trey. Thank you for the time. Again, I know you're jet lagged and everything else, but what a, what a cool experience. Uh, thanks for sharing it tonight on the on the show, man. Thank you. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. All right. Talk to you soon, buddy. See, See you, Trey. You. Right. Right. Thanks, guys. See thanks. You. Trey Kennard, everybody. Uh, yeah, he's, he's a valuable part of your team, isn't he? He's, Big time. He, yep. He, yeah, yeah, not just with the riding and the testing, but – the feedback he has at the race, and yep. he's willing to do whatever we need. He videos and comes back with yeah. things that, you know, and uh, he's got such a good personality to, you know, get along with whatever personality, w- yeah. you know, uh, you know we have. When he raced, he was – he's always been funny and lighthearted and a good guy, but when he raced, he was very serious. He was wound really tight, right? He took it uh, – you know, I know he got, he's got upset at me when he was racing over a few comments, you know, just different things like that because I think he just was – Wound tight, yeah. Not off the bike, but about his racing, and I feel like he is so relaxed now, so cool, understands mm-hmm. everything. Like I just I, age helps too, right? Yeah. Uh, he's a great guy to talk to. Fantastic. Yeah, no, for yeah. sure. Yeah, he's closet super funny. Yeah. yeah. Oh I mean, yeah. Obviously, you can tell he's yeah. up some stuff, but no. he's he's had some jokes too that are like you wouldn't expect. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's yeah, really yeah. good ones. I wish I could tell. Yeah. Him, but yeah. yeah. Not not from there. Yeah. When yeah. It, when it came out of Trey's mouth, you're like, wow. Like, yeah. And and there was a couple of good ones. Mm. Um, eight o'clock hour brought to you by the folks at a Cherubies. Uh, love the guys at a Cherubies. Whether it's uh, chain blocks, slider kits, frame guards, discards, hand guards, and more replica plastic kits. Whether it's Barsha, uh, Jason Anderson, AC Cooper Webb, all of that. A Cherubies is fine-tuned the products to offer the highest level of performance and protection in the industry. At a Cherubies USA on social. Thank you to Cherubies, Paul. You would appreciate this. A Cherubies stuff. There's no filing of the holes. There's no drilling holes. So everything just lines up. Perfect. Just lines up. The not, holes are great. Not like this. No. The 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 the, the washers fit in. It's fantastic. Thank you the folks at a Cherubies for coming on board. Appreciate it. It is time for the X-Brown Goggle Tear-Off segment. Let's do this. It's the X-Brand Tear-Off segment. 15-second rapid-fire Q&A. Rapid-fire X-Brand Goggles. Choice of Josh Strang, who just won the last GNCC. Craig DeLong, the GNCC champion, wears X-Brand. Think about that. Josh Strang came like, is it a, did he make it a comeback kind of? Because no. he was good like a long time ago. Now yeah, he's, he's good still, again. He's, he's no, older. He's older, yeah. He's older. Okay. This is his 17th year of okay. doing GNCC. We haven't heard of him in, a, in that long, but now all of a sudden I hear he's winning. So. This was his first mm-hmm. race he won all year. Yeah, he hasn't, oh, okay. yeah, he all hasn't right. won a bunch. Okay. But he's fifth cool. all time in GNCC wins. I just yeah. did a podcast Dang. with him. So oh, yeah, I yeah. Do some he's research. been around a long yeah, time. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. He's fly racing, X-Brand goggles. Toughest series in the world is GNCC. X-Brand, champs. What else do you need to say about the goggle? Pulp Show 23 is the code to save. What are you laughing at? Just smiling because, you know, his read, just seeing Lars's reaction. Choice of champions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, Hunter, Hunter Lawrence's goggle looks a lot like the X-Brand Lucid goggle. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Okay. It says Alpine Stars on the side, so I don't know. Uh, all right. So these questions are submitted <laughs> by Roto. Are you familiar with Roto? No. Roto? Roto-Rooter? Roto-Rooter? No. Roto-Moto? Nothing? I don't think so. I, okay. I'm being legit. Like, yeah, I don't yeah. think. Okay. 
Yeah. That's not. No, that's. You do something else like that. Nobody Anyways. knows. All right. Here we go. Let's hear it. Let's do this, Marks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting weird. Okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, Lars, who at HRC has the biggest influence on what riders to bring in when there's an opening? Brandon Wilson. Paul. I was going to say Lars. <laughs> Paul, if you had to come out of retirement to wrench for any current rider for the Supercross season, who would you choose? Dino. Point nine. Steve. Yep. Three trips to the Sphere in a month to see the same band. (laughs) (laughs) Must be doing well for yourself. Whatever happened to the rest of the Pulp team's Lambos? Well, Mav TV didn't pick us up, sir. Hmm. So we only got one year of Mav TV. And then one set of tickets for the Sphere was free. So I had to pay for the other two. Hmm. Back off, Roto. Greatest concert ever. No kids. No kids, yeah. Yeah. Must be nice. (laughs) (laughs) It's the greatest band at the greatest venue in the greatest city in the world. Greatest band? Greatest city? Yeah. A lot of assumptions Oh, yeah. (laughs) Marks? Stop it. (laughs) The Sphere is life. If you went to the Sphere... You would understand. It, it's. I, I went on a rant a couple of shows ago. I'm sure there's plenty of other things to see at the Sphere. Yeah, besides you two. You two. I drove by it today. It's got those little the the eye the eye that comes down and like looks yeah. and stuff. Yeah, it's funny. It's cool. But I haven't been inside, so I have no idea what you're talking about. But I'm sure it's cool. It's the greatest band, greatest venue. That's a and great, it's the, great opinion. It's the MSG They're Sphere good. because it's Madison Square Garden. Yeah, right? the, the owner of uh, James Dolan owns it. Okay. Um, yeah. Hmm. Lame. <laughs> All right, Lars. You've worked with or alongside MC, Ricky, Reed, Roxon, Wyndham, Chase, Hunter, and Jet. Who holds the biggest place in your heart? Who? Dang, that's a, yeah, that is a I didn't really one. work with Ricky much. But. I mean, yeah, not, not per, like that's, as his race mechanic, yeah, but yeah. Not, let's not talk claim Ricky here. It's either going to be Jeremy. Um, eh, yeah, let's just go with Jeremy. I mean, Chad, Chad did give me tons of opportunities that I would never had. So that, that whole experience does ranks up there. But. You know, they used to say that when you worked at Pro Circuit, and Paul knows this, when you worked at Pro Circuit, you were ready to work anywhere in the industry. That also means if you work for Chad Reed, you're ready to work anywhere in the industry. Yeah, I, yeah. I learned a lot, and he, <laughs> I, I, I came out of that thing. I went in there kind of being a kid, and I came out being yeah. a little bit that's when, less of a kid. <laughs> that's when Lars and I became really good friends. And yeah, because I was at PC when they were first starting Chad's team, right? It started in like November. You guys put a yeah. team together ASAP. So we first met that way. But then every Supercross, we would hang out or we'd go out. But I would finish my bike and then usually go and hang out beca- and watch Lars work because he's always changing something. Yeah. He was always doing races or clamps or suspension. And I'm eating my sandwich. <laughs> I was ready to go. Telling Dino what tires to run. Yeah, yeah. I would pick his tire. I would we literally <laughs> be running to Dunlop right before the race. So yeah. Chad, like, we're, we're switching now. God, the stories you must have about changing parts for Chad. Yeah. It actually started becoming really fun. Like, I worked for Josh, that, and we didn't change anything. I was bored. bored. <laughs> <laughs> I was over helping Goose. <laughs> Poor Oscar, too. <laughs> All right. Paul, how hard have you tried to get Star to break from the dark side and see the light with Renthal? I don't have to try but there's budgets. Imagine the product they go through. Good God. <laughs> yeah, they would be expensive. Hey, we got to, nine guys. Uh, we I think need they got 11. 11? I mean, if you count amateurs, amateurs and stuff, I don't know. Let's let's count them. Enzo Lopes, Cooper Webb, Eli Tomac, Justin Cooper, Nate Thrasher, Styles Robertson. The Deegs. Deegan. Jordan Smith. Jordan Smith. Daxon Benick, Gavin Towers. 
Who am I missing? Wow. I don't know. That's 10. That's 10. Yeah. I'm impressed you can name them all. That's a lot. <laughs> all right, Steve. Which 250 rider on a new team has the most pressure to perform in 24? Oh, Joe Shimoda. I think Joe Shimoda does because that's a spot where they're, they're coming off double championships. You are one of two factory Honda riders in the world. You probably got a nice contract to go there. Uh, and it's time to win if you're Joe Shimoda. It's not kitchen. It's not time to win for kitchen. You, you know, like you probably get another year and then it's time to win. Uh, it's not time to win for Max Volan. He hasn't won yet. He's sort of rebuilding himself. Um, yeah, it is time to win for Joe Shimoda. So, and how do you think that's going to go, Paul? We shall see. I think he will win some races. I do not think he wins a, time, a time championship, though. Yeah, I do. <laughs> you yep. guys should make a bet. We should. Maybe we will. Yeah. You guys Put should. it on the board. Let's work on that. Okay. Yep. <laughs> no. What? What? Did, uh, um, look, I was pretty surprised to see Joe switch, but when it kind of when you thought about it and you did the math, like financially wise, he could do his own helmet deals. Kawasaki never a chance, you know. Uh, but what attracted to you to to him? I mean, when we moved, when we decided that we would move, move Hunter. Hunter up, and yeah. we had that spot open, to me it was pretty natural. I, I think that, um, uh, I mean, it probably had a lot to do with Lucas Myrtle too, obviously, right? Because he's he's representing yeah. him and and that Lawrence spot, is, yeah. yeah. But um, but yeah, I'm sure having his own gear deal and all that, it's always something that is lucrative coming to our team um, versus a, another 250 mm -hmm. satellite. Um, but I really do feel like he was the best option to to continue winning in the 250 class. Um, and, um, you know, obviously towards the end of the series now, he got really hot, you know, and going into this next year, I think but he has a lot of confidence. that's the problem. <laughs> I think he's going to stay hot, Steve. The, the, I, I've been neutral on Schmoda, and I picked him for championships or as a championship guy, I think three straight series, and he's just not been there, and then all of a sudden he gets good, and you're like, oh, Joe Schmoda. It's like... If, when, he, when the pressure's on, he doesn't seem to be able to do it. And now the pressure's going to be on him. So, yeah, let's... I guess, yeah, we're going to find yeah, out. Right. Um, we are. I think uh, with uh, with the program that we have for him, and I'm, you know, no disrespect to the pro circuit, uh, pro program because it's really, really good. Um, but I think that with our riders, too, that can help him in the, you know, the direction that we'll go. I think that... Um, Maybe other, Lawrence not being in the 250 class too might give him a little bit of motivation. Right. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I and, really and do think that in the especially Supercross, um, well, and outdoors obviously. Yeah. See, be, I think he's better outdoors than Supercross. Yeah. I, I when he first came and we were, he was on the amateur thing, I didn't see a high ceiling for him because he, to be honest, like some couple times pull off and he wasn't even really that hurt and stuff like that. So I, I didn't, you know, didn't really have a ton of faith. And then he is just. Mm -hmm. Kept get, made, going better and better. Steps. Uh, he, he won a Supercross race. I I wouldn't have predicted that. And then and then outdoors too. So I, I think he has a high ce higher ceiling than most people. He's going to base himself at, in Florida with Lawrence. Mainly he's going to be in California. He's okay. going to spend time in Florida. Okay. Yeah. All right. Still neck way though. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. All right, Lars. No doubt the goal for Joe is title this year. But what is the team's goal for Hymas in twenty four? Well, right now, I mean, Chance just started riding because of his uh, ACL surgery that, that he had, and that's gone. Um, he had a couple little hiccups in there, but nothing major, um, and so oh, now he's good. Wasn't successful? What, the, the, surgery? the surgery? Yeah. They, they put this other little thing in uh, to stabilize his uh, LCL, Yeah. and f it works for a lot of people, and it, just, it was snagging on him, so he, they had it removed. I just I have to laugh because every surgeon no, in any sport undergoes successful surgery. 
Well, yeah, he didn't die, so I guess it's <laughs> successful. I mean, how do we really know? Yeah, you yeah know, but hard. they always say that in the press releases, so I always laugh when it comes to any sport. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. yeah. No, that good point. But um, but anyway, so I guess the goal for him is to um, go get back to where we were, which was building into a, a top five guy, and uh, and for Supercross now that he has that experience, and hopefully it'll be better. Um, I I mean I think top five in the series is, is you guys should have let him, you guys should have let let him go, kept letting him go. What do you mean? What do you mean? Just you, 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 he stopped racing after Daytona or whatever before Daytona. He should have left. Oh, going. yeah, I know that that was. Yeah. You never know, right? Like the, he wasn't supposed to race any Supercrosses. They were. He was going to ride Futures, and then we decided, you know what? Screw it. Let's just let yeah, him ride. He's, he's fine. Yeah, he's factory Honda rider. Yeah, yeah, but the goal was for him to come in and be really ready for outdoors. Oh my god! And um, it seemed to work he's, for he's for nice. other other riders. But um, Steve doesn't agree. No, it's just it's just come on. Like same thing with Rider D. Three years of Futures. You ready? Yeah, Ryder D. How, how are we looking? Well, I don't think that was his choice to stay. In I, I'm not. That I, whoever it was, like, yeah, just whoever. Like, yeah. just what are we doing? Like, yeah. you practice on a full Honda track on a full works bike with the best riders in the world, and we used to have Forkner and RJ and Ricky and McGrath. They would just jump in. They just got a race. That that's what happens. You just jump in. We there were going to do that. There yeah. is less of that. Yeah, today, yeah, right? Sure. Less experimenting, jumping in different classes, yeah. jumping in different series, like right. less way more like stay at home and hone your craft and then show can, up in your ready stuff. Can you commit Lars today, August 30th on the Pulp Show on who's west and east? <laughs> is it August 30th? Is that what you said? I said October. Did you? I don't know. Maybe I said I think August. the lights from the sphere are getting to him. <laughs> Uh, Wait, say it again. Okay, October thirtieth. What can I commit to? Can you can you designate who's on which coast today? That's what he's asking you. Oh, I mean, barring any weird incidents or accidents, Joe will be west and Chance will be east. There you go. Hallelujah! fucking <laughs> Oh my God! Mark this down. Someone mark this down. Time stamped. Someone mark this down. <laughs> Great. Now something's gonna happen. The just, plans no. Listen. To change and <laughs> that's my whole thing. It's like like what you just said. Unless something happens, and certainly something could. But can we just get a fucking idea, teams? Can we just figure it out? Yes, you can. Like, imagine Lars going to <laughs> a football game and not knowing who the other team you're playing. Hey, it's New England, and I don't know who's playing. Let's go to the stadium and show up. That's literally what we do in our sport. We have season preview videos, and we don't fucking know who to talk about in 250s because we don't know who's fucking racing. Is it so hard to just tell us that? When I asked Mitch Payton the same question, he goes, yeah, you just never know You just because things could happen. Okay. I understand that, but can you give us a pre-anything-happening West Coast team? Can't do it. Yeah. Can't do it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I'm glad you're not upset anymore. Fuck. Wow. Is that just, the race tech rant? It just bugs the shit out of me. Like, how are we supposed to talk about I it? couldn't tell. In the media and the fans, <laughs> when these managers just are like, nope, everyone be ready for Anaheim. It's like well, fuck, the, man. The the first race for East now is like the fifth round. It, yeah, it's, it, it's early. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I mean, it's I, still a month, but I I am a big believer in the first race should be a showdown. Some guy said that. Uh, uh, I don't mind that, that, except I mean, I think it's another way to to progress these two fifty riders to understanding that they need to be ready to go January but, but one Paul, or whatever. But Paul, what? What if we have an injury and then there goes our East Coast title because then our guy got hurt. injured? I don't know. Then don't Thank get you. hurt. <laughs> Thank you. That's the, that's the comeback from these guys. That shouldn't be a comeback. Right. Like that's the series. Like all right, all right. Well, then if you're worried about getting, if you're worried about it being injured for round five, then don't show up to round one and give away the points. That's my I don't answer. know, man. I'm with you. We just show up and race. I yes, I don't know, Steve. Show up and race. All right. Next question. 
Paul, did we set the bar too high with Team USA last year? Will we ever have the top three choices all willing and able to race again? Yes, I think so. But yeah, last year's team came together super easy and nice, and this year was the polar opposite on every level. But yeah, I think next year... wasn't easy last year, but it worked out. I thought it was pretty easy. I, I, mean, I thought I remember a lot of like back and forth, Justin Cooper or other guys battling. Or Barsha and Craig. Or, yeah, but hey, whatever. The I was the guy saying, look, you guys have lost eight years in a row doing the exact same thing. Put a 450 thing. guy on, yeah. What did you put? And, and USA used to win by putting a big bike guy on a small bike. And, and Italy won. few teams have won by doing that. Fucking put it, put Craig on. That's what I, And then Justin yeah. Cooper got really mad at me. But I was like, try something different. You guys have lost eight years in a row. Yeah. That was yeah. my thing. But yeah. Cooper rode great. I'm, yeah, I'm good I, I think those too. conversations were happening just because Cooper was not himself during he those times. That good. No, yeah, he hasn't. No. I think he was coming back from injury, maybe. Yeah, or something. yeah, yeah. So yeah. it was kind of like, let's wait and see if we can. And yeah, I think uh, as long as we have these SMX races and it's in Europe, you're going to have a bit of a problem getting the three best guys. This SMX yeah. thing is definitely yeah, more difficult oh, for yeah. designations. Right. This series is long. Yep. Like and we talked about that. Everyone's tired. Come yep. Los Angeles. I was tired. Me too. March and that two-day format, I think the teams hated it at the end of the year. I was not tired. Okay. <laughs> You're fake news. <laughs> Am I right about that, Steve? Or, sorry, Lars? The two-day format? Yeah. Good and bad. I think for those races, because the track was so different, it was nice having an extra two practices to mm. figure out bike setup. Yeah, the tracks were super super tough. So. Yeah, because that actually was one race where it mattered quite a bit because the joking. track was so different. Was but what was, it, what was the cost that it added? Not that much because we were there on Friday anyways. Mm. Okay. But they had us there like all day long, which we've already we they talked about, and they kind of changed for the last round, or even in Chicago, that um you know the the fans were in the pits for like forever, yeah, on a Friday, and so that was a little bit difficult. But it was nice showing up at like I think I don't think we showed up yeah. until like eleven. That was very Euro, huh? Yeah, that was kind of nice. When on sun- Saturday? Saturdays, so even though oh yeah, LA Coliseum, I showed up at nine. Yeah, because I was just great. like figured Supercross program format. <laughs> yeah. So it, even the, the the two day format didn't change it to like us fly, flying in on on Thursday. We already do that yep. anyways. Most of us. Oh okay. You're not a Friday Friday flying guy. Not very often. I usually come Thursdays. We yeah. You're setting up the tent. Wow. Yeah. You're doing the tent. Yeah. Wow. Right, I'm right in there. I'd like to I work for you. Why, yeah. I wonder why Honda. Jimmy wins. Perry just seemed their to always, team manager flies on yeah. Thursday. If I if I'm not busy doing something, I definitely want to be the guy to you know so the, the two guys. tents too. Two tents, but we focus on the one truck, so we just kill it at that truck, and then we let the mechanics and the crew chiefs, or not the crew chiefs, mechanics and that truck ever <laughs> do the, the tech truck because they they got that truck down. So now we really, oh okay, yeah, we crush it on that. Me, Drewski, Hutch, okay, Tom. Oh, so the uh, so the an management ex- guys do, do the an executive team. They do hospitality. Oh, okay, yeah. There's an executive team that handles one truck. Yeah, That's what yeah. It sounds like yeah, yeah, pretty right. much yeah. All right. Okay, Steve, last one. Is it Bush League that Brayton has no intent to race this year but held on to the number 10 in an effort to influence who it goes to? No. No. This has been my race tech rant, but if you hang on to it for one year, I'm fine with that. I'm good with that. But it's the other guys, 2-2, tickle, that hang on to it longer. I don't like that. Like, I get the one year. That's cool. And actually, Club MX was talking to Brayton about racing next year. Hmm. I don't think it ever happened, but they, he could have came back. But no, I'm fine with it. Just one year, though. That's it. Then let it go. One year. Done. Yep. Stop year after year after year. I agree. So, do you guys think three-digit numbers should be permanent? If you could pick a three-digit number? I think I do. 
Hmm. I think I'm okay with it. I don't. I don't see like if you want to be a three-digit number, who cares? Yeah, just do yeah, it. Like a lessee or yeah, yeah. yeah. The, only, sure. the only thing that got me pissed off when they did that was they wouldn't reassign the two-digit. So if you earned a two-digit and you took a three-digit number in one hundred, oh, they just went unused. Yeah, it just went unused. Oh. I didn't like that because getting a national number, if yeah. you don't respect it enough, they should give it to somebody who would. Right. Yeah. Hmm. All right. That's next round goggle tariffs. Choice of champions everywhere. X-Brand goggles. Choice of champions everywhere. Uh, all right. Race Tech rant of the night. I got a few of them. We can make it quick. We can make it simple. Pulp 23 is the code to save with the folks at Race Tech, the motor work, suspension work. Great guys. The, the gold valve started in like 1984. Still going. It's a revalve in a box. Tell them you listen to Pulp MX. They'll give you a deal. Thank you to the folks at uh, Race Tech. Race Tech rant. A uh, couple of them. Number one, uh, Cade Clayson, our buddy, and a few other people on social media. Uh, we're getting on Jorge Prado for running the number one uh, in his Racer X video on Supercross. Stop it. Stop it. You can't be serious. Stop it. it who cares? It's a fucking practice track. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're, he's number one MXGP rider in the world. He's got the number one plate for that. And he wants to wear one on a Supercross track while he practices. Who cares? Why is anybody? That can't be real, right? Oh, are... really? Are you serious? Oh, wow. Ah, just kind of a... Uh... He's a fucking world champion. Who cares what it's on his bike? In Moto- in he's MXGP? on a practice track in Marietta. In yeah, Supercross. He's, he's Who pra- cares? Yeah, he's, a, he's a practice track. It's a practice track. Guys used to get he's not showing up to Anaheim. This guy would have the number one on there when he's practicing for Supercross. Like if, I'm not okay. saying I agree with it, but it's a Look thing. It's passionate, too. Nah, yeah. Okay, That's Chase a, Sexton goes over to Lummel. Yeah. And yeah. shows up at Lummel, number one plate. No That's problem. That's all good? Who cares? Let him do it. He ain't going to look good. No He's going to be slow out there with a number Some one. Some guy with gardening gloves <laughs> is going to go past him. Yeah. <laughs> but but uh, uh, that's a true story. Timmy got passed by a guy with gardening gloves. Wow. We're like pra- a Lummel practice day. We were, yeah. practicing for, <laughs> we were practicing before Zolder. Yeah. Yeah, the guy lumberjack and gardening gloves blew by him. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, who cares? Like I like apparently people do. I know, but they're idiots. They are idiots. <laughs> but then I really respect your opinion, and you seem to care. So maybe... I don't. I don't. I don't care that much. Okay. And I mean, half of that was just to see that yeah, reaction exactly. that I got on a exactly. This is all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I knew why he was doing it. But I mean, like even then. Okay, this is another one. Okay. Same kind of thing. You are racing during the year, and this happened. Um, not not a big deal. You're racing during the year. You get the red plate. Your bike at home, immediately red plate on there and just practicing during the week? I'm okay with it. Especially if you bring home race plastic and it goes on yeah. your practice bike. And then you lose uh, it the next no, weekend? No, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. It's just kind of like, I, I, you can do whatever you want. Who cares? Yeah. yeah I agree. Who cares? But but it's kind of okay. like. But now, wait, you're, not, saying, not, you're saying practicing the week after with a red plate and you currently are the red plate holder. You just got the red plate. And you care enough to put red plate back on your for that Tuesday that when yeah. you ride well yeah. if the rider specifically asked for it like hey I earned the red place put on my practice bike yeah you're gay but that's what he's talking about no that's it's not gay. yes he is he's saying well if the rider asked for it that's gay yes uh, yeah who knows yes. if, that, if well, that's yeah. the deal but, but if it's like him. but if it's like the mechanic is like oh like yeah we take our race home stuff and we put on our practice bike like, I don't care yeah, I, I don't, don't think that's ever the case because these guys have practice bike mechanics at home. Whoever have red plates, I did it at Pro Circuit. That's yeah, different. Okay. Yeah. All right. Just wonder. Okay. Yeah. Can yeah. I let me go back at you now? Yeah. yeah. Sorry. It's you know what else is lame. <laughs> you win the you win the championship. And you run the number one in that year when you aren't the champion. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that, fuck. That, my friend, is lame. 
and you guys did that. No, but even if it's like you a historic moment and the rate the series is over, the defending champs are not at the race. Doesn't matter. It you can make all your sponsors extremely happy. Nope. Wear it the next year when you're the champ. Don't don't wear it in the year that you're not the champion and, and you're shitting on the guy that has the number one plate. Nope. I mean, I kind of get like it because it. Dean, Dean and I talked about this, about running number one at Paula. Mm. And I told him, I was like, I think it's a bit too much of a flex. Yep. Don't do it. <clears throat> I mean, we, we talked about it with, uh, with Jet, too. Yeah. You know, at the end of the Nationals. But it was mainly kind of joking around because so many people got Because Jorge raced the, the Moto2 with the number one, I believe. Did he? I think so. Oh. Well, he really likes that number one. <laughs> well, he clinched after one yeah. after yeah, first, yeah, yeah, yeah. first Moto, I think, right? And I want to listen. No, it, the, the, <clears throat> Tim Geyser is your champion until the start of the next year. So beat yeah, it. I, it, and Tomac's the champion. Yeah, beat it. you're respecting last <laughs> yeah, year's champion. You're respecting him yeah. exactly. You're like, yeah. hey man, I get that. I don't have this yet. You know, I'll have it next year. You know, I don't. I don't. So yeah, yeah. So if those guys ours. would have been there, it would have been no oh, way. So if know? they're just injured and dead, we can just move on. Yep. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> yep. It looked really cool. Tell you that, <laughs> sure did. <laughs> so, so, so it just, might. The suggestion might have come from sponsors. You never know. Just to recap, <laughs> we don't like the number one on a Supercross track. Yeah, you're not, no. But you don't. Care. I don't, don't like the number one when you're not Supercross champion. Yeah, yeah. And you don't like the number one. <laughs> this is why our sport's dumb. This is why we make fun of people when they show up in a rider's jersey at a race. This is the dumb, fickle crap of our sport. Yes, you show up like the week after in a motocross track, and you're and you you're wearing it because you won the motor MXGP championship. That's legit, you know. Like, but you go to a uh, a type of racing that you don't you've never even raced on. You got number one on. I just think that's a yeah. Way. But he hasn't raced nothing. He's practicing. Yeah, it's not his fault. There's video cameras everywhere. Okay. I mean, yeah. What's the what's the difference? Uh, who cares? I don't care. I yeah. Uh, nobody cares. Yeah. You think Jorge was gonna, like? You gonna, think Jorge was like, "Hey, before you put my bike in the crate and send it over to America to practice Supercross, make sure it has number one on it." He probably he might have. He might have. Yeah. He might have. I, 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 I don't know. I hope not, because then we'll make fun of him. But, but to 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 not uh, to to spit on and shit on Eli Tomac and just take that number one plate. And what are you talking about? And run it. Chase Sexton's a number the champion, is he not? No, but for outdoors for the Lawrences. Oh yeah, we didn't do it mainly because of respect for Eli. Yeah. Oh, I thought we're we talking, didn't even I ask, thought we're talking about Salt Lake City. They didn't run number one outdoors. S- Salt Lake City is what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Okay. Tomac, Supercross champion. No, we didn't no, run all the 450. No, not in the 450 class. Oh, oh. Yeah. Craig yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, Nichols. 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 Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm talking about, too. All of that. <laughs> uh, I don't like it. Uh, that's my race tech rant for that one. Uh, my next one is, again, directed at Lars. I can't really nail this one down because I get different – because. The goalposts always move on who's to blame for this, right? When I go around and I'm yelling and screaming, the goalposts are moving. I talk to Pelletier. I talk to Davey. I talk to teams. The goalposts are always moving. So I don't really know who to fucking blame for this. But I'm going to blame you, Lars, because you're here. (laughs) When we go to motocross the nations, we don't know what we're doing. We're unfamiliar with greats on outdoors. They're scary. We don't know what they're doing. We better run outdoor gates greats for outdoors this year. That's what I was told was the reason. What? The, the, re- teams, wait, the reason to go to greats? The teams requested the greats for outdoors because 
Of Desnations? Desnations. I, I, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. <laughs> Again, I said the goalposts move all the time. Come on. The teams care about Desnations that much? They're asking okay. for practice? Okay. All, give me a break. Okay, if you, if you take away the Desnations, the teams ask for greats outdoors because they don't want to develop new maps and they don't want to practice dirt starts and they already know what maps work in greats and let's make our lives easier and let's take motocross, a sport that's existed for 65 years, on dirt and let's make it an outdoor great, which is lame. I thought it's, it's just. Your fault. A, I thought it's because it's like it's so much quicker loading the gate. Yeah, it's more to do with that. It's, I think they it's just kind of told efficient. us, "Hey, we're going to do it," and everybody was like, "All right, cool." I, I, for us, it was. I, I don't. It doesn't matter to me. It was either way. In fact, you want you want to hear my opinion on what we should do? Yeah, you're going to like this one. Yeah. <laughs> this is what I think we should do. Every track has their 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 own uh, option of what they can do. I think that one track should have concrete starts. Oh, I think one should have dirt start. And they can have the the great start. You have all three. You do a couple yeah, races yeah, just, with one or whatever. Around, right, because right. guys are better, like K-Dub back in the day off concrete. Like he was good at that. Mm-hmm. I, I love concrete starts. Some guys probably from I Florida like hate them. I yep, get the hot yep, rubber all point. over me. I hated the hot rubber all over me. I like being able to warm my tire up, getting at that, that point. What about the hot rubber sitting all up over way you? more. I don't know how you're getting hot rubber. Yeah, what are you talking about? What you're you're holding your ru- are you you're, down you're, there with your mouth on the wheel or something? You're holding your rider's fender while he's trying to do a burnout, and he's smoking you out. I never had that. I've never had that issue. Yeah, I don't know, <laughs> but I I like that what you know bleaching, <laughs> having uh, the riders have some options on. Uh, okay, you know, I'm fine with that. Yeah. are you so on the show right now, October thirtieth? <laughs> Are you saying? I feel like this light is like this interrogation. Are you saying? No, 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 no. I feel like this is a cue that he that he is queuing up Roto. Like, hey, these are the clips I want on Instagram. Are you saying these ones? Are you saying you are not for the outdoor motocross greats? You are not for them. I wasn't for or against them. Nobody came to me and said, "Hey, next year, what are we doing?" I, not that I can remember. Right. I don't remember this being in in the team manager meeting or steering committee meeting or anything like that, where they're like, "Hey, what about?" Greats for next year outdoors. I mean, maybe we talked about it at some point, but I don't remember a whole team of people or the teams coming together going, yeah, we need them for outdoors too, especially not for because of motocross nation. nation. That's, I guarantee that's you that's not it. That's the biggest bullshit line I've heard. Again, I told you, the, the goalposts move. Like, you run around in the media. This is why it's tough to be a media guy sometimes because you run around and you ask people in charge, very important people, and they either just lie to you or they don't know and you just run around. And I'm, I'm trying to run around like – why the fuck do we have greats outdoors? Like, what's the problem? What's going on? Like, we have uh, start maps, and we have hole shot devices, and we have uh, blocks, and we have rear rear hole shot devices, and we have lights. We have fucking every like. But what that's, happened? That's the now we got greats. Ra- that's the evolution of racing, though. Like that's evolution just like- is not having starting on dirt. No, put, no, not necessarily fix, the greats. Fix your bike, please. All the other things you mentioned. Okay. All the other things you. That's mentioned. fine. Can we just not? Can we at least just have fucking dirt back? I'm a fan of dirt. Okay. I feel like it does take right, Lars, away. What's the? I apologize for thinking it was you. <laughs> yeah. No, that's fine. I'll take it. But what? Like, what do you love so much about dirt? Just the technique is different. Yeah, it's, it's just called motocross. It's starting on dirt. That's what happens. Yeah. So it's supercross just, though is fine. I mean, I get the supercross part because it's dirt brought in. Like you know, they only have so mi- so much dirt there. So I get supercross because it is, uh, you know, a pain in the ass to keep maintaining during no. the night. Mm-mm. Well, I understand it. Okay, I can understand it. But dirt, but motocross, there's no. It's just fucking dirt. There's, I mean, no- there's just fucking dirt in supercross too. No, I, don't, I don't understand this argument at all. Well, Paul, Paul, are you familiar with the dirt getting down to the plywood? No, I'm not familiar at all. Never seen it. Well, that's odd. You were a mechanic for a long time. I'm I think the start? you understand that. <laughs> 
I was being sarcastic right there. I know one. you were. No, I know. But and, I have, but yes, but I've literally. never seen it on a starting line ever. No, I understand that. You ha- I haven't I haven't seen it on a starting line either. But the possibility exists that these ruts get that that far down on a starting line. It, no, because you it, fix them all the yeah, time. Yeah, the, the, that's but, the one part. But, as a mechanic, dude, I might as well have written caterpillar on the side of my right foot with Chad. Like we had to like dig so much dirt out for him because he had to start with the little left. My toes still hurt, so I'm good with the great. Did you wear those stupid boots? I wore like the Alpine Star Low Boys yeah, with yeah. like, or the Fox ones, I think, uh, with uh, the metal steel yeah, toes, and they're yeah. you know ridiculous. Yeah, so that that part, I, I mean, I don't, sixty-five I don't, horsepower, to be honest, and you're, you're, I don't really care, dude. Yeah, I'm the manager, I don't have to do that. <laughs> oh God! Wow. See, Jen. Wow, there we go. I'm the, you know, it took it took almost four hours, and now it's come out. Yeah, now it's here. Absolutely. Uh, all right, that's my race tech rant uh, of the night. Race tech. What's that? Rant. That's my. That wild, was the wildcat that's rant. Wildcat racing. Okay. Yeah. Right there. It's me, wildcat. Got it. Uh, uh, <laughs> all right, uh, Lars Lindstrom, Paul Parabinos here. Uh, Lars, I want to talk to you a little bit. We got the motorsport.com tweet at uh, tit segment coming up as well. Uh, we got a lot of questions for Lars. Not much for Paul or I. Darn it. Yeah, it's fine. A lot of me. questions for you. Um, but no, hey man. Uh, again, getting back to your roots a little bit. You started as a test bike test bike mechanic, and worked your way up. You're a race mechanic for a little while. You've done a lot of jobs there. Your dad was a team manager. It must be pretty cool for you know. Again, you haven't jumped around. It's always been Honda for you, right? You rode Hondas, everything. Well, what? Well, I worked for Chad for five uh, years. Oh, okay. And yeah. it was Cowie for two of those. Oh, that was it. Okay. All right. Well, well, close enough. Yeah, I'll take it. Um, must be cool to be team manager of HRC Honda. Um, and like you said, Eric Kehill, right? Dan Bentley, Cliff White. You go down the line of the great Dave Arnold, Roger Coster, yeah. right? Yeah, uh, your dad. So it must be pretty cool to, to ascend to this position. Yeah. No, it's really cool. I, I, I think when I first started, and I, I don't even think I can, you can call me a test bike mechanic because I was – Nobody would let me near a bike, and I don't blame them when really? I started. Yeah, because okay, I was, yeah. I was a, yeah. you know. You just drove the white whale? I was whale? just a kid that wanted to ride dirt bikes, you know. Like, <laughs> I, didn't, I hadn't figured anything out when I was 19 or whatever it was. Um, but, um, but yeah, I didn't really dream of doing that. I, I guess I didn't really even um, think of it as a possibility because of the guys that were my predecessors, you know. Like, mm-hmm. they're guys that I had tons of respect for. and and um, But then, you know, one thing happened, you know, after the other. And like I said, the whole experience with Tutu, I learned way more doing that, you know, with all the different areas. um, Because everybody did everything there, right? Yeah. I mean, when I was working on a factory team or working at Honda, you know, you have your specific role. And you don't really go outside of those lines very much, you know. Like, Mm -hmm. when I went to work for Chad, I had to do, you know, I had to call sponsors and line up this and logistics and parts and get all that handled. Tablecloths. Yeah, yeah, tablecloth. You guys got tablecloth yeah, stolen? No, that was Davos. That's <laughs> yeah. why he was so passionate. Um, but anyways, um, that that you know, and then getting to work with Mitch Payton, you know, and yeah. and when I met Paul and all those guys, you know, I learned so many different things that I wouldn't have known, and so much responsibility like on me, and there was only two or three of us on the team. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that's kind of that really like opened gr- your eyes a lot. Oh, yeah, and I yeah. grew up quite a bit. I, I probably matured a lot, and then. Uh, you know, a couple of different positions at Honda, and then the crew chief job that I got in nineteen, yeah, um, was probably the biggest step I'd taken for you know for a long time. I mean, a lot of responsibility, learned a ton, and then um, and then Eric kind of groomed me without me knowing it, and so yeah, I um, think Eric was the like a, maybe the guy who told when he was leaving. Yeah, hundred oh, percent. Okay, I yep. know that. Yeah, yep. yeah, he and even he told me at uh, at Hangtown twenty one there, you know, at the end of the day or whatever he said, he said. Um, 
I forget, I forget exactly. What, I think he said um, next year's gonna be good for you. It's gonna be really good for you. And I'm, oh, really? And I'm like, what do you mean? And I asked him. I'm like, are you are you leaving? You know? And he's he's like. No, no. (laughs) And then like two days later, he's like, hey, I'm leaving. (laughs) But obviously, you know, he was in a weird spot there. So, um, uh, so anyways, yeah, that, that that whole experience was a trip. I never really thought of it, like I said. And, um, obviously I've gotten really lucky with the the riders that they handed off, uh, to me and, um, it's gone better than I could have ever dreamed. Right. So how, uh, what's the biggest thing you deal with positively or negatively? Uh, as a manager that you didn't think about beforehand, like where you're just like, Oh my God, like at this again, or, or like, like, like I talked to somebody else about this and they told me, dude, truck driver fights. This truck driver hates this truck driver. This truck driver <laughs> doesn't like the parking spot. This truck, you know, like, yeah, they're like truck driver fights. I'm like, what? Just something like that. Like that's a big part of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> wow. Maybe this is it. Yeah, yeah. No, but you know, there's things like that that you're like, yeah. didn't realize that yeah. you had to deal there's with. There's stuff like that. And then, one thing that I, I can mention, or I, I wouldn't mind knowing, we're not going to get into this all that right now, but like oh, okay. every team, the the team manager for, for Honda might not do the same job as the team manager for yeah. KTM or, mm-hmm. or Pro Circuit or whatever. Like, it's pretty funny to see, like when they make, Caroli, good example, how much experience does he have in like doing does he does he know how to work parts, on right on excel or, yeah, or yeah. on powerpoint can can he yeah present budget you know things and, and make spreadsheets and like what what is he actually yeah doing so the team manager right. position is kind of loose i feel like it is for yeah. what it actually means and 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 uh so for me like the one thing one of the things is like expense reports getting them all from all the guys on the team and you can imagine a bunch of guys on on the team that don't really their yeah. main focus is not to like get on a computer and yeah. like so Fucking Jordy. <laughs> Jordy's really good actually. Uh, damn it. <laughs> yeah. Um but anyway, so so dealing with that and then, you know, trying to find any mistakes because once it goes through the system, if there's something wrong, then it yeah, comes yeah. back and it's yeah. luckily I work with an awesome uh uh Trish. Yeah. Um, I want to, I call her lady. She's not really a lady, although is she, but she kind of, um, <laughs> I mean, she's, 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 a, she's a lady. Yeah. She, she's <laughs> awesome. She, she works with me in my office and she okay. helps me with all these things that yeah, yeah. people don't really think I probably right. have to deal with yep. when it comes to payments. Oh my gosh. Like there's going through a corporate company like Honda, you know, yeah. just making somebody a vendor, the, the amount of time and all the things and the, Getting their W nine, like do, doing all of these different yeah. things and jumping through the hoops that you have. So to you're do probably not in the shop as much as you think somebody would think you'd be in the shop. Like you're not in the shop as much. No, right? No, I wish I was. Right. I, I, uh, there's some things like that that are definitely um, not the glamorous or the fun thing right. to do. Um, but it's takes a lot of my time for sure. I'm on the computer a lot more than probably people think, and then trying to keep my inbox from being. <laughs> That you know, this yeah. is is pretty tough too. So Gothic J could do an expense report in in no time flat. Gothic, Gothic J would just eat two thousand dollars on a flight and be like, "Yeah, it's all right. I got upgraded first. I bought it." Gothic, hey, at the Yamaha, we got thirty bucks a meal, but you could just you got buy, three, three meals though. Yeah, okay, thirty bucks a meal. Gothic would not eat breakfast or lunch. Ninety dollars of sushi. Like, just that's his move. Yeah, I'm doing ninety dollars in sushi tonight. You're it. like, you're like, you're five foot tall, a hundred pounds. Where'd yeah. you put the ninety dollars in sushi? Oh, so good. Yeah. I got a yeah. whole lobster, Mathis. I got a whole lobster. Yeah, it was probably still alive <laughs> yeah. too. Like he, the, the weirder the better for Jay. You know? Yeah, but yeah, Gothic because we would do our expense reports as mechanics. And we'd just sit down at our benches and we'd do them at Yamaha, staple everything, you know, do yep. all that. And he would be he would be done his so quick. 
You're like, he just wouldn't spend anything or what? I don't know. I don't know what Gothic did. He just he ripped through his expense reports. He would be just fine though. Like losing tons of money and, and and like he's he's pretty awesome when it comes to like he's taking us all to lunch for for the season just because he wants to, like wow. he's so cool like that you know like right um he's just super nice when it comes to those kind of things and he, yeah. he but he does not so, mind losing the ton of, like he will buy a flight for three thousand dollars everybody else's flight was like six hundred he bought a first class flight and he'll just expense that six hundred bucks to eat wow. the rest you know just because yeah. he wanted the status yeah wow or the nice flight to wherever so. so and then how much of it uh for you is dealing with the personalities on the team and hey this mechanic yeah, and this, yeah like this guy did this and this guy's not coming to work like or just not coming to work but you know he's coming in late like all that personality stuff right like, yeah that's, that's a, lot. a lot yeah and i think that's where i, I can't do see you being a dick at all though. well i think that's one of my strengths is dealing with different personalities okay. like like i can deal with some real assholes i'm gonna say i'm gonna cuss and he has patience like, too like steve you know wow um uh, Okay. You know, just being honest. Well, like Dan Bentley. Like, Dan would just tell you to fuck off and, like, this is how it's going to be and get the hell out of my office, right? Dan. Like, but, that's how he would marks. be. But yeah. you have patience, too, because you we've obviously talked about things and you've yeah. talked about situations. And, and I've I've been like Jen before. I'm like, dude, clip, whatever. Like, end yeah. it. It's, it <laughs> this is, like, this is, you're driving yourself nuts and yeah. the rest of the team because of it. And it took months for it to happen because yeah. he's. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I definitely have a lot of patience from my mom for sure, but um, but yeah, that is a lot it's dealing a lot, with dealing yeah. with personalities is. Um, but right now we got we got a pretty awesome team, F- like you know. <laughs> yeah, and, and Shane's the same way, right? He's he's pretty pretty cool all around to get along. Yeah, just to, don't let him start talking about politics, you know. Yeah. Um. So uh, yeah, it's it's a lot for for yourself to manage, and then you got to you know. The riders and the dads, right? Kier and Dazzy are pretty tough guys, and they have ways they want to do things. And I'm sure there's times where you're like, yeah, hey, man, we can't uh, run that uh, Works Connection perch on there. You just can't. We don't have a – like, uh, that's a bad example. But whatever. We can't run this company's uh, radiator brace or whatever because we don't have a deal with them, and we don't test it. We don't know what it is. Stop putting that on your bike during the week. Yeah. Things like that. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, because they're both strong personalities, and they're smart guys. But they got to maybe don't always play by corporate Honda rules. But but when it comes to those, I think we do a good job um, with when it comes to those kind of issues. We'll be like, all right, we can't run that, but let's accomplish the same thing by doing it a different way. And let's work with you. If you think that's a big deal, we'll make that happen somehow. Yeah, and I think we did that a lot. Uh, for for yeah, all like of them. we talked about with Kenny and the clamps and Shane, yeah Shane, Shane yeah or whatever yeah. it is yeah. you know like the the suspension or different directions or whatever it is yeah um, we've always been able to make that happen so um, but yeah dealing with all that is definitely uh, takes a lot of patience and um, yeah just you know yeah. Um, what I what I really love about you too is um, like again your dad was team manager your reverence for Cliff White and Dave Arnold. Like it's high, like he's oh, yeah. got, and you know the history of Honda, and you know the sport, and I think again we talk about that Carmichael curse and all that. I got a feeling that you appreciate that winning with Honda and breaking that curse or whatever you want to call it because of the Honda history that you grew up with and around. I think that's pretty cool. That would be that'd be like you know a lifetime Yankee fan managing the New York New York Yankees. Mm-hmm. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. that kind of thing For where you you're with like. The Leafs. Me with the Leafs. Yep, I would probably yep, turn yep. him into a winner. Um, <laughs> or McDaniels with the Dolphins. Why, was he a Dolphins guy? He he started out as a water boy. 
Oh, he, he like, did? came from the bottom. He's a great story. He water boy for the Dolphins? No, not for the Dolphins. He's been oh. all around the NFL, oh, but he oh, started out as a water, water boy. boy. Okay, yeah, which I think is pretty impressive. He's a goddamn head coach. Right. Well, I think it was impressive that Lars used to just drive the white whale, and now he's team manager. That's what I mean. He swept the floor. No, but you know what I mean. I love that about you. There's some managers that are just like there. They're 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 button pushers or whatever you, you, you know honda and you know the history and you know the people that have come through there and it makes you probably soak this in a little bit more yeah no you know? definitely i mean yeah, i yeah. yeah i've been a honda guy my dad worked for honda too you know so um uh, even before before he was a team manager and then after in the auto division so i grew up as a honda guy my brother's road and honda, whatever yeah um and uh so yeah it means a lot to me to have to do that, to get to do that and winning that 450 championship with chase was uh was super special and kind of surreal and um to be honest i don't even know if it still has really sunk in because you know the weekend after we're we're already going yeah. doing something else so um but um but yeah all the guys that i worked with and getting texts from all of them um after that and th- this whole year has been it's just stuff like that is really cool and i do yeah. appreciate it yeah 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 i mean exactly like like i i i'm, I'm with you like <clears throat> cliff white and dave arnold like they're just they're, they're legends, right? Yeah. And all the things they've done. And they're, they're real mechanics, too. They're not parts changers. Right. You know? They don't have summer crosswinds, but they got almost <laughs> everything else. Um, d- yeah, those guys are those guys are icons. And I don't care. I won't hear anything about it. You know, like, they're, they're greats. Yep. And when, when Steve asked you the question earlier of as to, or maybe it was a, a, a tweet question, on which rider has the biggest spot in your heart i almost thought you were going to say chase because i know how much that yeah. meant to you because you've he's talked to me about it because i know he's such a honda man yeah. like company man through and through and i know that that championship was a massive massive deal for that company totally yeah 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 i mean uh um, you hated the way to win it with eli going out with an injury right yeah that sucked because eli's an all-timer and a great guy but also you could be like well chase was faster yeah. practices the heats that was a legitimate title yeah, like, that was like, a legitimate like, title win like you had to be there to like, capitalize we, i think we had you on the show <laughs> after and you're like that's not the way we want to win it but chase was great and, yeah you know i mean he qualified like the fastest 14th out of 14 out of 17 times or something yeah. like he, he 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 was clearly the guy and there's you know obviously some of those things that he did were yep. put him a little bit behind but also the penalty and um detroit or whatever it was stuff like that that happened yeah kind of a little bit out of our control but um but anyways, yeah, it, th- that one did mean a lot, and and uh, so yeah, Chase will always have a special yeah. place for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, any um, re- regrets is the wrong word. Uh, any? Um, do you wish the Kenny thing would have ended differently, or better, or? Yeah, I know? do. I yeah. mean, I, yeah, it, it kind of sucked the way that it ended for sure. Because Kenny is another guy that you know we sp- I spent a lot of time with him and worked a lot and i like kenny a lot too you know me and him are still still cool and and um and talk quite a bit so um yeah it was kind of lame the way it ended i mean it uh yeah what do you say if 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 he doesn't put out that post with the the broken bike and all that does does that change things um no probably i mean well i mean that wasn't you know no i know it wasn't the straw but yeah um, but you know what i mean like at that point i felt like you guys were over him. He was over you, and it was time to go. Well, I mean, I think if I mean we could have, it would have easily been could've Kenny on the team it. again. You could've know, like it, yeah. yeah, if he did. Yeah. You know, I think that World Supercross thing that he he wanted to do was kind of the the straw that broke the camel's well, back. What, you know, what but if, what if that doesn't happen? <clears throat> he resigns. Chase is moving up, and now there's no home for Jet. Well, there is a home, but yeah, there'd be home. A th- yeah, a three guy team, I guess. Yeah, I mean, well, this year would have been it would have been Supercross only for Ken, anyways. Oh, okay, yeah. So it would have yeah. just been, we wouldn't have Hunter would have went outdoors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Outdoors 450, yeah. Um, 
I still think moving Sexton up to 450 outdoors was a bad move, but uh, what do I know? Yeah. Proved you wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I remember when you guys did that. I'm like, what? So what do you think about the Hunter Lawrence move then? Yeah, it's fine. The, the dude's 25 years old. He's oh. 24. Okay, turn to 25. <laughs> he's, he's tw- when you're talking about a 10-year window, one year does matter. Yeah. He's 24 years old. He's raced all over the world. Like, he's fine. Yeah. So it's he's, age he's a lot of times for you. Experience. Experience. You know, that's, yeah. Because I would say his experience is light. Because when you're RJ Hampshire yeah. and you're 30 years old and you're on a factory, and I love RJ, but, but when you're 30 <clears throat> on a factory bike racing against 20-year-olds, like you should be doing really well. You just should be. You're just you're that much experience. You're so ready. You, so you think Hunter has the experience of a 24 year old too? Even all the yeah, all the races yeah, he's I'd missed and the time see, he's I'd missed. I'd be curious in to see how many total 250 Supercross races he has. I don't know off the top of my head how mm-hmm. many he's got in his in his class. It's got about less, a ton. less than 20, right? You think around 20 probably? No, because he was no, tied with Jet for wins at 14 or something. I mean, he's done three years now. Yeah, but he wasn't he injured for Marks can look this up. Yeah, Marks. Not, not three. I mean twenty one, twenty two, twenty three. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go twenty two. Twenty two so races. Twenty two races. We're just talking supercross. Yeah. Supercross is only. Yeah. Right. Hunter Give me a minute. Yeah. Uh by the way, uh I want to thank the folks at MTX Breaking Paul. I got to get you some of these. I, I got them on we, the bike right now. Oh, you do? Yeah. How'd you get them? Uh, you gave them to me last time I was up here. Oh. Took me a while for them to work their way onto my bike, but they're there now. Oh. Everything's great. Okay. And what do you think? I'm happy now. At the first two rides, I don't know if it was the brakes, but I changed a lot of parts at once. I okay. had new rotors and everything. Oh, don't 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 pull it. Don't you, do that. You're right. Any testing? Everything's great that. now. Everything's great now. Took a while to bed in, you but know, I think that was rotors. Uh, I have TRP. I got a brand new Taser, and I've been riding it. And uh, I don't. I love the TRP brakes. Yep. With the MTX pads, but the first two rides, I didn't like them either, and they broke in. I think it was the rotors. Okay. Yeah. That's where I was at. But right. Now everything's fine. Okay. MTX braking. Uh, check them out. Uh, code PulpMX for an introductory pulp deal. Uh, they are available in over 800 power sports dealers as well, inspired by motocross and power sports. MTX brought, brought better braking tech into brake pads for mountain and road bikes. Make your mountain bike brakes better, more power, better modulation, while remaining dead silent. Two compounds, uh, gold and red. Uh, okay, 31 uh, career. Wow, supercross I was way low. Yeah. Wow, 31. 31. I, I wouldn't have guessed that many. It's higher than I thought, obviously. He's ready. Well, obviously, yep. sign okay, him up. Clearly. MTX breaking, pulp mix code. Uh, motorsport.com, tweet at tit segment. Let's do this. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this important bulletin from motorsport.com. It's the tweets at tits QA segment where your twatted questions find answers. It is funny how tits always ends up whenever you're in. Yeah, I, I know we work on that. Oh, you guys do. We did. We did this time. It was subliminal this time. Yeah. It's it's odd because he dipped his finger in your sauce and you thought. I you think were we angry. bonded over it. Okay, because yeah, sure. he appreciated how I reacted. Friends, it was honest. Friends go through things. It was yeah. He okay. was like he was he won't do it again. He knows where I stand probably, on that subject. Probably won't. Yeah. Motorsport.com. <laughs> OEM and aftermarket parts. If you want to buy anything for your uh, Blue Crew bike or Honda, uh, go to motorsport.com. OEM and aftermarket parts. Great prices, free shipping, and everything, everything over 79 bucks. And uh, yeah, man, we. I don't think they'd get a blowjob before we the main event. We appreciate the guys at motorsport.com. These questions, uh, Lars, are submitted by people on at Public Show on Twitter or X, if you will. And uh, Tits picks the best ones. A lot of questions for you. A lot of questions for you, Lars. So yep. he had his finger in his butt. Uh, <laughs> we'll start off with Adam's <laughs> elbow. Steve Cooksey is saying Roxon nixed Ferrandis to Hep. Is this true? How likely is Dylan Ferrandis to Phoenix Honda? 
Yeah, Next we talked question. about this earlier. Yeah, I said this. Phoenix Honda. Yeah. Oh, did you? Yep. Okay. He doesn't pay Didn't hear that part. Yeah. Lars from Craig Foster. Uh, is HRC preventing Jet Hunter from riding the Melbourne WSX round? Straight answer, please. <laughs> straight, <laughs> straight answer, please. No crooked answers. Uh, no. I mean, we we didn't even get the request to do that, so I guess we didn't. Can't stop them if they don't ask. That's exactly right. Um, yeah, I mean, we talked about the world thing earlier. I, I just, the FIM is really just... The OEMs don't want to support the FIM, and I and I agree with that. I think that's fine. I don't think that's accurate. They support uh, the o, OEM supports the FIM in yeah, Moto, but MotoGP, no, but not for MXGP, not for World Supercross. World Supercross. Yeah, they're yeah. like they're like we have a Supercross series in America. Yeah, it's a good. That's one. That's the one we do. Yeah, it's yep. a good. It's a good it's one. A great one. And we're not. We already didn't like FIM in AMA Supercross. I mean, look at all the fucked up drug suspensions and all yeah. the thing that they did. Yeah, yeah. So I I think if I'm if I'm the OEM. I, I feel exactly at home with like we're not supporting your series. We they have, have a a, they already series. have a great product yes. to market Supercross. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know what? We are American Honda, so we are Honda in yeah. the North America here, right? Or whatever. If Honda Japan wanted to go super to, to support World Supercross, that's fine. That's yeah. on them. We are American Honda, yeah. so we're going to well, do. Why a, would we sub- do our series and then do another series? Why? Right. Yeah. 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 Not that's, with our guys. I mean, I mean, yeah. that's not like, established. That doesn't I mean, have yeah. all the best riders. That doesn't. Yeah. 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 Uh, from Bryce, Steve, what are Mookie's expectations for this Supercross season? Does he ever get a 450 main win? I was just talking to an industry insider about Mookie, and they were telling me he's turning 30. Is that right? Probably. Marks? <laughs> <laughs> I Listen, knew he was up there. Just come up with a fake number. I did. I knew he. Mookie is definitely 29, 28, 29. Okay, so what's that mean, though? His he's age? He's turning 38. He's 31. 31. Okay. Uh-huh. So what's that mean? Eli Tomac just won the Supercross title at what age? 30, right? Okay, but Mookie's never won a race. Yeah, I'm just... So <clears throat> the question is about will he win a race? He's missed a year due to injury. As you get older, it gets harder and harder. I'm not sure, man. I don't know if he will. Like, So you think it's getting to the point where his uh, yeah. age is catching up, I, and if I, he hasn't done it yet, it, yes, it's not going to happen I agree. Thing. Yes, that's, okay. You don't see too many first-time winners like at 31 Brayton, years old. Like right. a Brayton story yeah. is very rare. Very rare. Yeah. Right. There's Brayton... <clears throat> Uh, fuck, I can't even... Like, LaRocco was the oldest How old was 33. Ram- How old was Ramsey when he won? He wasn't 30. Not that old, I don't okay. think. Yeah. Um. But, but anyways, so yeah, I mean, I love Mookie. He did not look as good on the Husqvarna. Him and Craig did not look as good. There's no doubt. I don't know why. They, all of a sudden, their whoop speed went from, you know... Great to good? Unbelievable, really, yeah. that one year with Malcolm. Right, like, yeah. Yeah. Like, their whoop speed went from... How's the phone? It's good? Everything? Okay. Told you. I, this Maybe. is notes. I told him this, and I told him beforehand. <laughs> I was like, "He's his pet peeve is the phones," and I, and I was like, I'm, "But I'm taking." Am notes. I not engaged? Are we not talking? A lot of looking down at the phone, but you're a first timer, so we let it go. Yeah, but this is because I'm getting information from like Steve Edwards and these guys. So. No, from stuff I ever know. Okay, all right. Listen, so <laughs> I don't know what happened to Craig and Mookie's whoop speed. That went away on the Husqvarna. I don't know if it'll be back. Phone. And so yeah, it's gonna be tough. So I. It, not is there a, vote me in as tough okay <laughs> uh it's from, a mark that right away yeah uh cheddar bugs 67 lars with jet hunter and now joe you will likely be going to the mxdn with three riders every year for the foreseeable future 
Is there any worry of them getting burned out by having a shorter off season and having to attend each year? The the thing about motocross the nations is that we just did 31 races and you know the SMX races were a lot. We went to motocross the nations and everybody was so jacked to be there that it was rejuvenating. I mean, it would like it's not doesn't feel as much work to go there once you're there one even like yeah the prepping has sucks because you're getting everything ready you're trying to figure out you haven't finished the one series but you still need bikes to ship yeah, to the nations ship, yeah. so you got to build bikes out of either parts or practice bikes or do your best the shipping's a pain um but like that event was it's it's magic huh? when you're there like the the amount of just the different feel the the cooperation we have with the G- gp guys over there it was awesome the relationships that you can build and 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 uh things like that um and then just i don't know i'm just a huge fan of that of that race and so are our current riders right now um so yeah i i look forward to actually being able to go to to more of them um but yeah i mean it is a shorter off season um right now it's not a big deal because our bike isn't changing so we the development that we had to do is we're pretty good when it next year it might be a little bit more difficult because we're gonna have to do more uh development um so anyways yeah We'll see. Mm. Um, yeah, so uh, what, what I was going to say earlier was Berluti never worked for Team USA <laughs> and would never wear another country's team shirt. Right. And he used to yell at them. Australian, uh, uh, French, they should all yell at me. I ain't fucking wearing your team shirt. <laughs> I, I, didn't wear yeah, my, I, didn't, I didn't wear the GB shirt when, when I was helping. I wore my PC shirt. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Good for you. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, from Thanks for weighing in. Moto Fan 254, Paul. Like, this is just for Paul, but I would like to get uh, Lars in on as well. What was your uh, best year bonus. as a mechanic, okay. money wise, all in with salary and bonuses? 2011. I'm not telling him how much, but 2011. Um, Did you make six figures in oh, 20? Probably not. No, just, like just short, probably. Making just short four, of that, yeah. Making 40 with PC. A little more than that, but right. yeah. yeah. That was the year bonuses were almost equal to salary. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, when I worked for all the guys that I worked for, I didn't really get any bonus money. Really? Yeah. That's I mean, it. Chad paid me a really good salary. Yeah. And so I was pretty stoked on that. So, yeah. and then he obviously the way that his he was owning the team, yeah. everything he was doing, he was putting a lot of money into the team. So, yeah, he I'd, treated all you guys well with per diems and all that, right? And all that. Um, I mean, what? he he ran it like a real race yeah. team, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, I never asked. I'm not, I didn't really want to. I mean, if he wanted to give me a bonus, and that that right. was his, that was his, you know, prerogative or whatever. But I, yeah. And then the guys that I worked for before. Um, I mean, Jeremy paid me like when we went to like some you know races overseas yep. and stuff like that. Um, you were actually the mechanic for Jeremy's last ever race, like yeah, Genoa. Was that the last when one? he crashed on a KTM? No, on a Honda. He crashed. Hmm. Okay, sure. I he can't was, remember. Actually, it was like the one time he 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 told me he was done with Supercross. He's like, I I crashed. He weeded up. That was like that was after his his yeah, yeah. Supercross like things. At yeah, San Diego that was all after O five and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I remember going to Genoa with him. Like, maybe it was Genoa. Maybe it was yeah. something else. Anyways, he told yeah. me he's like, ah, eh, I'm done. Like, mm. yeah, he was forty years or whatever old. He right, was right, 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 right. Yeah. Um, so did you make six figures with Chad? No. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, but he had, yeah, you I remember you you had good salary that year. Well, yeah, we guys, had, I made 42 grand at Yamaha. So soak that in. Yeah, I think I made 30 grand what'd the first get, year I started. What did you get in Timmy bonuses? Oh, I don't want to talk about that. Not great. No. No. No, I'm still a little bitter. 
Yeah. I mean, we're, we're buddies, but yeah. <laughs> he made, well, 04, 05, he was injured both years. We sucked balls. He never even got in the box. Sucked. 03, though, I figure he made, rough math, about 300K in bonuses. I don't expect 30K, but that would have been pretty nice. But I didn't expect that. But he gave me eight. Mm. And I was work, making 42 at Yamaha, and I was like, ah, oh, dude, this. Brought you up to 50. I guess. It's probably how Timmy looked at it. Yeah. <laughs> Some guys are opposite, right? Like um, uh, Jason Lawrence, my, uh, when um, I'm blanking on his name right now, my buddy that worked for him, um, he gave him like 10% of everything. Won the championship, yeah. 50 grand. Really? Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's Straight nice. Straight up. And um, we spent most of that at the after party. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. When I worked for Nick in 02, I got 10% of contingency. Purse money and uh, something else. Yeah. Hmm. Three things of 10%, and it was great. And then, um, Ryan Morris was awesome yeah. with me for that. Yeah. I mean, he'd we'd get a, a podium at this weekend, and he'd show up with a check the following yeah. weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nick's, like, Nick's like mom that. would mail them. And, and we were getting podiums every weekend. It was so cool. Yep. Good times. <laughs> what do you do for bonuses? For the, do you bonus the team out? Yeah. Everybody we have like a bonuses? bonus program yeah. that Honda pays at. Right. That's right. cool. Yeah, because that was a. Uh, didn't Ricky have two hundred bucks every time? I think his was three twenty five. Three twenty five. Every that was, for me, it that was two hundred. Remember, he had three twenty five butt patch. Yeah, that's I what made everyone two hundred though. You, you didn't even get the three full three twenty five. No, because no, when they signed me up, they're like, "This is going to be the next thing for the ne- next year." So uh, we're going to start with you. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, I was just the guy that was like, you know, listen, yeah. I, I you, don't, you don't deserve three. I would have loved that with with Reedy because I got nothing. Yeah. Chad, Chad bonused everyone on the team but me. Yeah, Oof. everyone. Gothic Jay got money, and Gothic didn't do fuck all. Wait a second. There was three riders on the team. Yeah. You worked for Timmy. Yeah. Who, who who else was? DV. DV's mechanic got Gothic. bonus. Gothic? Yeah. Got bonus money, and you yeah. didn't? Yep. Wow. That's yeah. literally like pointing That's, at no, you like Chad fuck No, Chad and I off. did not get along. I could yeah, see that. Yeah, we did not now. like each other. <laughs> the, the best bonus that I got was for was from Ben Bostrom, and that was for Supermoto Championship in like 03. One race, won the championship, <laughs> gave me 1000 bucks. Oh, yeah? And he, you know, the other guy's also whatever yeah and i was stoked as most i'd made whatever um and then i said hey i was into road racing at the time i'm like i'd really like a set of your used leathers yeah which were his were really cool for honda yep and he's like the nicest guy and like no no worries man like yeah keep the thousand here's a set of my leather you know like he's like the coolest yeah so give me a set of bitchin leathers gloves oh that's boots the whole get up yeah i was wrapped i uh i I, I, I see him out mountain biking every now and then out here he lives out here he's a legend yeah so you He's guys, got all the you guys didn't do very well with bonuses. I guess that's you have to get to championship level to, <laughs> to do better with. So bonuses. Timmy won summer cross for twenty five k. I've told this story a bunch. <laughs> no, get out of here. No, 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 no. <laughs> I mean the bonus story. Okay, okay. So he won twenty five thousand dollars because McGrath crashed and Timmy won. Right? He gave me no money forever. The longest, and he kept saying, "I'm like, you owe me some money for that." And he was the beat. Yeah, no, no, no. And he never paid me for that money. And this was 99 when I was making $400 a week at mm. Chaparral. So not making very much money. And uh, Dave Damron, just, yeah, not um, uh, not a big payer. Imagine that. Uh, and so eventually it got to the point where I was now <coughs> making fun of Timmy and t- saying he owed me that money. Then he said he did owe me some money. And then one time he was like, okay, look, you can have what's in my wallet right now <laughs> or I'll pay you, you know, the appropriate amount. What's- which was which – is t- 10%, whatever. What's, how much would that have what, been? $2,500. $2,500. Okay. 
but I was never going to get the $2,500, I felt like. Oh. It was just going to go on forever. So you took the 60 that was in so his I took, it was, <laughs> it was, in it was 200 Oh. So I got 200 from him. Wow, he won that deal. He did, but I never would have got – I figured it was 200 now or I'm never going to get that $2,500. <laughs> never. So that was my bonus money for, for Summercross. But I did steal the trophy behind you when I – when I went to his house one time. Uh, Timmy probably don't even know you stole it. No, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> probably not. All right. From Chris Kiefer, Lars, mm. how does it feel knowing you're the best-looking team manager in the paddock today? Oh, boy. Yeah, I don't agree. I, I'm Who's a better-looking team Who's manager? Who's better-looking, yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. You win. Jen probably has some hot takes on that, too. <laughs> Mitch, Ian Harrison, Jeremy uh, yeah. Coker. Um, Who are we missing? Max Lee? Youngest, for sure. Dude, he's, yeah, he's 15 years old. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, how old is Max? 25? I don't, I don't I'm know. I'm not sure. Yeah, he's not, he's not better looking. Yeah, I don't know. Um, thank, well, thank you, Chris. I, I yeah, I appreciate <laughs> thank it. You, Chris. I guess. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Mr. Kiefer. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Good yeah. job. Yeah. Uh, from Trevin Bender. For Steve, do you think Supercross should go to the two-moto format like in SMX? No. No, I don't. I like Supercross. I I tell you what, though. I was the one yelling and screaming saying 20 laps is not enough, and now I'm starting to think that 20 minutes it's is too, too much. Long. You know that you know? SMX was going to be 25? Was it really? Yeah, yeah. it was 25, and, and I, I actually said, like, have you guys ridden, thought about that? Like, and <laughs> yeah. Especially at the Coliseum. I mean, 25 minutes twice? Yeah. And that yeah. would be crazy. No, I, 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 like I said, I, I've always thought twenty laps was not enough, and I think that. But there's, I think there were, we need to have a medium now. I think we need to back it down off twenty minutes. I think it needs to go off lap times lap of time. that night yeah. of that track and base it on that. Because honestly, first of all, eighty-five percent of these dudes can't do twenty minutes. They just can't. They're done. Yeah, but that shouldn't mean that we should change the race order well, or the race length I mean, if it, they can't I think it, get in shape. Well, they're not gonna. But I know what you're saying. Yeah, it, it all came from that Santa Clara race. Yeah. When it was like a 42-second lap time, yeah. and you're like, we cannot have 20 laps. No. Like, this and, race I wrote, is over. and I wrote about that. Yeah. Like, if you're a Ryan Dungey fan, you saw him for 14 minutes. Yeah. In the, yeah. In, you know, it's just like, you can't do that. you right. got to have your stars out there longer. Yep. But 20 minutes? Eh. It's a lot. It's a long race. <laughs> it's a long it's a race now. If you're leading, like, from the beginning. And yeah. You're, and you're doing 28 laps or something. Yeah. yeah. No, the tracks can't handle race. it and, and everything, yeah. Mm-hmm. From yeah. Woodrow 303, Lars... Honda's recent success under your care must have made you millions. Are there plans to expand your ceilings like other barons of the industry? Well, it doesn't really work like, like that. <laughs> <laughs> I have. I don't have tall ceilings. I have a two-story house, but I can't afford the second floor. What did you, What did you think of the ceilings when you came in? <laughs> they just didn't build the second floor. There, yeah, there's there a lot of uh, square footage in there. Like you know, like uh, open area, open area, square very, footage, very high. They're very high. It's, yeah. it's just a normal, it's an upper middle class house, sir. Oh, it's a nice house. When you sent me that there's a gate code to get in, I was impressed. But, you know. That means nothing. A gate A gate doesn't mean anything. <laughs> no, it's a nice house. Yeah. It's the guard at the gate. Oh, is the stop. thing. <laughs> the armed guard says, it, it, is it, your name it, on the a, list, sir? It's a signal that you have an HOA and you spend a lot for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, from Justin Haley, uh, Lars, what singular part is the most expensive on a factory Honda? Mm. Uh, oh, their ignitions. These fucking guys and their ignitions. There's, there's something going on. Something's going on. Yeah, maybe the ignition, I guess. But um, Something's going on. 
<laughs> I know. The BFR shock is the most expensive part on a bike. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Screw Kenny. <laughs> From yeah. Joey. This is for you, Listen, Steve. I just, th- they have something going on. I, I'm convinced Honda's electronics, I think, are next level. I know they have the get stuff. I get that on the 250s. Well, well, but why do you think that? Maybe Jet is just, just incredible. Yeah, but Chase is great. Also, I, I, Chase didn't get every hole. I shot. think there's something to the greats and the electronics. You, they, there's something going on. Something positive. I'm saying something. We, ju- not, we just had the conversation t- an hour earlier about athlete in this sport versus motorcycle. Yeah, but when it comes to a start of a grade of a 65 horsepower bike, it's uh, still rider. Okay. I mean, yes, it makes a difference. I agree. But I think they're onto you something. You can take Jet's bike and give it to. Mike LaRock, ah, shitty example. Who's a shit starter nowadays? Dylan Ferrandis. I'd like to see that. And he ain't going to hold shot. I bet he does. Okay, I'd love to bet, but we'll never we'll be able never to know. justify this. But. I don't know. I think some, yeah, some guys are good starters and some guys are good I know, but, right but they that's, got, that's how I like to I think, think they have an advantage in electronics over other teams. I, I won't disagree with okay, that. Okay, well, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, okay. That's, all that's different. Against other teams, yes. When you look at Honda's background in, in literally every kind of racing, what they got going on, I think they got... Shit going on. <laughs> right there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But they're working on it. Like, yeah. No, I know. Yeah. And we're working really like they, they got some new stuff coming out. That's the really, Get Guys. Get yeah. Guys. Yeah. If they you want a discount, email me. They the spent way. weeks yeah. in Italy after Des Nations. When every yeah. other team went home and was tired, these guys were still fucking working. Yeah. Listen, Get Get. I that makes a time. difference. Yeah. They, they, yeah. No, they've been a great partner this year. They've made a big difference. Okay. From Joey, uh, Steve, with the chance that there's going to be two more teams entering the 250 class in the next two years, do you think these 250 guys will start making a bit less money since you could be a factory guy not scoring points? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, no, not necessarily. Because two new OEMs entering, I'm assuming that's what he's speaking to, are still going to have to spend money to hire capable riders, but... His question is almost talking about results-wise, it seemed like to me. That's what the question is. There'll be enough dumb team managers to pay enough money to the guys that get eighth. Hmm. Okay. That'll be tough. From Forkner's temper, Lars. I do hear the Ducati's coming to 450 first. Yeah. Yeah, I I was going to say, I think a 250's way longer than two years. No, Triumph is now, but. Uh, 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 Ducati Yeah, okay, yeah. Lars, what did you learn from your time at 2-2 Motorsports that you carried to HRC? Well, he talked a lot about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. What was the what was the most radical thing that Ch- Chad wanted to change before a race? Like, like, did you have to? Well, the one thing that I always think of is um, at Anaheim, he wanted to change outer tubes on the fork. Um, they had different <laughs> we had different ones from show or something like that, and he told Oscar and we had, we had eight minutes I think until the practice started, <laughs> and he said I want to change those tubes and. And Oscar, I give him credit, like, he was the fastest suspension guy I've ever worked with. And he's like, get him off right now. We can, we, I we think can I can do, do it. it. So I think it was, you know, it was Goose. Yeah. Me and Goose pulled off the forks, got him in there, helped him, you know, whatever. And we got him changed and on the bike. And we just missed the start. And so he rode out onto the yeah, track, yeah. like, with maybe missing one lap. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Eight minutes. It was unbelievable. Yeah, you did it quick. Did Did you guys ever practice pit stops? Yeah, and engine changes. I think and stuff? we were the first ones. To, no, I shouldn't say that. No, we did engine. Uh, we did, we did that at PC a lot. Yeah. like we would practice front wheel pra- uh, pit stops, yes. oh. and we would practice engine changes as fast as we can. 
Like we could do a dyno engine in like dyno engine. six minutes. The dyno engine doesn't yeah. really count because yeah, it you wouldn't, you wouldn't run like engine hangers. Or there's true. no bolts true. on the tank. Yeah, yeah, good else. point. But, yeah. But, but, but you're right. We did the same thing. Yeah. Me and Dean Gibson, actually, because when Dean was at Honda, now he's at Cowie, we used to do that for fun. Like we would time, I, we would also time changing tires cause just yeah. to make it fun. Yeah, yeah. And so I, we, we did that together and it was like, I think my, my record is still on the whale on the test really? truck. Yeah, it's like 314 or something. Dude, you know what I think they should bring back? Remember the... um. Yep. It was the last US, US Open. Open. We yeah. did the tire change challenge. Yeah. Can we bring that back somehow to involve the mechanic and maybe well, it's for like one championship point or something? They, SMS. That well, would be so cool, I they, think. They, they said everyone was cheating on that. They were building Oh, yeah. Stuff. We had a special yeah. axle. Right. We, we, we machined the brake pads like this so you could just mm. throw the wheel in there. Right. Yeah, we took all our supermoto stuff and and made yeah. it work for there. But our stuff was all functional, worked good. Yeah, and Carlos was actually the guy over Davy. He crushed yeah. it the one time. But Imagine make, that but Carlos would like spend probably <laughs> a month doing that. Right? Yeah. Carlos is the one that won the U.S. Open one, yeah. and we practiced for it at PC. Yeah. Like I thought I was ready, and he beat me. But we did it with special wheel changes. We still do that um, just to be ready so that we have like a routine down. We only yeah. like did a motor at Yamaha like one time. Hey, yeah. let's take a motor out and see. Like, just one yeah. guy on the right side, one guy on the left side. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, we have a that. kit in the truck. That was actually Droopy's uh, idea. And probably I think, not. Probably doesn't work then. <laughs> we have a kit of tools just for the right side of the bike. The person helping helps on that side. The real mechanic stays on the left. And then you, you guys. So you yeah. actually think about it. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, that's all like. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Just the tools you need are in that, that right, box. Right. Yeah. Like that. right and left. Yeah. Mm. We did the same thing. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, from Alex Heckman, Lars, who was the easiest rider to work with and who was the most challenging to keep happy? I know the answer to this. I do, too. <laughs> Wyndham, Can I guess? Wyndham and Chad. Oh, I was going to guess JG and Chad. Oh. JG easiest, Chad hardest. I was going to go Wyndham easiest. <clears throat> I mean, Kenny could put a good run in there, though. But um, With Chad, you mean? Mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, K-Dub. Yeah, I mean, Kid up and Chad, yeah. Yeah. That, that's probably accurate, yeah. I mean, Allie used to tell me he would just change things because he wanted to. You know what was really? cool? Really? So he wouldn't, he could just ride anything? Just, yeah. That's unbelievable. Levers, too, like you could kind of set him up close. And luckily, me and him had the same, Yeah. like, whatever. I, he never adjusted. I was like that with Dean. I could set everything and he yeah. wouldn't touch it. But I just, I didn't know Wyndham was like that. You know what's cool about that? Um, clutches, right? Wyndham would never go through a clutch. No, just, yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Yeah, he was easy on stuff like that. That's but cool. he would be at the practice track and Allie would sit on the back tailgate of the pickup. And Kevin would be like, hey, I need to go do a moto. And Ali would just sit in the back, and he would just, like, put his hands up, like, two more laps. And he'd see him from way over there. He had, like, eagle eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, that was pretty pretty dang cool. Yeah. yeah. That's old news, right? Wow. So, wait, every time I hit the outro, regardless of how long it's actually been, I get that look. So. I think you skipped over some real good ones because I checked them out earlier. But. Find them. No, it's your show. show. No, it's it is show. my show. That's yep. right. It's your show. <laughs> Although I defy you to find a good one. It's uh, it's an off-season show. Trey Kennard, Eric Pinard, John Anderson, best interview tonight? Uh, I like Trey. You're going to say Trey. I liked Trey's interview. Okay. Yeah. Right. You're going to say Trey. Uh, I'm going to say Trey only because I thought that was really interesting to hear. Yeah. Uh, I haven't gotten to really yeah. hear a download from it, but um, that was a pretty big deal to was, race that yes. thing, so it was, it was cool to hear. Really great of you. You actually got him on. I would, That's right, I did. I thought about it, and I'm like, well, he's traveling back from Japan. There's no like, That ain't going to work. Like, yeah. So good job. Thanks. Yeah. A little bit extra on the per diem for getting Listen, that. Listen, you two were above rate for <laughs> this show. Appreciate that. You, were really, above, made it, you were, really made it happen. You were above the rate because I, I wanted to make it happen. But so. we had to pay for keeping our wives happy last night. 
Oh, yeah. we needed a fancy hotel. And yeah. I'm pretty sure. Thank she, you for booking us at the Cosmo. She looks really I excited. I did not book <laughs> at the Cosmo. Future co-hosts, I do not book at Cosmo. <laughs> Don't remember that. I, that is not. That is fake news. Um, Pulp 20s code to save with Maxima USA and Pro Filter. I forgot to read about that. 927. Uh, love that oil from those guys at Maxima. And of course, uh, Monster Energy Kawasaki, Monster Energy Pro Circuit using the four stroke oil with Peak Technology and Pro Filter as well. Pulp 20s the code to save with Pro Filter. Get a uh, oil or air filter uh, pre-oiled as well for the air filter. So it's really great, really easy to do. Thank you to the folks at uh, ProFilter and Maxima as well. And any codes that you need to save, pulpmexshow.com. Use the codes. Um, Lars, thanks for coming in, man. Yeah. Really thanks. appreciate it. Yeah, do you have no, fun? Yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah, good time. You should come back like in the middle of Supercross season. Just come back in. Sure. Yeah, why not? You got nothing better. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I appreciate it. Thank you. Congratulations yeah. on all your success appreciate this it. year at Honda and uh, all the help you've given me and and all of that. So I appreciate it. It's so friendly with the media. Yeah, it's no just, worries, dude. It's, yeah, I have a good time with it. Yeah. So, yeah, no problem. And it's great that you also, a little while off air, said I was the number one media source in the sport. So that was really cool when you said that. Hmm. That was great. Thank Did you. Thank you for I that. I remember you telling that to me. Okay. Yeah, right. thanks, thanks like for that. that. Yeah, so, all right, yeah. so Anton and, and, and Lewis and everybody, just suck it. I, I think you <laughs> use different words. <laughs> yeah, to probably. describe the same thing. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> Renthal.com, Paul Parabinos. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Thanks. Thank you for coming in. Always a fun time uh, for sure. So thanks. Thanks. I appreciate it. And um, uh, Tits, great yeah, job, man. Great Thank job. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Real I great. told you I'd come in at a five, a strong five, and I yeah. feel like that's what I did. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I feel like he should be playing a piano. Like it looks like he's sitting behind there like, oh, what kind of song do you guys want to hear? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, like the piano man. <laughs> with a little thing hanging out? That's my producer. It's your producer? My producer. Marks, great job. Great job. Thank you. Thanks, Marks. How's the app coming? Thank you. Be okay. out Friday. Yep. Thank Friday. You. Marks created, a, um, me and him, uh, last summer, I worked on like a uh, Excel spreadsheet with like being able to um, do overalls when we don't have Wi-Fi and yeah. when, when the yep. system crashes. Yeah. So we did that together. Now I have this really sweet Yeah, thing. no, I, I heard about this secret yeah, yeah, communication. Yeah. I wasn't happy. It was unauthorized. <laughs> and uh, Mark put that in the app? I do what I want. Mark's helped somebody else out, too. I don't remember what it was. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, how did that person even get a hold of you? <laughs> I don't remember what it was now, but... What yeah, it's a, it's it's a bit bizarre that these guys come to an idiot like me for help with that <laughs> yeah. stuff, but I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and thanks for Jen for coming in and hanging out. Yeah, she had a great time. Yeah, <laughs> she, 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 she was great. We're gonna get her in for some hot takes, but then we we do want you to keep your job. So. Yeah, yeah. I don't. We gotta be careful with that one. Now. She could probably have some great stories about CR two two days. Yeah. Then others. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fantastic. I want to thank our guests tonight. Thank the sponsors as well. Paul Parabinos, Lars Lindstrom. I'm Steve Mathis. We're off next week, but we'll be back in the week after that. We're going to do a Tuesday show after Paris Supercross as well. I just don't know quite know who's coming in for co-hosting. But, uh, yeah, thanks, everybody. Appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, see you in a couple weeks. There's something I want to get off my chest. And it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine, and I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and I was totally nude, and it was weird. I, I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho, but I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho.
flame 